I may not be Stephen Cooper, but I can tell you this is the Weird Science DC Comics podcast and there will be spoilers ahead. So, read the damn books and come back hard and come back correct. Word to the brother. Our guests are arriving on time to the second. They always do. And you always act like it's a miracle. My dear Tattoo, when each guest is paying $50,000 for a three-day stay on Fantasy Island, he or she deserves miracles. Right, boss. Just like the new kids on the block once told me personally through my headphones, we've got the right stuff, baby. That's right, we're back with another installment of Weird Out Loud, the not safe for work look at DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. I am Jim Warner. And this is episode number 64. Give me all you got, Jimbo. Was that like, oh, 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 oh. All right. Yeah. Right. I like when they cross their arms, the right stuff. You know that Donnie, he was the bad boy. Sure any, was. any white kid in those things that rap, bad boy, Eric. <laughs> and I remember he set fire to a hotel room. That he was, it was like he really believed in that. What bad did he do boy. that for? <laughs> I don't know. I think that what happened was he was setting alcohol on fire. Like it was on the carpet. And he was, you know, it was like that big Who hasn't joke. He set your arms on fire. Ooh. All right. Hello and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast for the week of March 26, 2016. And Eric. Like Jesus himself, we have risen from the grave, and we are back again for a week of shit-showing podcasting, right? Is that, is that an Easter reference? That is an Easter reference. Uh, by the time we get done the news tonight, it probably will be Easter. Probably. Uh, but yes, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, Hold on, and I took a drink. the Hold on. Podcast Network. What? I, I took a drink. Hold on. Proud. There we proud. go. That, that's your one thing. I want to get that mm. sound effect so I can just hit it proud. Then you, you don't, don't even, even need me up. anymore. You don't even have to show up for three <laughs> hours. You proud, boosh, whatever. You can follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC. See such great live tweeting that I had today on the Rebirth uh, press conference. Things proud. like, agree. I really agree. And I don't know if I agree. Those are my go-tos. I'm I like am running out of crowd. quips. Yes, I'm running out of quips. I didn't have any quips. Like, you can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash weirdsciencedccomics. You can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, and we will read every email, and that will be proven oh once again today. I didn't even send you the mail or no, the I, news. So I you got have no idea. You can follow us at our site, weirdsciencedccomics, blog.blogspot.com, and also on Podbean at weirdsciencedccomics.podbean.com. And I'm going to tell you right now about the Rent and Rave line, but before I do, I want to mention it was sabotage this week. Something happened. Something Listen went all down. Listen y'all, it's a sabotage. I don't know. Uh, Brandon sent me a note and said, hey, I was going to send him my gorilla review, and I got on that line, and it's not there. And I, was I, th- like, I think he just put, didn't push the pound again. Yeah, probably. And I was <laughs> like, what the hell? And so I looked, and where I go to look online to see the messages and all these things, completely blank. Nothing. No intro, no greeting, nothing. So I had to do a quick greeting, 
and then he did uh, go and give us a gorilla review. So oh, you'll nice. hear that. But if anybody else tried to call this week, which probably there wasn't any because it's like eight fucking hoops you have to jump through. But yeah, if you want to, you can call at 641-715-3900, enter extension 45238, followed by the pound sign. And yeah, we only have Brandon because it looks like it was down all week. looks like it was down the whole time. I don't know what happened. And I'll end this little intro bit by saying, please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you download the podcast. I'm, I've given up. I really have. I've give, we're not going to win. We're not winners. We never what, what? win. Winners. We're going to win, baby. No, there's no, I, there isn't any way to win. But, boy, every time people rate and review us, we just drop down on the rankings. So iTunes please, is weird. Maybe I should get on here and say, please do not rate and review us on iTunes. Or Start Stitcher, rating some other people. Boy, I don't know what's going on, except maybe people just aren't listening. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we had an odd week this week, Eric, and I thought the podcast and the site were going down. I thought it was all ending. Hey, I thought that, too. You thought it as well. And, in fact, if every, anybody was going and watching or paying attention to the site, you didn't do any reviews this week past Wednesday, right? Nope, not at all. And Thursday, I thought you had died, and I got a hold of you finally. You were drunk. Drunk you thought as that we hell. Were you thought we I were left, done. I left work an hour early. I went and got drunk as hell. I confronted my stepfather about shit. Jesus things went Christ. Cra- I, things got crazy. Yep. You thought we were done. I said, nope, we're not done. We're going to, uh, what is it, march on? I know what's the saying. <laughs> we're going to carry on. Uh, but yeah, everything's coming back, Eric. Reggie is back from Germany. We talked a lot on Thursday about it, but I don't remember any of it because I was no, drunk as hell. so drunk. You were the I love you man drunk. I, no, I think the one line, this is something I do. I hate you so much, but I love you too, you yes, son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. And I just sat there, <laughs> what the fuck is going on with this guy? Drunk. <laughs> I was so depressed. But yeah, Reggie's back from Germany. The site's going. We got our, our in with DC. Everything's great, Eric. Everything is great. But as, you, sending it. we flew too close to the sun, man. Things yeah, are working out. You're Icarus. <laughs> by the, uh, also, by what we didn't do this week, people probably have realized by now, we did not go see the early premiere of Batman v Superman. We, that was Monday night. We did not go. I no. wish I would have now. <laughs> I yeah, just seriously. went stay up all night. Who cares? But yeah, uh, we did not go see that, but you have seen it. In the meantime, I have yes. not. I don't know when I'm going to see it. I actually was playing around with the idea of seeing it yesterday. I did not go, but you have seen it. Give us your quick review of Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. It's an all right movie. I w- all right. That doesn't sound very exciting. It, thing is, me going to the movies and seeing something is really terrible because I cannot get comfortable in the fucking seat. So, but halfway through, I keep shifting my position because my yeah. ass is hurting so goddamn much. And I don't know. It takes me out of the movie. I want to watch it again at home where I can actually really get into it. But it's okay. It's just. No, do, I don't you, know. Do, you, do you like that Star Wars when me and you saw it? I had a great time. With yeah, you had Wars. a great time. So what you're saying is. You, I had some issues. With when the you start. Well. You're like me. When I go to a movie and I start thinking of my grocery list for that <laughs> week. I know there's trouble. Anytime you're at a movie and you notice other troubles. You're not really enjoying it as much as you my, want. I'm saying my ass was hurting. When I first got there I realized. Four people in the audience had really bad coughs. And this is before the movie, so I'm like, this is going to suck. God damn these motherfuckers. Why? And, and then they keep coughing? I know. And then in front of me, these people came in with a bunch of kids. Really? And they're just jumping on the seat. I'm like, I'm going to kill really? children today. Did they do it during the movie? A bit. Oh, really? And now I want to ask And then the parents are questions. yelling at the kids. Really? That's the worst. That's, that makes it worse. Oh, my God. 
Um, my kids know better. They'll get a backhand. And actually, <laughs> right. I don't want to hurt my hand. I'm like Ike Turner. I'll hit them with my goddamn shoe. I don't want to break my hand. Right with the shoe upside the head. Yes. Uh, I want to ask you a couple things. Was it the loudest movie you've ever seen? I actually did not take any notice of that. I told my girlfriend that about Jimmy Fallon saying that beforehand. Did not take notice during the movie okay. on it, though. Was uh, Ben Affleck a great Batman? I really did enjoy his Batman. Okay. Was Henry Cavill looks like he has um, matured in the role but didn't really astound you? These are all the things I've heard oh, of. Yeah, no, it. honestly, yeah. It's, it's just pretty much Superman as we saw him yes. in Man of Steel. Okay. And that's, that's part of the problem is that I liked Man of Steel enough. I yeah. just don't care for the world that DC's creating like on the like cinema. Yeah. How was Jesse Eisenberg? Jesse, he was okay. I'm telling you, everybody kept saying how he was like the standout yeah. star yeah, and shit like, like that. He was just that over-the-top character we saw in the trailers. How was Flash? Uh, I do not like his look at all. Okay. It how is was not Barry Allen. The man. For the, I'm telling you, we only saw the characters very briefly, Yeah. but I really did like what I saw with him. Okay. And yeah, even Cyborg. I, again, I oh, I forgot even about Cyborg. I have not seen the movie. I, I've stayed away from any sort of thing except for uh, pretty much like uh, bullet points from things. Right. Like I said, I saw people uh, tweeting after they were at the New York. I believe this was the New York premiere. On Sunday. Uh, yeah, on last Sunday where it was like, Jesse Eisenberg steals the show. Oh, yeah, we were talking about oh. that on Monday. Yeah, so I don't know. I will see it. I will see it in the theater. It's not a bad movie at all. It's just that, like, I don't know. I just don't feel like there was enough background because we jump in with Batman. Like, his like you know, we start off with, like, the origins of Batman with, mm -hmm. like, you know, Martha and Thomas Wayne getting killed. Okay. And then we just jump to Metropolis you know what's during good? Man I've of Steel. I've never seen that. Oh, yeah, I've never. never seen that scene. It's actually really good. Is, is there pearls? Going I'm telling you, up? that's all I care about. There needs to be pearls <laughs> dropping. Were they? Yes. Uh. <laughs> There's always those guys. As soon as those pearls drop, brilliant! Uh, yes. Bravo! <laughs> Bravo! Roses at the screen. Bravo! People are like, why did he bring flowers into a movie? There's yeah, just so much of background on Batman that we don't know. It's odd to jump in this far ahead in his career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, what would you give it score-wise? Score's hard. I need to watch it again, really. But right, right now, right now, probably six, a six out of ten. Six out of ten. That is yeah. not... Rave review. It's not, but I'm telling you, my, my girlfriend was crying by the end. Really? Why? Because you fidgeting all the time, it was embarrassing to her? She's well, crying. she said something. I kind of gave her a little elbow to the side of the face to make her shut up. But no, no, God, no. You should have hit her with the shoe. <laughs> Ike Turner, the bitch, right upside the head. That's Ike what Turner, you do. our role model. Ike Turner, that bitch. Um, yeah, that kind of goes against everybody that I see, unless you consider yourself a critic. But yeah, most Absolutely of the people not. I saw, it was like, hey, the critics hate it, but the fans love it. Uh, Jody reviewed it on the site, gave it a seven. Yes. He was very, uh, it seemed like he was sort of disappointed that he expected more as well. Uh, but yeah. I, I really got to watch it again. It's, it was just the situation completely threw me off with being in the city. Oh, no. Even walking in before I noticed the fucking coughs and these goddamn yeah. kids in front of me, the theater smelled like a horse had lived in there for three weeks. Really? It what was smelled like a horse farm. Okay. <laughs> Crying. She loved uh, what did you get? I think what, she would give it a nine you, out of what, ten. Really? What did you get? Popcorn? Popcorn and soda. soda. Pop. Did you get Dr. Pepper? No, the root beer. Root Bark's beer. root beer. Did you or get Bark's any root, candy? Root, I don't know. No. I love Barks. That's my favorite. Barks has bite, Eric. Barks has bite. And I had just oh, gotten done. At, I was at the diner before that. Oh, yeah? I had a really bad experience the at the Quaker diner. The Diner? Yeah. I told you not to go there anymore. That place has really gone down the tubes, hasn't it? I hate diners, and this fucking waitress just I pissed me off. I love diners. I love them. 
I used to, but I'm saying, I sit there with my girlfriend. I sit there with my girlfriend. I'm waiting for the food to come out. I have nothing to talk to her about. Well, that's your problem. That's not the diner's problem. (laughs) No, that's why. You go in and I give you a book. You know, talk chit chat 101. Yes, yes. We go to the diner. I just got to go buy a a newspaper first. Uh, The last time I went to the Quakertown diner that you're talking about, that you always go to, that's your Mm -hmm. exclusive diner. It was awful. It was terrible. Yeah, this was terrible. I don't like their selection anymore. It seems like the selection has gone down the tubes. Even though the other one, which is plain and fancy, Eric, and if you know, I sit in the fancy (laughs) section all the time. uh, Plain and fancy has almost a too diverse menu. It it weirds me out. I haven't been the plain and fancy in probably 15 years. I I like both. I, I am a big diner fan. Uh, it's where places uh, that around the country and the world that don't have diners, I'd pity in America. Where else can you get shit on a shingle at 2 a.m.? Where else? Actually, we're talking about that. I always mention that when we get done the podcast, it's too late to go eat. I could go to the diner. Yeah, but why would you want to? I don't know. If, if any of my kids are up tonight, I might go to the diner. But right now, I'm so goddamn tired that I don't think I'm even going to make it through This whole week podcast. has thrown me off. I feel exhausted going uh, into this. I, I'm with you. I am with you. And what we're going to do now is the big thing today was rebirth. They had a big rebirth panel at WonderCon. And so I said, hey, that's the news, Eric. Shut your goddamn mouth. I'm news. Here. I was even giving you a, I was, a I was way trying to get, get to it. I didn't have that. anything I'm brought to be nice up. to you tonight. I didn't have anything brought up. That's the first thing I that's it. Find. That's the news. That's because you, you had that. You, I would have even gone Leprechaun, even though tomorrow is Easter. But yeah, the news. I is had all... to scroll through if I wanted to find Leprechaun. I, this is just Alpha Five A. I was not even going to uh, gather up any other news this week, which I actually I didn't. But even if there is any other news, the big news will be Rebirth, and that's suck it news. Do now, and I will start with what I watched the the uh, press conference, and I had problems because people were messaging me, and I was trying to tweet, and every time a message or anything beeped on my phone, it threw me out of that goddamn conference. So I'd have to go back and whatever. So some of this stuff may be herky-jerky or maybe I missed something. I don't know. But here's the news for Rebirth. But before we go on with that, we're going to stop a second and listen to a couple people that called into the Rant and Rave line to rant and rave about Rebirth. Hello, Jim and Eric, and hello, Weird Science. This is George K. And I'm calling in this evening to talk about the DC Universe Rebirth live stream video on DC Entertainment's YouTube page. So first things first, the video is listed as two hours long, but the first entire half hour is just the blue Rebirth curtain with a half hour countdown timer to the actual live stream itself. And uh, I'm being serious about that. I'm not sure why they decided to do that. That being said, once the panel actually starts, the Tiffany girl from the DC Entertainment Channel, she introduces Dan DiDio and Jim Lee. They come out. They don't really say anything of consequence, but then they bring out Jeff Johns, and he starts giving this speech. And one of the, you know, the major point he makes is that he feels over the New 52 that they've decided that what's missing from the books is the legacy of the characters. And my initial reaction was to say, what exa- what legacy are your DC properties supposed to have after four and a half years, especially compared to the 75 years of legacy that you guys uh, shit-canned after Flashpoint? Uh, I think that point speaks for itself, but uh, just as an example, I was not a huge fan of the 
Ultimate Marvel Universe, but a lot of people were. They always told me to read it. So, I, uh, you know, I checked it out, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And one of the characters that actually kind of bothered me was the ultimate version of Nick Fury. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's African-American, but just the overall lack of history with the character. With this version of him, you don't get the Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commando stories. You don't get the Jim Starenko, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. stories from the 60s and 70s. You basically just get a character whose name is Nick Fury. He wears an eye patch, and for those reasons alone, I guess, he gets to show up from time to time and, and boss around Captain America and Iron Man, and I just thought that was kind of silly. And that's kind of how I feel about a lot of the new 52 properties. Um, that being said, like a lot of the legacy that carried over from the old stuff, it doesn't exactly make sense. I don't know about you guys, but I to this day don't really understand how Coast City was destroyed, even though according to what is considered canon, as I'm doing air quotes, um, with the Green Lantern, you know, canon, that Coast City was destroyed. And I don't understand how that happened, considering that Reign of the Superman never happened. Um, it couldn't have happened the way it did. We know, I know for a fact Superboy wasn't there because we saw him debut breaking out of his giant test tube and, and back in uh, Superboy number one. Maybe Steel was there. I know that he was introduced in Action Comics. Uh, the Eradicator, best I can tell, doesn't even exist in DC anymore. And uh, the reason why Coast City was destroyed was because Hank Henshaw had lived there before with his wife, and as the cyborg Superman, he destroyed it to erase, you know, that that part of his life. But in the New Fifty Two, the cyborg Superman is actually uh, Supergirl's father, Zorro. So. Uh, the same thing with, like, uh, Batman, for example. You know, you're going to give us Barbara Gordon as Batgirl again, and it's like, oh, okay, well, new universe. But then, oh, no, Killing Joke totally happened. It's the kind of stuff that makes you want to beat your head up against the wall. But uh, either way, that's my little rant on that. Uh, just uh, keep doing what you're doing, and I will hopefully talk to you guys soon. Bye. Hey, what's this bullshit I hear about Steve Orlando on Supergirl after Rebirth? What, is he going to start asking this questions now? Then besides, Zerling Gates is writing a beautiful Supergirl over in the digitals, you know? Why don't they just put him on hand on the print issues for Rebirths? Sterling Gates and not Steve Orlando should be on Vogan Supergirl after Rebirth and the Vogan story. Uh, the first big thing is the 80-page Rebirth special will be two ninety nine, and it'll come out on May 25th. And we talked about this way back, uh, me and you, and I said, man, if I was DC... I'd make Rebirth two ninety nine. You said there's no fucking way they're gonna have it. As it turns out, you are DC. I guess. I I knew it. Well, it, I didn't know it. I just thought that that would be a good idea. You have to get everybody on board with that one book. I'm telling you, if you can make it ninety nine cents, I, I would. You can't, but two ninety nine is good. Everybody will get it. I think everybody who's a DC fan would anyway. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And as we go on with these this news, which is all the creative teams on the books, I will say before we even go any further. I'm not as excited after hearing all this stuff. That I know I it's be. kind of a buzzkill. It's supposed to be this gigantic, exciting thing going yeah. on. I, I just kind of felt like and what's weird sour afterwards because we don't know this rebirth special is when this is going to really hit home, and that's May 25th. It's that far away. But when we hear of that and see what's going down and what that's going to mean, then maybe I'll be a little more excited. But everything else get back on of, the rebirth trolley. It kind of all seems more of the same. Yeah, it's almost like it's just a fresh coat of paint. 
It's, it's DCU too. Yeah, it's it's weird, but we'll go on. I do like a lot of these things, but it's just as a whole. When it got done, I was like, "So what is Rebirth?" I don't <laughs> fucking know yet. And I thought that this was going to shed some light, but but Jim, what is Mister Bloom? Yeah, really. When we get to that, I have no clue. But we'll start with the Bat books. The Bat books, the big cornerstone, right? That's right. The big books. Uh, the rumors were true. Tom King will be on Batman. So that's the first one on the actual proper Batman book. It'll be Tom King with artist David Finch and nice. Michael Yannon working back and forth. Now, a lot of these are going to have multiple artists because they're twice, twice, a, a, month, twice yeah. a month. So they're going to have to do things where they're going to try to keep up that way. And that sounds like a badass creative team. Yeah, that's really good. I like Tom King. who's making a lot of jokes about being the CIA or whatever. And freaking it got old real quick. They, it was very loose, this thing. They would, they would, you didn't watch any of it, right? No, I was watching. So Batman they had Dan DiDio, Jim Lee, and Jeff Johns out. And they would announce like, hey, and now we're going to go with the Batman books. And then this woman who I, I'm sure is one of those like DC All Access Right. I don't know these people. She's like in these shorts and this leather jacket. I'm like, what that? What is this? Freaking, you know, fucking Fridays? What is it? Freaking, what is it called? Rest down Fridays or whatever. <laughs> what is it called on Friday? Casual Friday. Casual Fridays. Like, what is this? Casual Friday? You dressed like a whore. What are you doing, woman? Fucking get a pantsuit on. Get some slacks on. Jesus Christ. If Jim can wear a pantsuit, you can wear one That's too. That's right. I always wear shoulder pads and all. And I wear that on Friday. I go against the the grain. That's why you always make fun of me. I always dress up for Fridays. Yeah, I don't know what the you in that Friday dress up. I don't know what you wore on Friday this week. Nothing. Good in the you were nude. Oh yeah, no. that was that was actually <laughs> we had off. Ah uh, yes, but yeah, I like that. I like that. Tom King, awesome. He's, yes. Uh, he's Michael Yan and David Finch, awesome. Yep. Now the next one is Detective Comics. And Detective Comics will be James Tyne in the fourth, and it'll be with art by Eddie Barrows and Alvaro Martinez. That sounds amazing as well. Isn't Alvaro Martinez the guy I kept wanting to say Alvaro Martinez? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's Alvaro Martinez. But yeah, that sounds cool. Now Elvira that, Mart- Martinez. Uh, Elvira. <laughs> that, that's fine. I James Tyne and um, um, I like everything we get with him. It's funny because. That is almost like, hey, Scott Snyder doesn't want to be on Detective, so we'll get James Tynan. It is Scott Snyder light, and yes. he's his man. But Protégé. Okay, so I'm saying right now, like, okay, I'm, I'm hit or miss with that. But then they announce what the book it's going to be about, and I love it. And, in fact, this is probably one of the two or three books that I'm going to fight to review. And it's, uh, a, it's a crazy-ass premise. Oh, I, I think it's so For Detective Comics? It's a team book with Batman, Batwoman, Tim Drake, Cassandra Kane, spoiler, and Clayface. Crazy. That is nuts. And like you said, you even mentioned to me the Batwoman thing may be why Clayface is involved. Because when we left Clayface, Clayface in yep. Bat- the end of Batwoman, he was a good guy. Yep, they were in the. Uh, I always get them mixed up. Was it the nobodies? Was it the anybody's? It was one of those teams where it gets mixed up all the. They have like five. I remember teams them having a team the name, so you're better oh, off yeah, than they I am. Oh, yeah, they did. They had a team they name. They were in space. Were That's in what space. I remember. They went to space. That was a cool thing with like Ragman and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, team book and Detective Comics is very odd. Uh, I like I it. I dig it. I think it's cool. I am wondering why Harper Rowe is not in this. Because with oh, Cassandra and Harper. Spoiler, you would think that Harper and, and everybody, including myself and you, <laughs> thought that all this Eternal, Batman Eternal, Batman and Robin Eternal, all this stuff has been pushing Harper so much. 
that she was going to be in something, and it doesn't look like she is. This book would make the most sense. James Tynan has written Harper a lot, especially in Batman and Robin Eternal. I expect her to show up in this eventually, unless next unless, week she gets killed. Yeah. I said, I, I think I might have even tweeted it. I think she dies. So we'll see. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I got some Jimbo. opinions. I do have a Mumbo Jimbo a couple things this week, but uh, that's because Mumbo Jimbo got a hold of me, not that I am Mumbo Jimbo. No, absolutely not. All right, the next one is Nightwing, which is a book that I was looking forward to. It's Tim Seeley. Makes sense. He was yeah. on Grayson. I don't want any parts of it. And the art will be Marcus Toe and Javi Fernandez. And I believe that we may have somebody else but me do a Nightwing book. Because since we started, I have done almost every Dick Grayson Every Dick book. Grayson, yeah. I think I'm out. I think that it's time for me to step down. And this story, it said, they talked about it, follows the Grayson story. So it comes out of Grayson directly. And Dick has a new mentor character named Raptor. Raptor. And, and the first arc is called... I saw Jurassic Park. You can't trust no raptors. No. And the, remember the, when they found out that raptors really weren't fast? Like the yeah, was raptor the was like the slowest thing ever. Now, do you think uh, raptor's power will be that he gets smarter um, as time goes on? Like right now, he just knows how to open a door? I thought maybe that it would be he could dunk a basketball like the Toronto Raptors. Oh, like the Toronto Okay. The Toronto Raptors. That's all it is. I actually have no idea how they're doing actually Vince, so. It's Vince Carter. From back in the day, the oh, yeah? after that's who he is. You are uh, but yeah, the, Greek the first arc is better than Batman. It's called, and they were mentioning a little where they said that it's one of those where Dick has been mentored by Batman. Obviously, he went to Spiral, and he wants to think or know or find out if there's anything else to learn and things like that. So it's, I think it's a smart move to get him away from Batman. You, you, you can't just have him tied to Batman every book. So this gets him out of that. I'm sure at some point Batman's going to be pissed off. I don't know. Off. We've been doing that a bit because we had Nightwing and Gotham when the New 52 started. But then after at the end. Well, he we went to Chicago. But to Chicago for that Really, if you period. look, Chicago did not last long. At all. He came right back. And then I'm saying, though, no, that, we went yeah, Forever Evil where he's like, you know, supposedly killed and then moved on to Grayson's title where he, we have not really had a lot with Batman well, in even a long that, time. Remember at the beginning, it was, you know, hey, it was Matt, all Batman's alone. Plan. We're here yeah. and it's your plan. And and it got kind of screwed up. I don't know. I've originally Grayson. It was supposed to be where, but you know, this whole Batman dying thing might have thrown a wrench <laughs> in a lot of books. Who knows? Nobody talks at DC. No, they just shit happens. Uh, the next one is Batgirl, and it'll be by Hope Larson with uh, art by Raphael Albuquerque. I don't know much about Hope Larson. Kirky, near do uh, I? Did you look her up art. at all? I did. She she's done like a couple like smaller things. It looked. I okay. didn't really recognize anything. Somebody's out there like, God damn it, it's my favorite book. <laughs> uh, but it, it looked like you know little things. Uh, she announced that she's going to take the character out of Burnside Thank and God. send her to Asia on a backpacking trip. And I'm out. And which is a bit of a training mission. That's a quote to quote unquote level up as a superhero. Oh, fuck again, me. Why I, are we using game terms? I, I just, I'm telling you, I think this is another thing where they really want to get these characters away from Batman. That Batman's back. They don't want him to have to rely on it. Maybe that's the rebirth. Maybe, Maybe the rebirth for them is for them to finally be out on their own. Now that I look at it, I wish there was a Batgirl Nightwing book. Like a team-up book with them would have been awesome. Awesome. But the next one is, and the other thing I want to mention, this next one, they really, I think for the most part, termed it just as Birds of Prey, not Batgirl and Birds of Prey. Uh, that's probably still the They just didn't title, say birds? But they didn't. No, they didn't say, hey, birds. We got this birds book coming out there. Uh, yeah. Julia Benson and Shauna Benson, who are writers on the TV show The 100. You know, I have never watched You it. know, The 100. The 100. They made it seem like it was a big deal, The 100. 
uh, they'll write Birds of Prey with Claire Rowe on art. And I'll tell you, as a whole creative team, I am in the dark with these guys. Yeah, I don't know. Though uh, they said the team will be, at the very beginning, it's Barbara and Black Canary. Huntress is going to be involved at first as a kind of a opponent, but then is going to realize that she wants to be involved. She becomes the, the team. So it's Barbara, Black Canary, and Huntress. And they say they're going to be confronting someone who's pretending to be Oracle. And the people, right. when they said this, they were on the stage, and they said this, and they really seemed to think that this was something new <laughs> and seems that like it was something that people were going to like, oh, my God, like gasp. We and, dealt with that when I was reviewing yeah, back. I, I was at the gym doing this, you know, because I work out there. Oh, like, yes. I'm working out. And I, I laughed. I actually laughed so, out loud with my ear. People probably thought you I was like nuts. a lunatic. Yeah, like you at work. And uh, <laughs> the, but the way that I was like, really? This is your big reveal that you're going to have. This is what Batgirl dealt with for issue upon issue when they, for the, you know, I swear, Brendan Fraser started. They better explain this Huntress bit because it does not make sense to me. Well, like I said, they said at the beginning she's going to be against them, then she's going to join. We'll see. We have to see who it is. Like you said, I guess maybe it is Helena Bertinelli. I did not see the art. A lot of these, you were even saying, you looked at the cover art and stuff like that. I was too busy getting ready. I just watched the. The press conference, and they did they did have some art like thrown around while they announced things. I was watching on my phone while I was Every, on the treadmill. Everything it, I know is like bouncing around. Everything I know is I came back from Batman v Superman, and you and Reggie had an oh, open yeah. chat up, well, and I'm like thing, just going through that the open channel with me and Reggie. Reggie probably started talking to me two minutes before you did. It was just me. <laughs> I was just sending out things every time I saw something. I had the thing with you and Reggie in it. I was just fucking. Sending it out there so when you guys eventually got to it, you would see what's going on. And then on. right before we started, I looked at some covers. Yeah. I'm t- half the people, there are certain things that we'll, when we get to them, I'll even mention where there are people who are like, all of a sudden, something would get announced. Like, oh, shit. I got to ask Jim about this one because there's some <laughs> real uh, zingers. But, yeah, the team uh, of Birds of Prey. Birds. They'll birds. also be dealing with mobsters and a team of villains called the Snake Squad. You Snake can, Squad. You can have Birds of Prey. I don't want it's it all you. It's all you. Batgirl seems okay. It's like a new, you know, a new voice at least. Uh, also, not a standard in the rebirth deal. And this is the other thing I will mention. I said to you I wasn't going to, but I saw a little leak of the solicits coming out for June, and it includes uh, books continuing. Like even like Constantine, I think continues to like an issue thirteen. I, there were a bunch of them, and some not, some do. And I'm telling you, it's throwing me off because I don't know what to call this universe. Do you call this the rebirth universe now? It doesn't sound right. No. Because I was just going to say Scott Snyder and John Romita Jr. are working on a book outside of the rebirth universe. But yet they're also going to – I'm telling you, these other books are going to throw it off if that is the case – where other books continue until their rebirth, it's going to throw everything it's, off. It's going to confuse everyone. And I, you need to know what to call it. Like you had the DCU every New time I'd say Y-O-U and yeah. it, it would piss you off and it would make me laugh. But it still was something. Is this, do you call it Rebirth? The, the actual universe? Or you just call it the DCU? I don't know anymore. I just, I say, like, are we just getting back to DCU, like the actual know. letter? Like, you, yeah. And that even, that gets confusing because it now does. everybody thinks it's Y-O-U. I'm mad now. <laughs> Damn DC. But yeah, outside of the continuity, we'll call it. 
Uh, Scott Snyder will be working there with Tom Peter Junker and a variety of other artists in All-Star Batman. Though, he, Scott Snyder did talk and said that how he likes to do things is work within the continuity to make things work, whatever. But I don't know what. It's going to be a two-faced. No, I believe in the last thing we saw of him, he was putting a bullet in his head. Yeah, he doesn't shot himself. He they pulled a grandpappy. Pa- they didn't show it on panel, though, so who knows. But yeah, he said DC announced that they had signed Snyder to an exclusive contract. Uh, he will be doing All-Star Batman with John Romita Jr. And I liked it. During the press conference, Jim Lee had a lot of jokes about That's not hilarious. finishing All-Star Batman and Robin. And like, hey, guys, what are you doing? I, I haven't finished my book yet. And they, everybody was laughing. But it, it was good. I'm telling Jim Lee really did a good job. And Dan Didio as well. When they mentioned Nightwing, he even had like a, a quip about, man, I, I tried killing him. Before. <laughs> like everybody seemed very loose and happy about this. And I hope so. And they I actually really... liked that Jim Lee was uh, joking about All-Star Batman. Oh, yeah. Because I caught... What's I it? caught up on um, what was it, Comic Book Man, a couple like I think it was last week, and Jim Lee was on an episode, and he's talking about like his time working with Frank Miller on that book. Like, why aren't you bringing up the fact that it's not goddamn done yeah. yet? No, they were they were really jokey about it, and they really laid it down at the feet of Jeff Johns about, hey, you were big with Rebirth, yeah, there was the best things that you ever did, yeah. whatever, and now you're big in charge of this, and so they went with that. But everybody seemed in very good spirits. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Johns, yeah, and Jeff Johns was even like you know, joining in with people, and a lot of people. There were some guys who were real stiff, uh, others that were you know jokey and stuff. Right. And that was the that's the Batman books. Then we move on to the Super books, the Superman family of books, and it started with Action Comics, which is going to be written by Dan Jurgens with art by Patrick Zercher, Tyler Kirkham, and Steven Segovia. Which that's again yeah. that's kick ass, and it's going to continue the pre New Fifty Two Lois Clark and John story. And this is what uh, I guess, I think Dan Jurgen said this. This is going to be the story of Superman, Lois, and John that we've seen in Lois and Clark coming to Metropolis. But prior to that, Lex Luthor has declared himself the Superman of Metropolis. And that's kind of what gets Superman. Big move, Lex. So, yeah, but it's going to be that pre-Flashpoint Clark, Lois, and John, which I love. Stuff we love, yeah. Yeah, and them going to Metropolis and them being, I I guess, what we're going to see in the next issue of that and even in the Super League story by Tomasi coming up, I would guess that they're going to really put the pre-Flashpoint deal full out. Everybody will know, so you don't have to have that sneaking around. He's just going to go there. It's, to, it's so crazy to me now because I think back to Crisis on Infinite Earths where the Superman from pre-Flashpoint was the young Superman to the Earth 2 old yeah, one. Yeah. And now he's kind of taking that role with the two Supermans in the same world yeah, thing. That's pretty cool. I don't mind it. I really like, I love Lois and Clark. So mm-hmm. just getting them to continue. And I think that just shows that it's such a well-written book and DC knows that. And the fans and it's, not, it's it. not the biggest seller, but it's a great no, book. Uh, yeah. Uh, the next one is an odd one and that's new Superman. And when these were announced, when they announced just the titles of things, this was one where like, this is weird. What is this about? But now we know it's Gene Yang who's doing the regular Superman up until now. He did up till 50. Uh, with art by our man Victor Bogdanovich, who uh, is a friend of ours. Yeah, I like that. And it says the comical feature of Superman in Chinese culture, which. And I'm out. Well, again, what are you, a racist? The no, I just is, don't though, care. But again, you, you've gotten this already. His, uh, oh, G- I know. Superman was pushing so much of the Chinese culture already. I guess they liked that and said, hey, if you're going to do Chinese? it, just I thought keep it was going. Korean. I don't know. Well, uh, Asian. We'll go with Asian. Ooh. It's Asian. All right, let's get broad with this shit. Yeah, uh, but it's going to be a character named Kenji Kong. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you, I like that name. And it now, reminds now, what's me the of last Captain name? Cool and the Kongs. Okay, Kong. The, uh, all right. Yes. Kenji Kong gets infused with Superman's powers. 
But the powers also infuse his heart, Eric. I don't know what that means. I don't either. He but becomes now, super heartful. I've dealt with this since I took over Superman with freaking uh, uh, Zhang. I can't think. Fucking Yang. Gene Yang. Gene Yang. Yang. I'm fucking asshole. God. Yes. But no, I, I've been dealing with this, and I have not liked anything that he's put out, really. So what you're telling me is you are on new Superman. I hate you so much. That one's for Reggie. <laughs> Every book that we don't like, it's yours, Reggie. I don't know. That could be interesting. It I could be. I, I have just know. not been a fan of his work so far. But that's going to come out in July, and it's a monthly title. I, I didn't mention all these. Like, Action Comics comes out in June, and it's uh, bi-monthly, twice a month, uh, things like that. But uh, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't write them down for all of them. But Good. the next one is Supergirl, and this is one where people are like, oh, no, here we go, <laughs> Supergirl. And me and you both, I mentioned Steve Orlando. It is Steve Orlando writing. I mentioned him on this book. When we were go- talking about what we thought, we were going to do a – just for the hell of it podcast, kind of like a pre-podcast for this, where me and you were going to have like our selections yes. of who we thought were going to be. And I said to you, Steve Orlando is going to be on Supergirl or he's going to be on Batgirl. There's the two selections. They're going to throw him on there. And here it is. I actually really thought he was going to be on Batgirl. Me as well. It's on Supergirl with artist Brian Ching. Brian Ching. I do not know of Brian Ching. And it says, the comic will start with a storyline called The Cyborg Superman, who is actually Zor-El. And, and you said the same deal. I'm it's, saying I've seen a lot of people already bitching about this. And I'm like, that could add a cool dynamic because where we left Supergirl before in her own title, zor was the new Cyborg Superman. And having them together doing shit could be fun. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be something where they're hanging. I, but he does. He offers Supergirl Daddy the opportunity time. to go back to Krypton. It's what the storyline involves. And it, but Daddy, that don't make no sense. Uh, but Daddy, but Daddy, we saw this <laughs> in freaking Krypton Returns. It didn't end well, Daddy. And it didn't end well at all. But yeah, it's that. And you Orlando said, back, I'm going to be pissed. Orlando said that that may end up being her worst nightmare. Oh, God, it might be hell. It sound, actually, it sounds like Fantasy Island. There's a Rourke and fucking Tattoo. Tattoo. And they're like, oh, welcome to Fantasy Island. You want, want to go s- back to the Krypton? Yes. Hey, boss, what the hell's up with her? I don't think that's the worst. <laughs> that's a terrible tattoo. Hey, all I can do is smell her hair. Oh, tattoo, that is not the right hairdo to be smelling right now. Hey, I got to get some benefit from being a goddamn midget, you fucking asshole. Hell with this. I'm going to go hey, take a knife, you and I'm going to go over here a little while. You smelling the fine Corinthian leather. Fuck you. Jesus, Tattoo, this isn't what people want from the Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island got dark. <laughs> this is not my fantasy. Darker, tattoo. I guess, because that wasn't Yeah, my show. fantasy is being at least five foot three, you fucking jerk. I'm a man. I'm a man. <laughs> that is scene. I don't know how that has to do with Supergirl. And you know what? That comes out in September. And All it right. may or may not have Rourke and Tattoo. There you go. The next one is a book that you were really uh, interested in. You were really begging for info, Eric. You were saying to me, I would give anything for some info of this. And actually, uh, that's kind of a joke. What you did tell me was you were in on this book. The next book you wanted to do, and you wanted to do it nice and hard. Jesus Christ, tell me what it is. That was Trinity. You had said, you had already called that as, as one of the books that you really were interested in reviewing. Yes. And they didn't tell us shit. It will be written and drawn by Francis Manipal, and it will launch as a monthly in September. There and, you go. You know what the worst part is? What's that? I like his, uh, his writing. I'm not a huge fan of his I art. I love his art. I, I know you do. I love his art and writing. I don't I, think I want to be in on this book anymore. Usually, Buccellato is there with him doing yeah. it. Yeah. Actually, now that I mention it, he's not on any book. What's up no. with the Booch? 
The booch's got shit to do. Not there. Hey, boss, what's up with the booch? <laughs> oh, tattoo. He wished that he was uh, somewhere else. I was going to say, what does Boots wish for? I don't for? know what he wishes for. He, wish, <laughs> he wished for a head of hair. He wished hey, for a solo gig. He, he's a bald man, isn't he? Yes, he is, Tattoo. He said that he'd do anything for a head of hair, so I sent him over to Boom Comics. Holy shit! What does that have to do with a head that of hair? Scene. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they didn't really mention anything else about Trinity. I'm guessing that I'm, I'm getting signals here. It's going to involve Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. You're okay. a goddamn prophet. Actually, now that I think about it, really, what else are you going to say about it? There really yeah. isn't much to say. And yeah, that's going to be one of the September books. The next one... We didn't get much info, and I wish we would have, is Superwoman, which you were like, this doesn't make any goddamn sense. But it seems to be a new character, which still does not make any goddamn sense. I'm wondering if it's one of those where, like, in the Superman book or the action comics where Lex decides he's going to be the Superman. Do you think it's going to be something like that? All of a sudden, Power Girl grew up a little bit, and she's like, you know what? I don't want to be Power Girl. I'm Superwoman. I don't know. Emu Chuck, Is it going to be something like a, a Batwoman where it's like outside of the family, like they don't invite her to the picnics and stuff? It's just the woman claiming to be Superwoman? What do you think? What I don't do you know. think, Eric? I don't know. No, either. It'll feature a new character, and it'll be written by and drawn by. Phil Jimenez. And I, I'm telling you, this is just a monthly, so that's good. But any book nowadays that's written and drawn by somebody, it's fucking disaster. You got problems. It's always a disaster. But yeah, also with help on art from Emanuela Lupacino. And you know what? She shouldn't be helping shit. Seriously. She they're, doing it. She's, she's not a helper. Awesome. She's a goddamn no, rock star. She's a doer. And it launches a monthly in August. Now we get Superman, the title, the flagship. I'm a man. It's a June-launching book that will ship twice monthly, and it will be Peter J. Tomasi, which everybody yeah. knew, with Patrick Gleason uh, doing art, somewhat art, and also co-writing. So it's, it's he's taking, me. Patrick Gleason says, listen, I kicked so much ass on Robin, son of Batman, that I am going to be involved in Superman now. What do you think of that, Eric? I don't really care for his uh, – his writing should be fine. I'm not actually a big fan of Robinson yeah, his Batman. Writing is, but, his writing isn't bad. But his style for Superman I don't think I dig. It's almost like John Romita Jr. I do not no, care for that. It's also, he has a similar like yeah. squareness to his, but his also art style. also art by Doug Mankey as well. And I love me a Mankey. That's awesome. So, again, this is another one of those. It ships twice monthly. So they're going to have more than one artist, and we'll see how that goes. I don't know if it's one – do you think that you would be better served – to have Doug Mankey do a whole issue, then Patrick Gleason do a whole issue, or split half and half. I think split a whole half issue. and half. I think a whole issue. I, I don't know. It always I throws me off. And then I, I forget. Need, the I next issue will come out two weeks later. I'll forget what the fuck the art looked like before. Seriously. And it'll be consistent throughout. So I like consistent. I don't art. know. As long as they jive, like mesh well together, I'm okay. But if you have that gigantic shift in it all of a sudden, yeah. it really throws me off. Yeah, that does. The next one is Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman is a weird one. And you heard some rumors that we'll talk about in a minute because they make me chuckle. But this is Greg Rucka. And that was a big to-do. Greg Rucka came out. They even made like a thing. I don't know who's going to be writing this book. Oh, I don't know. And then Greg Rucka came out. And then the curtain dropped. Every, Greg Rucka, what are you doing here? I'm back, bitches. Greg I'm back, bitches. And you know what? A fucking three panels without word bubbles is no preview. <laughs> you need to get over that, Greg. <laughs> like, Greg, Jesus Christ. Greg, we could be one friends. Time. Oh, my God. Yeah, Greg Rucka hates our guts. <laughs> so this, I thought, oh, man, Wonder Woman. Oh, no. Oh, no. One of the guys who hates our fucking guts. Uh, art by Liam Sharp. Fault? 
It wasn't. That's what DC gave us a preview. Which one was that? Was that the it question? Was Green Arrow. I, th- uh, I thought it was the question. No, it was. It was the Convergence the question. question. And we put the preview. They sent us a preview for everybody. We put the preview up. I put it, sent it to Greg Rucka, and it didn't have word bubbles. It was just art. And he wrote to us. This is not this a preview. Is, this is hardly a preview. Then I fought with him. And, <laughs> and shit, shit went wrong. But yeah, art by Lee. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Why is he going to remember us? And why do I think, when I think of Greg Rucka, I think of Frank Thierry as well. Like, those two would hang. I don't know why. Uh, But art by Liam Sharp and Nicholas Scott. Your girl, Nicholas Scott. Scott. That is awesome. Uh, Rucka, who's returning to Wonder Woman, said the book will tell two separate but simultaneous stories. Now, this is a very weird way of doing it, but I don't know. Maybe this is a way to make things like this work because you'd have Liam Sharp and Nicholas Scott both on separate books pretty much. You're pretty much getting yeah, a yeah. Wonder Woman book because one's a cont- one contemporary and one that tells the character's past. And how they're doing it is the even-numbered issues will be called <laughs> Wonder Woman Year One with Nicholas Scott, and that's telling the past, with the odd number of issues telling the story Wonder Woman the Lies. Clarifying so how do I write this up in a review? I, I, I guess you're just... Wonder Woman number one... Wonder Woman number uh, Wonder no, Woman year one, one number two. two. No, no, you just it's just Wonder Woman number one, Wonder okay. Woman number two. You just have to know what's going on. You'll say in your no, beginning. I don't know. Here shit. we go. We're going to continue the story of uh, this and that and the other thing. And, and I watched Can't Buy Me Love the other day, and it's uh, hilarious. Yeah, really. What else are you going to put? Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, freaking back in the day when I watched Coming to America, like Eddie Murphy said, and freaking drop it. Uh, one yeah, trick pony's weird doing. science. That's all you, you'll mention three movies, you'll curse a couple times, and then out. Yeah. Bits and pieces, and goodbye. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that this is something a little different, uh, how to approach these uh, two, two times a month books. Uh, it could be confusing, and I don't know. I'm afraid of that. Well, and I'm, I'm glad they're doing it by the like, even and odd number, because when shit goes wrong and shit's going to go oh, and all these and gets delayed, uh, it could really throw shit off. I don't know. Uh, when I'm thinking of all these books, boy, I wonder what is going to be the first book to get delayed off their regular schedule. I'd love to say it's Suicide Squad. We'll hear about later because Jim Lee's on yeah. art, but they have a backup artist for that as well. But yeah, th- things are going to get all fucked up. And, and again, like how you have this Wonder Woman. What is the annual going to be then? Because you're going to have annuals. What is the annual going to be? Is it going to be the one story? The other is going to be something ridiculous. I guess we'll have to find out. All right. We're going to move on to the Justice League family books. And we're going to start with Titans. And they really made it uh, known that the Titans book itself, the Titans Hunt that you're reading now, really leads into the Rebirth. That's a huge book. It's going to lead into it. And it is Dan Abnett. Wrap that all up. Yep. Titans will be. Dan Abnett will continue on that. And so you're, th- oh, also we didn't say the Wonder Woman, there was the theory or something's going around out there that Marguerite Benet was supposed to be on Wonder Woman. Yes. And they took her off because Greg Ruck is a big deal, especially in Wonder Woman. And uh, she has a Kickstarter now or a patron oh, account, a patron is it? Account, patron account because now she says she doesn't have any money because she just had surgery. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't laugh. No, we should so not. Ridiculous. Freaking patron account because she's not on Wonder Woman? Jesus Christ. How about get this? Get a job. Work at fucking Walmart then. Like a fucking regular person. Oh, goodness gracious. You didn't get Wonder Woman. Oh, boy. It's like she got laid off, Eric. What the fuck? Laid off. Uh, But yeah, that made me laugh about freaking uh, 
Because we're terrible people. Hey, it made me. When you told me that, I'm like, really? <laughs> Why did you patron account? Uh, back to this. Titans by Dan Abnett with uh, art by Brett Booth, which I love. And yes. I think you even mentioned that you wanted them on that book. I that did. The things you said you wanted. Uh, it's going to be a monthly starting in July. Didn't even need Bumbo Jimbo for that shit. Nope. It'll feature a team similar to the one Abnett's writing now and the current team, Titans Hunt, including Dick Grayson, Don Troy, Arsenal, and Garth. These are legacy characters, Abnett said, and they are also friends. So we're getting rid of the riffraff? I don't know. I think no there's Lilith, no more. Uh, yeah, I can't believe that fucking Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove? <laughs> they are also friends, he said. No, no Harold? Yeah. Abnett said he cannot talk about what happens in the book because Johns told him not to. But Jeff Johns did say Titans Hunt will tie directly into the DC Universe Rebirth, and Titans going forward will spin directly out of the Rebirth number one that's going to come out. Uh, Abnett's also writing Aquaman, which is the next one we'll talk about, with art by Brad Walker. Oh, no, Brad Walker, actually co-writer, along with artist oh, Brad weird. Walker. I don't know if I've ever seen him do a co-writing gig. Yeah, he's going to co-write as well as art, along with Jesus Marino. Oh, that sounds great. Dan Marino and <laughs> Phil, uh, Felipe Baronis, which they put as Phil Baronis. Hey, and he goes by Phil. I like Phil. And I like Jesus. I like Jesus Marine. Actually, I like this whole team because uh, I've only had one issue of Aquaman with Dan Abnett so far. You liked it? And I really enjoyed it. Uh, all right. That's that's fantastic. Huh? <laughs> really great. Weird, wild stuff. <laughs> Weird, wild stuff. The book will launch in June, shipped twice monthly. And when they were showing this, they had pictures of Black Mana and Ocean Master. They had a black man? Back. Yeah, a black man right there. Black Man and Ocean Master will be back in the stories about the conflict of Aquaman. Now, get this. You've never heard this before. The conflict of Aquaman trying to get Atlantis together with the surface world. Oh, no. Oh, God. No, that's, what we're deal- that's what we're dealing with right no, now in his run. That's what we dealt with every fucking issue. No, no but right now he's actually taking a big approach to doing it. It's going to continue. Uh, Abnett and John said they're also working together on Rise of the Seven Seas, a storyline John's teased when he Good. was Aquaman. I was really afraid they were just going to forget about that. No, yeah, so were we. Uh, we. So was I. <laughs> the we royal talk. we. Hey, so was we. Get Me. off your goddamn Myself pedestal, Jim. I over here, the three of us. All right, the next one is a fucking disaster. I'm just saying it right now. What is, what is the worst, the worst delayed book in DC history in the past 10 years besides that Batman and Robin all-star Batman and Robin? Justice League of America. Yeah, Justice League of America and Brian Hitch. Uh, Justice League is going to be Brian Hitch with art by Tony Daniel and Fernando Passerin. Which I like that art team. Maybe Brian Hitch without having to do the arts involved and we'll be able to do it. But boy, this guy cannot hit deadlines. This is your third biggest book. If not, should be the, I don't know. Do you think Justice League should be number one? I know Batman. I do. Honestly, Batman, Justice League, JLA. Yeah, so bad. So Superman's way below that, you think? Way below. But Justice League. Harley Quinn's before that. Justice League is the second biggest, though, right? And you put Brian Hitch. This is like rewarding. Uh, somebody who does a bad job. I don't understand. This hey, is like all the time. This is like Ethan comes home from school. He's got an F, and I, hey, way to go, Buster. Let's go get some ice cream. Yeah, go get some ice cream. And head out to the movies. But yeah, the cover shown features Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Aquaman, The Flash, and the two Green Lanterns, Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz. And pretty cool. I like that too because. For the most part, in the Green Lantern and stuff like that, and Justice League, they always have to have Hal not there because he's involved in some goddamn crossover. So Hal's busy. That. Get Hal out of there. If he's busy, get the fucking Earth Green Lanterns, Jessica Cruz and Simon Bass. It's awesome. Uh, 
Daniel said the two Green Lanterns are rookies who are thrown into a big cataclysmic event with the rest of the Justice League. And it's and- on- honestly, though, as much as I like seeing Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz together, I've been waiting for like you know either one to have a book. Yeah. Now that what we saw last week, I think it was in Sinestro, I think I'd rather have Saint Walker and Arkillo on the team. Really? Saint I think Walker that'd be crazy and be fun, though. Well, we're going to see because I think they are now villains, Eric. But, How dare uh, you? The one thing, too, it's... Um, what was I going to say? I was looking at... Oh, um, I don't know what I was going to say, but they have... Uh, oh, I know what it was. Yeah, Brian Hitch is so good on... Da- he didn't even show up for this press conference, I don't think, and he'll probably show up next Thursday. His He'll alarm never went off. There. He'll just be sitting on there. Uh, hey, guys, where is everybody? The fucking guy's all Setting up text. Finally here. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> He's live tweeting. He's Dan now. Live tweeting <laughs> shit from three weeks ago. Uh, but uh, Tony Daniels said that this is the biggest thing I've ever been a part of, I think. Dan <laughs> Was his wife in the room? Uh, maybe, yeah. He looks at her, and she's, like, giving him the no. <laughs> we, we married, and we had kids, you son of a bitch. Uh, but that, I like uh, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz being on the team. I, think, I love the characters. Oh, I, I can't like wait to the see idea more. of getting them more involved. And I like you said, you, it's kind of getting stale. The same old Justice League. It's the classic Justice League that we've had. I like mixing up a bit. So do I. Oh, the next. I one. get rid of some other characters, bring in some other people. Really? Who would you get rid of? That's a good question. You'd, You'd probably get rid of spot. Aquaman, wouldn't you? You'd get. Rid I actually, of- actually, really like Aquaman on the team. I we just don't. Like, you'd have really to get, get rid of the Flash. Um, I'm okay with getting rid of uh, Cyborg. Cyborg makes sense, though. He just sits up there. In the not f- anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. No, he he's won't. out and about. He's a man about town. He's not going to be out and about. Like, he's going to be in the Flash- watchtower. Even getting Flash off the team, though. I just want something yeah. different. Or just add on to the team. Fuck. Yeah, maybe. Fuck, you say. Fuck. Jeez. All right, the next one is The Flash, written by Joshua Williamson, who's a big writer. He's birthright nail-biter and ghosted, he does. He's a big dude. Oh, Jim, I don't know how big he is because I never read them books. They're big books. Nail-biters. Huge. huge. And birthright, I like. I read a couple issues of birthright. I read a couple issues of nail-biter. Yeah, I hear nail-biter. It's a serial killer book, Eric. You oh, yeah. would like it. And Birthright is the book about uh, what happens after the hero saves the day in like a fantasy kingdom. That's pretty good. Though I've heard that story a million times in other books. But uh, he's going to write it with artist Carmine D. Guillendominico. Oh, yeah? And Neil Gouge. Gouge. Is that how you say his name? I have no, you can, name. I have no idea. That's, he's a big guy. He's a, a the classic. Gouge. The Gouge, they call him. Hey, what's up? What do you want me to draw flash? All right. He said, Williamson, uh, Williamson said, Speed Force, I, Jesus Christ, I'm trying to read my own writing and I can't. Good job. Williamson, Williamson said, a Speed Force storm shows up over Central City. You know, that's better than a shit storm. Is and it there one of those dozens, savage Speed Force storms? Uh, I don't know. It might be. There are dozens of new speedsters. Barry Allen has to train them. One in particular becomes a killer called Godspeed. I like that name. Godspeed. Hey, Godspeed to you, too. That's what he yells. That's his big catchphrase at the end. I don't like it. Williamson said the Flash cover featured the new 52 version of Wally West in some type of Kid Flash costume. (laughs) But, yeah, it's this big thing with a bunch of speedsters. And he was on the stage. He he seems like a chuckle fest of a guy. I don't really care for this. No? He said that uh, there'll be a dozen speedsters. Barry Allen's going to try to kind of teach them the ways so that they don't go, you know, bad. But some do. Some just decide not to even do anything. Jim, See, Barry just, seems like he has his hands full. He cannot participate in the Justice League. Well, there you go. Yeah. I think he'll be in it anyway. He, he will. Care. He's like, hey, guys, Best take the theater. 
I'm off to the Justice League. Now, here are the books that you were most interested in, I think, when we were talking about all this, and that's Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, all written right. by Robert Venditti, which right there makes it seem like, okay, more of the same. Yes. Uh, it really, that shocked me. A little bit uh, worried. Working with artist Ethan Menskyra, which is awesome, and Rafa, Rafa Sandoval on a twice-monthly book launching in July. Venditti said the story will show how Sinestro wins the war against the Green Lanterns and Park's War World where Oa once won. Such a dick. That dick. I love that, actually. You bitch. <laughs> John Stewart and Guy Gardner will also be in the book, and all the Lanterns. They did mention Kyle Rayner. Uh, they really stressed John Stewart because, you know, he's a POC. POC, okay. Eric. He's a person of color. I hate that term. I hate it, too. I saw it all over a certain freaking guy's Twitter today. Freaking social justice warrior. All right, the next one's Green Lanterns, written by a longtime Marvel man, Sam Humphreys. Oh, yeah, Sam I'll Humphreys. tell you, of all the guys on How's the, the hump panel, doing? the hump is doing good. He's doing the humpty hump. Uh, of all the guys on the panel, <laughs> he would probably had the most. I liked him. He had a good spirit to him. That guy has moxie. Charismatic, that boy. He was. Sam Humphreys, art by Rob Simroka and Artie and Sayaf. So That sounds good. Yeah, I actually, of all the things, we're not real big on art. You know, like knowledgeable in it. We At all. See it. I likes what I likes. But in all of these, for the most part, I really like the art teams. Even if I don't necessarily love the writer, the art teams in, in all of these are really kicking. For the most part, but like the only ones I don't care for are the ones I just don't know about yet. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not even counting those because I have no idea. Research. Yeah, the things, yeah. The <laughs> things, though, that I know of are guys that we really like. But Green Lanterns will focus on Jessica Cruz and Simon Bass. Amazing. Called the two new Green Lanterns of Earth. Rookie Green Lanterns who are partners trying to learn to love each other. Oh, yeah? <laughs> That's what it said. They want to love each other. They have control the most treacherous sector in all of space. Man. <laughs> that's <laughs> not that's, what it says. And that's planet Earth. Humphreys said, calling the book a story about courage and overcoming fear. The villains in the book will be <laughs> Good the job. Red Lanterns there, All right. Including Atrocitus and Police. The story will be called Red Dawn. I'm already in. Uh, I'm telling you, if I have to review this, I'm just going to mention You are not going to. Yeah, Wolverines. And shit like that. It's all Red Dawn. Dibs. Yeah, you can have all these. I fucking, You can have all the Green Lantern books. They're all yours. Dibs. You've been doing them all for that long. You can have this. I, I actually think that both of these books, the Green Lantern and the Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, I'm, I'm sure are going to be pretty good. I think The Flash is going to be awesome. I called good. on that. You don't want it? It's I don't. And also it said that Jeff Johns will be working on the Green Lantern's Rebirth one-shot that starts all this off with Ethan Van Skyra and the Humpty Hump Sam Humphreys. All right, now we move on to Cyborg. Cyborg is going to be written by animation veteran John Semper, who worked on Spider-Man the Animated Series and Static Shock. No, it's funny, when they said Static Shock, people went nuts. Uh, he'll be writing the August-launching twice-monthly Cyborg, working with artists Will Conrad and Paul Pelletier. Okay. Now, this is what Semper says, and I don't know about you, but it sounds very boring to me. Cyborg is already living the singularity, Semper said. I, I actually thought when I first heard that, I thought he was saying the single life. Like, <laughs> uh, remember when I kept wanting Cyborg to come out of the closet? 
no. in that book. Remember, because he kept hanging out with that fucking... Oh, Sebastian. Oh, Sebastian, yeah. I really think that they missed out on that. And that's something we wanted to investigate, not Sebastian, the singularity. <laughs> where does the what soul... we want to investigate. Here's where I was like, really? Where does the soul of machine end and the soul of man start? Oh, Jesus Christ. Semper said. He'll be going into a dark place with Cyborg, and we're not talking about Detroit, Eric. The butthole? Oh, actually, we are talking about Detroit. Because <laughs> he said he also will explore the challenges of being a black man living in Detroit. He actually made a joke about that. I'm not being fully racist. Oh, good. A dark about time. place called Detroit, Eric. Why? What, what's with this Detroit? Detroit's Nobody likes terrible. Detroit. Nobody. Cyborg, I'm just saying. Every time I think about Detroit, I think of that goddamn big giant fist just fucking threatening me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, as I go, somehow that fish drops a couple quarters. I bend over and then fucking house up. I don't know what. Fist will get you every time. Loves tourists. Here was the other. Uh, they did bring out uh, the Harley Quinn and the Suicide Squad people. They, Rob Williams is not there, but I'll say Harley Quinn is nothing new. Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor, and Chad Harden, and John Timms, who uh, John Timms was the guy who they made exclusive. They also made Amanda Connor. They gave her an exclusive contract. Oh, nice. She made a joke that she has to do three books or something, but everybody laughed. And it was one of those, like, I was like, huh, I don't know if it's a joke or not. Is that a joke or is it? Yeah, I had no idea. Hey, the stage got really awkward. It's almost after that. like uh, the scene in that American Alien where you would have that in a lot of uh, uh, sitcoms where the guy, like, tells the truth. Like, right. hey, you know what? I'm not Superman, <laughs> but, but I'm not. And so I don't know if it was that she was making a joke or not. I have no idea, but they said that. So nothing new on Harley Quinn. You fly boys crack me up. So Suicide Squad will feature art by Philip Tan and Jim Lee. And Philip Tan was there, and Rob, Rob Williams was not. Rob Williams is writing. And Philip Tan basically said, the reason I'm on the book is because I am very similar in style to Jim Lee, and he will not be on time. So I'll be doing a lot of art. Basically Makes what sense. he said. And they all left. <laughs> and uh, why are they joking now? Uh, <laughs> Jim, and, just give him the evil stare. Like, I'll get Christ. you later, motherfucker. Uh, the, the book, which ships twice a month, will launch in August. The book will feature the team of Killer Croc. I want your yes or no on each of these. Yes. Yeah, he is. I told you that's the team. Why are you saying yes? I hate you so much. <laughs> Harley Quinn. You like that? She's no. Deadshot. Come on. Are we still playing? Yes. Yes, we're still playing. Katana. Oh, God damn it. Is, is it just a movie? And Boomerang. Okay, it's just a movie. And a couple of other ones that DC won't spoil yet. It's going to be the movie. Diablo. Chief Creative <laughs> Officer Jeff Jones. Enchantress. Says, it'll be all those. Uh, but yeah, then this was weird. They had all these. Then everybody was coming out like, oh, hey, we're going to bring out the Superman. Blah, blah. And then at the end, they just got up and said, oh, by the way, we're going to go through a quick back and forth with that whore looking woman and Jeff Johns. Jesus. And they were going to go back and forth with all the rest of the books. And so they didn't have these people out there. So just everybody saying, had a bathroom break? I guess. But yeah, then what they were Green Arrow, Ben Percy continues damn it. with artists Otto Schmidt and Juan Ferreira. I don't know Otto Schmidt. But you know Juan Ferreira. I do know Juan, I and don't I like him. I just don't know if it'll work for Green I Arrow. Plus, I hate Ben either. Percy's run. Juan Ferreira, I love his art as static, standalone pages. I just, it doesn't have much movement to it. That, that's what gets It was great in Gotham by Midnight, but I just don't it know. Was, and it, it, I got used to it a bit in Suicide Squad, but it was more of these, like, just things happening. I just not, or 
non-movement panels. I don't know. But, but besides what, that, though, Ben Percy yeah, is ben bullshit. See, that's going to launch in June and shipping twice monthly. Oliver and Black Canary will meet, they said, and it looks like Oliver will have his goatee. What are you, um, what are you talking about? He is dating Tarantula. No, 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 Eric. Oliver and Black Canary. It just says they meet, and this might be M-E-A-T. I don't Ooh. know what that means. Ooh, M-E-A-T. They're having a meeting. Um, but yeah, Ben Percy, that, that's not that. And Robert Venditti just, I expected every team to be new. And even the Harley Quinn, they came out and yes, they mentioned like, oh boy, you really, you guys really made Harley Quinn a cornerstone of the company, but it just seemed like, okay, so that book's not changing. Well, I thought well, this was a rebirth and she was book, already, meeting you know, that brother. book is not going to change at all. Harley, I'm saying. And Green oh, yeah. Arrow, what, what is he going to move on to the next thing? But He's going to become a Oliver is now going to become the creature of the Black Lagoon. <laughs> we all need a creature of the Black Lagoon story. The next one is another one, too. That's where Red Hood and the Outlaws. Do you see who's writing that? Yes, I do. Scott Liddell. And I'm sure that guy, Anonymous on the site, will love that. That guy is so against Scott Liddell. He only comes to the site to bitch about Scotty Liddell. Scott Liddell. You could, I could do a review of the movie Can't Buy Me Love, and somehow he's tying it into Scott Liddell's Red Hood. Uh, but it's also artist Dexter Soy, and that's and launching in August. And I like Dexter. Red Hood decides to recruit two new outlaws to make a Dark Trinity, Eric. Oh, yeah, Dark Trinity? Bizarro. You're lying, right? No. I, I realized once I started reading this that you have no idea what... No idea. Bizarro and Artemis of the Amazons are going to be outlaws. That is a weird goddamn team. Bizarro is so odd. Yeah, how can you have a team with Bizarro? Really? It's so goofy. Besides for the Legion of Doom, of course. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't even know what to say. That's so weird. I'm like, look, I like Red Hood and the Outlaws and not Red Hood Arsenal. Scotty Liddell, for the most part, does a fun book. His yeah. writing over the past few issues, couple issues, has not been great. And he honestly is not consistent with great shit. But when he's on point, it's fun, and that's all that's I want. Really, to most of the time, even when he's, it's weird when he tries to be like a social justice guy. Yeah, bit that's when it goes bad. When he's just full out fun, and you know what, Bizarro's pretty fun. That like, is, I don't know that you have Bizarro on a team, and you're going out to you know stop the ills of the world. You're you're just going around doing shit and like having fun. Artemis, Artemis, so weird. Artemis, yeah, it is weird. The next is Hellblazer which I actually forgot about when we were talking beforehand. I had to look up then. It's by writer Simon Oliver, artist Mortat. I like Mortat. I like Mortat uh, the most when he was on I like more tater tots. All-Star uh, Western. He was really, Oh, right. He was on All-Star. Yeah, he's really good on that. I like tater tots, too. I'm a big tater tot fan. Who is it? That will ship monthly beginning in August. This will be a Swamp Thing and John Constantine on a mission to save Abby Arcane. John's at it. And it's weird, side. too. Because that, when they say this sort of thing, like, oh, the hell, it makes it seem like it's a mini. You know what I mean? Like, it does. It, it, what, this is going to be 70? You, you would also always hope, like, it's a long you, have hunt. Be, you have to be DC thinking, okay, I know this isn't reality, but you think, okay, we're going to do this, this new rebirth, and boy, these are so good that all of these are going to last to another 50 issues. So it was weird to, like, they didn't even say, like, hey, the first arc. On some of these, they're just like, oh, and it's a story about this. Like, they're like, Hellblazer don't sell shit. So here we go. This is going to be this story. But, yeah, that sounds fun. And it yeah. kind of gets I love having Swamp Thing together. back into the main continuity. One of my and, favorite issues of Constantine the Hellblazer was when Swamp Thing was involved. Yeah, yeah, and it makes sense. So I like that. Uh, next one's Deathstroke, written by Christopher Priest. 
who did Deadpool, Black Panther, and Power Man and Iron Fist at Marvel. He's a big oh, yeah? deal. Yeah, with artists Carlo Pagulan, uh, Igor Fitriano, and Felipe Watanabe. So this, this actually got me a little upset. I know that some people, even on the site again, were bitching and moaning about James Bonney's Deathstroke. I have a good time with it. We're going to talk about it. I have a great time with it. I think it's a fun book. That's all I want from Deathstroke. I even said in my review, and then I had to argue with the guy on the site, I'm not a Deathstroke fan. I didn't come into this comics thing, and boy, I love Deathstroke. In fact, I could care less about him. The only reason you got it is because I didn't want it. Yeah, and I started reviewing it, and it started out with Tony Daniel doing the art and the story, and it was kind of, it was slow. It kind of changed them up a bit, and it was a little odd, but uh, I like it fun. I like the fun aspect of it, the limbs being severed and all that, and that Jeff Johns fucking made a point to say like shit like, finally, we're getting a smart Deathstroke, and boy, he really gushed over this book, and yeah, he's read some of the it's things. kind of a maybe dick move, Jeff. But it seemed really dick, a dick move. And I actually messaged James Bonney. I'm like, hey, I hope you didn't get as upset as I did when I was watching that. And he's like, ah, oh, it's fine. You know, I, I got 15 issues out of a run. I really did. And he did say that he's going to have something on DC coming up. That's so awesome. I was like, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, really, I don't know why. Because James Bonney's been so nice to us. I got really offended. But yeah, the Deathstroke will uh, probably be really good. It's funny because Christopher Priest, when I hear that name, I think of the author who actually wrote The Prestige. So I thought Good. it was him. Good. And he's like 80. And I was like, really? He's, he's in comics now? And I actually got him mixed up with uh, China Melville, remember who did Dial H? Yes. And I was like, holy crap, I'm getting all... And then I look up, it's just this black guy who was on Marvel who did Deadpool and Black Panther. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. But yeah, that's going to begin in August and ship twice. As far as I know, the regular Deathstroke book is going to be going on until then. I don't know. Uh, Next one is Batman Beyond. Dan Juergens, artist Bernard Chang. So that's not changing at all. It's shipping monthly beginning in October. And Terry McGinnis is back as uh, Batman. That's meat and potatoes right there. That is actually, that seems like Nobody wants Tim Drake and the Batman Beyond suit getting his ass kicked. No, and also he's in Detective and all that shit. Uh, you also have Blue Beetle, written by Keith Giffen with Scott Collins on art, shipping uh, monthly and launching in September. And this is, I, uh, this is what Jeff John said, the, one of his favorite characters. And he said, this well. is Jaime Reyes working with his mentor, Ted Cord. John said again to But that doesn't make sense cheers. for current continuity. And we'll have to see what goes on. We'll but I'm telling you, I was, you, when this was announced, I was talking to you, I was like, this is bullshit. I hate Keith Giffen. But honestly... Keith Giffen seems like to be the only person at DC who gives a shit about this character. So the last time we saw him was Keith Giff- Giffen's threshold. Yeah. Keith Giffen, he's a funny guy. That's what I hear. And I it's also funny it. because that girl dressed inappropriately. And they were announcing these. She's like, and <laughs> Blue Beetle by writer this Keith. Fucking old man. By, by writer Keith Griffin. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> please. And it's her and Jeff Johns going. I'm like, he's not going to correct her, is he? And I think he's like, mm, let's just move on. But yeah, Keith Griffin. Maybe that's the funny thing. It's not Keith Giffen. It's yeah. this new guy, Keith Griffin. We've been fucking it up all these years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one's Teen Titans with Ben Percy writing and God. artist John Boy Myers, who we really like. He was he's been on uh, Robin's War and also We Are Robin. He's been I like John Boy. Times. I really do. I like that's... his art a lot. Uh, ben Percy, though, the one thing Ben Percy is not to me is fun. And he's on two books that should be fun. Green Arrow and Teen Titans should both be fun. Really looking forward to getting back into Teen Titans once Rebirth hit. Well, it's funny because Jeff Jeff Johns really, really stressed 
that the Teen Titans are a cornerstone of DC. I agree. He wants them to get back. Like, I hope that this meant the way he really pushed it. I hope that meant he's kind of working with Ben Percy to kind of work things out a little better. But this will be Damian Wayne essentially decides he's and going to write a Frankenstein story. Yes. He's going to lead the Teen Titans and nobody wants him to. So it's Robin versus the Titans. Jeff Johns said. Hey, Jim, yeah. you saw the movie The Gate, right? Yes. That with the Teen Titans. No. I want the mummy. Actually, I want uh, Abbott and Costello meet the uh, mummy and uh, Teen Titans. There's going to be a lot of guys walking backwards, bumping into each other and getting scared and running. That's all it is. Every fucking scene. I mean, I mean, I mean, Damien. Damien. But yeah, they, it's also funny to me because a lot of people are going on and on. Oh, my God. Where's Bunker? Oh, where's Pat? Now, a lot of these things you don't know. They might be in this. They might Who be knows? in something else. Who knows? And the last two books are books that really uh, they threw in at the end. They didn't have any creative teams involved. And that's Super Sons. But they did say Super Sons will be shipping monthly in September, and it will be the son of Superman meets the son of Batman, John said. I thought, actually, I, we talked about this, and you kind of, ah, I don't want that, or it doesn't make sense, or whatever. But I do like that it's the like mini world's finest. Right. I think that's pretty cool. And I, I think do. they're going to spell it out. It could out. be fun. I, think I just really didn't think they would be doing it with Damien. Yeah, well, that's what they say. Though they do just say son of Batman. So you know what that could mean. No. Damien. <laughs> Next one's Justice League of America. Son, didn't know Justice about. League of America. It's actually Duke Thomas. He he had fucking jungle fever. No, Justice no, no. League of America. He adopted the boy now that his parents have gone off slobbery sure, retarded. It could be. They are slobbing. I don't know. Like it'd be weird because I guess you can get adopted if your parents become slobbering retards. Is that is that legal? Because he say still so. has parents. I get I'd more to be a legal yeah. all right, guard. All right, all right, say this, say this. Say your parents both became Uncle Jeffrey. Do you think you, they yeah. would allow you to stay there? I don't know. I think no. I'd have the a legal no. guardian, not an actual adoptive dad. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't. In Batman this week, freaking the parents look like they're about to fucking eat his face, <laughs> and then in We Are Robin, they just look like retards. But the last one was Justice League of America. It'll ship twice a month, beginning of September. John said, we can't talk about it yet. And Mumbo Jimbo told me that this is the book that Jonathan Hickman's going to be on air. That's nice. how they, they're working out the details. We'll see. But yeah, other than that, that's it. And also, the big thing with Jeff Johns, he had Jason Faba come out. They talked a little. They fucking hugged and danced. And they yeah. said, uh, Justice League continuing, and it's going to end in the biggest secret in DC Comics ever. And they also showed a picture of the Joker, and me and you both think that they are going to reveal the Joker's identity, which is bullshit. And anytime they ever do this anyway, it's always so up in the air. You know what I mean? Even Batman finding out while he was on the Mobius chair seemed like a mistake to me. You know who it is. Damian Wayne. That is so fucked up. It's Damian and John Constantine. What happened if it was John Constantine? What if it was John Connor from Terminator? John Connor. What happened if it was uh, Frank Dukes? And then what happened? You know, like, put up your dukes. Batman goes, hey, man, hey, like, put up your dukes? Yeah. That hurts just looking at it. That's it. That's the rebirth. There it is. Emergency podcast, Eric. We're done. See you in 20. All right. I'm going to be 90 years old. All right, we're going to really? move on. <laughs> 90. You don't know. You never knew how you old. good for your age, brother. Don't I? Uh, but now Not we're, that just, good, but... we're going to go on with the mail. And the first mail is by 
Carlos. 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 Carlos says, hey, Jim and Eric, what did you guys think about the big rebirth news? I already told you. He just heard, Carlos, just heard. I'm sure that you're my brother-in-law, Carlos. I'm sure that you have a brother-in-law, Carlos. Yeah. Maybe it is. I'm sure that Jim loves seeing Steve Orlando on Supergirl, and Eric can't wait to read more Percy's Green Arrow and his Teen Titans and the Capitals. Carlos knows me pretty well. Oh, well. I had some. You are my brother. I had some interesting stuff. Can't wait to hear you guys talk about it. We just did. Carlos just heard it. I hope you enjoyed it. Next one's from, and thanks, Carlos. Thank you, Carlos. Next one's just from Hentai. Take care of my sister. Hentai Harry. Eric. Hentai Harry says, Uh, You. You guys, what was with Batman this week? I have no idea what is going on with Bloom and his crazy powers. The whole issue made little sense, and I can't wait to read a non-Scott Snyder Batman book sometime soon. Who do you want to be the villain of the Rebirth Batman? That's a very good question. I wish I would have known this beforehand. I didn't even think of any myself, but I would say... Honestly, who I want to see uh, is Two-Face. Two-Face, but he's going to be in all I know. Back. But I've been I've been really been wanting Two Face for a while now. How about a Killer Moth? Killer Moth. Killer Moth. How about just like a whole slew of crazy villains like Mad Hatter? Kill uh, Mad Hatter was in what was it? Was it in The Dark Knight for a while? I and think Detective for a little bit with Anarchy. It was that and uh, like Clayface? But Clayface is going to be teaming I, up with him, so you can't have Clayface. I want Tom King to come in and fix what Scott Snyder did to Mister Freeze. That would be good. Actually, Mr. Freeze, I'm down with that. I am down with that. And yeah, if people don't know, he kind of redid the origin and then left it hanging there where Nora was so not, much for that. Nora was not his wife. Just a woman he stalked. And yeah, he was a stalker. And yeah, I did not like that. And it really it threw everything off with it Mr. Freeze. Mr. The Freeze. And, and just not that it made him seem like a, a pervert and a jerk. It just the motivation's gone then, uh, for me. I really liked that he was doing that all for his wife. It had so much heart before, and now it's just creepy and yeah. wrong. Yeah, and it was one of those... He's every where, other goddamn villain now. Yeah, it was one of those villains where you kind of like, I can see it happening. You yeah. know what I mean? And and I did like that. But yeah, I would like Mr. Free, so I'm going with that, Hentai Harry. Boosh. You, you like Hentai, right, Ar? Shut up. You're a big Hentai fan. Like I, that, actually, like I have been watching. porn. No, I, actually, what I'm watching is not considered Hentai. It's just no? a lot of... Tits and ass on a regular anime show, I think. Really? Is that hentai? I would think it's very close. I have when no I idea. think of hentai, I also think of like the uh, things where you can go see really poorly done animation of Homer fucking Marge. And Is stuff. that hentai? <laughs> I don't know. When you're on those sites, they always have like that option. Oh, yeah. They'll say, I never have gone to that. No, I, that is not going to excite me in the least. All right. The next one's Maddie D. All right, Maddie D. Maddie D says, F Tony Orlando. All right. But he does not mention Dawn, Eric. Tony, Orlando, and Dawn. And what he did with Midnighter. If you want to see how the character should be written, check out the Wildstorm comics from 1997 to 1998, the title Stormwatch. It introduced Midnighter and Apollo as a gay analog for Batman and Superman. The series was well written by Warren Ellis, and it is a great series. When DC bought Wildstorm, they totally screwed up this dynamic. I would say to anyone reading Midnighter, go pick up the trade paperback of Stormwatch Volume 2, published in 1997. And I told you I am going to start trying to wrap my head around doing reviews of trades. I may start that up maybe once every week, maybe once every two weeks. I always get these big plans that don't come through. Well, now, um, that, we're, now that Batman and Robin Eternal is over, I expect to see those trades and I'll have to see how they play out. Well, I have the first one. 
that was sent to me by DC because they actually told me because I was so down. <laughs> it seemed to be the biggest critic of Batman and Robin Eternal actually won me a issue of uh, the trade because the guy wanted to see if I read it in trade, if I thought any different. And I started reading it. I'll tell you, I did pick it up and started reading it. And it starts off very odd. And I, I'll have to tell you, I'll have to show you this at some point. But it starts off with pages I did not remember. And it was uh, Dick, young Dick, talking to, to Batman like, man, you seem pretty down. Oh, you're so tired. And it's as Batman is making the thumb drive. The thing. Remember, we I, saw that where he like yeah, yeah. beat things, but this was a different scene, and and then it goes to the next page and actually has Dick on the snowmobile outside of Mother's Cathedral like fucking hideout. I don't recall any of this. And the the lines with the hey Paris is down, Dick. We need you. We're dying here. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Because that we had just seen that. Please tell me you went back and looked at time. issue one. I did. It's not there. This okay, is thank like God. this new. Intro. I don't know if there was a preview that we missed, but it's there. And I was like, holy crap, it ties into the end and all this. I'm like, that's pretty cool. But no, I actually found my issue number one and looked at it, and it is not there. It really okay. threw me off. And then I started reading it, and I, the problem is that volume one has that's some a great lot shit. of the good stuff that yeah. I like. That first part I love, the first issue. And then it just, there's Tim Seeley, and then it gets and it ends with the Steve Orlando stuff that starts getting a little ridiculous. But yeah, I did not mind that. But me liking the first trade, the volume one trade, does not mean no. that I like it as a whole. But I, I probably will do that. I also have uh, Robin, Son of Batman, volume one, and I'm going to try to review that. And then I'm just going to look around. If I can get a hold of the Stormwatch volume two, Published in 1997 cool. as Matty Deason, I'd love to do it because I liked Stormwatch, and I I really that's the weirdest thing. How much I don't like Midnighter, big Midnighter fan, and I really liked him in Stormwatch in the New 52. That that series was a shit pile, <laughs> but I didn't mind it. And I had Lobo, yeah, doing had Lobo. Stuff. every doing stuff. Every issue, he'd say, "I'm not supposed to be here," and then they <laughs> they agree. Doing stuff. Like, this is the worst case of a, a writer being forced to throw a character in and just having him sit in the corner and bitch him on. But yeah, uh, I'm going to try to do that. So I'm, I will try to pick that up, Maddie Dean. Check it out. Uh, he says then the only spot where I like Midnighter now is in Grayson, which I do like as well. And I mentioned to our man, Matt Centauri Griffith, was asking this day, today. Our man? Uh, yeah, our man. He was asking on Twitter, where's Midnighter? Oh, no, the rebirth, Midnighter. And I wrote to him, I would think he's just going to show up in Nightwing. He's, Grayson seems to have him on speed, though. He'll show up there. Anytime there's a fight with like more than five guys, you just call him Midnighter. He'll fight them all. So the thing is, just, I'd rather see Tiger at this point. Yeah, I know. I Actually, I, I like Tiger as well. So I would tell Orlando to go read Denny O'Neill's book writing for DC Comics and learn how to structure a story. Do we, do we actually got to send that to him? Maybe we, we do. We got to tell him that? Matty D was funny. He's like with Tony Orlando, and I know what he's saying. And then he wrote back, I, that wasn't a typo. I know it's Steve Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. But yeah, then we went back and forth. I think Tony Orlando and Don might have sang the song Knock Three Times on the Ceiling. You know, Knock Three Times on the Ceiling if you want me. Yeah. You know that one? No, I do not. Don't I do now. That? Big 70s hit. Yeah. All right. The next one's from Crazy Crayer. Crazy Crayer. Crazy Crayer. And Eric, this is the one I was talking about earlier. Hello, okay. guys. I'd like to say I know your names, but I really don't like you or your podcast enough to learn them. 
I stumbled upon your foul mouth program on the Comics Podcast Network, and you're by far the worst one on there. Oh. It's a shame because I really want to find a DC-only podcast that's worth listening to, but sadly yours is not it. Oh. Nobody could enjoy what you call a podcast, and you guys should give it up, says Crazy Crayer. Okay. It's Crazy Crayer. Crazy Crayer. And then the next one. Thanks, Crazy. Then the next one's from MSG. <laughs> As a social justice warrior, I had to write into you guys to complain. You don't like Midnighter, hate Batman and Robin Eternal, and stick your nose up at Green Arrow. Are those all right? Yeah. Okay. That means you are sexist, racist, retarded, drug addicts, pedophiles, homophobic, anorexic, and bulimic haters. We are anorexic and bulimic here. That's some crazy shit. We are anorexic. Why am I so fat? Bulimic. That reminds me, way back I heard a thing where it was about Mickey Mantle. And they were talking about how great Mickey Mantle was. At one point, Mickey Mantle was doing commercials to stop smoking. And also doing commercials for smoking. <laughs> he like had like oh, lucky strike commercials and then commercials. Hey, kids, you shouldn't smoke. They said well, it's like Jim Barney smoking. dying of lung cancer after freaking, you know, he always smoked so much yeah. and then had those freaking anti-smoking campaigns. That's how uh, Yul Brenner was, too. They were the worst. He's like, I used to be in the king and I look at me now. Shut up, Yul. You scare me. Look at me. And remember Yul Brenner is just yeah. bald man. He, at that point, he looked like a fucking ache, like a shriveled up fucking acorn. <laughs> fucking like a walnut. Don't smoke, kids. And, you know, any kid, anytime they have those, kids are like, I'm not going to fucking look. They still that. have that today. Light it up, boys. Yeah, they do. But right. now it's like the one where, this is what, are you, did you just light it up? Damn right I did. Did you peel a piece of skin off of yourself like that? Oh, no. Like those? It's going to cost a little more. It's, it's going to cost a little more, little girly. Rips off the skin. And and I'm telling you, every time that comes on comes on the television, I'm like, don't do it. It's a trick. You do not have to <laughs> do this. It's a trap, ladies. Uh, yes, they have that. I have bought cigarettes before. You do not have to do this. Yeah, really. I don't know what uh, fucking 7-Eleven they're in. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, love. Oh, it, it goes on. It says, oh. uh, I am reporting you to the SJW police, Eric. I don't know what that is. And that is the social justice war oh, police. I'm... And you'll be taken in for reconditioning. That is all. Love MSG. All right. And I think somebody's fooling with us. They're playing with us. I think so, too. Brandon is the next one. And the last mail. Brandon says, hey, fellas. Pretty sure it was the last podcast that a random placement of a now infamous clip occurred, which resulted in me crawling under my desk at work in fear and terror. You would not know what that was because you don't listen to the podcast. True. Jim, you have to know by now that you, having Eric's girlfriend yelling and making things awkward <laughs> for everyone randomly on the podcast scares the living shit out of me. I actually had it interspliced uh, with the uh, mama, we're all crazy now. Right. From a slate. But, uh, but here I am just starting a work week on a Tuesday trying to get in a groove and then get suddenly thrown into full-blown DEFCON panic mode. I don't know why. But I think when I hear that clip, it magically transports me to a point in the past or future time where I feel like my girlfriend is yelling at me about something. <laughs> it's funny, too. When she does, Brandon, she'll also say, and Jim. <laughs> she is the first. <laughs> you hear me, Jim? You hear me, Jim? <laughs> this is one of those situations where I would need to think of one of those magic lies that just only would come out, uh, come to you in that type of moment. But in this instance, I'm always stumped and can't think of anything to say. So I just want to turn and run, leaving a dust club like Roadrunner behind me. <laughs> that is what this clip does to me each time. It's so terrifying. But I think the connection I've made is all women, mothers, girlfriends, and wives sound exactly alike when they're all pissed off and screaming at us. Yeah, terrifying. That is true. That's why you get the Ike Turner shoe. Oh, God. It's, it's this special shirking pitch. 
that would even shatter Superman's eardrums and make Batman cower in fear. And God, it certainly works, and they know it. <laughs> I don't think I speak for myself when I say we all live in fear of those moments and wish them on nobody. Sorry, you have to relive that over and over, Eric, at Jim's mercy. <laughs> you didn't listen. No, I, I forgot. Didn't. I even put it there. But <laughs> last week, because we didn't have Reggie, we had a kind of a weird transitional podcast right. there. I was looking for anything. Plus, it was getting late in the pod, like me editing. I'm like, God damn it, what am I going to put? And I'm like, eh. I looked in there, I see it crazy. What did we call it? Crazy bitch? Crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at that. Like, eh, we got crazy bitch. Let's throw it out there. It's like you with the fucking sounds before. The Seriously. Day. I just throw it out there. But no, well, now. Thinking about that, though, I was like, I tried to play it cool on air. I was terrified. I didn't know what was going on. It was crazy. Well, now that I scared all the female listeners away. I'm waiting for a joke there. Yeah, All the two of them. I was going to say, what do you want from me here? Jim, whose gears did you grind this week to have someone send a virus through the winer line? This is what I was talking about. I know I'm not the most skilled individual when in calling into this thing, but it, because A, the pound key always owns me, and B, I dialed <laughs> some sweet old lady in Iowa twice after saving the number wrong <laughs> in my phone and trying to reach your line. That'd be oh, funny that's if so she good. called in. But this might be the oddest encounter I've had with the thing yet. I think it was trying to give me administrative duties. And just to be clear, I don't want to run my own life most days. So I'm sure as hell not going to be taking administrative duties for anything I don't have to. Yeah, he must have called in. It's like, please put in the password so that you can do this. Because there was nothing. It was all white clear. I don't know what happened. Moving on, I'm still trying to digest Batman number 50. I don't want to lump it into the suck hole all of all the other number 50 issues have fallen into for me, but it was such a strange book in my opinion. And that actually, that's, that explains it well. Strange. Yeah. It was very strange. I love Batman being back and badass, but I don't ever want to see Bloom again. I agree. I agree. So it boils down to him being just some random dude who basically maybe should have been Daryl, but it feels like they chickened out at the end in a weird way. It would have made sense with him controlling the blimp a bunch of issues back and at least being more in tune with technology. And you know what? That would have made a goddamn lot of stuff. sense. Yep. Knowing how to change the suits, camo, etc. It would have just made more sense and had more impact than having it be, oh, just some random guy in Gotham that took his stuff. Also, the book just ends with Jim Bats going all Ten Commandments on us, and this is everything's all better then. It just threw me off an otherwise great issue. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, usually Scott Snyder does that big, like, almost like an Independence Day speech. He does yeah. it well. Boy, that thing ran on forever. I, I, he lost me. My fucking ADD kicked in. I'm like, what is he talking about? All this fucking words. Uh, and he has rebirth notes. So is Jeff Johns just doing the rebirth issues right now and not taking a solo title until this Aquaman thing starts up? Or did I miss something? Because Hitch on Justice League doesn't throw me emotionally because JLA has sucked. Long live Falcor, Eric. You know who Falcor is. From a never-ending story? He thinks that, we'll get to it, but he thinks that uh, Goliath in Batman and Robin Eternal. He's the, the luck dragon? In, that he looks like Falcor. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of does. But that's Brandon from uh, at Mirror 3660 Moonshot! Uh, I don't know. I think that Jeff Johns at the moment, I think he is kind of, he's like at the controls. I really do think that. He's a script supervisor in my I, mind, making sure all the going, continuity and, and shit works out. And there's going to be some things. I don't think that he's going to go off to, say, a Tomasi and see what he's doing, or even a Tom King, even though that is Batman. But I think he's there. He really, I'm telling you, really stressed the Teen Titans thing with Ben Percy. I think there are a couple of these books and a couple of these writers that he is um, going to keep tabs on, and he's going to do. But Jim, and, yeah, what about Earth 2? 
Well, there we're going to have to see. But that's a book that we thought he might be involved with at some point, too. And you know what? No, Tom Taylor. We nope. thought that Tom Taylor would be in something, too. And this, again, in six months, they're going to announce a whole bunch of new books as well. Uh, the one thing that I liked that I, I didn't even mention to you, they did talk about how Jeff Johns has an eye for art, that he's not an artist, but he has an eye for things. So when they he do likes anything, what he likes? Well, no. Well, when they do any sort <laughs> got an of costume too. change, like if they want to do a costume change for things, they always run it by Jeff Johns to see if he likes it or not. I thought that was kind of neat. That is kind of neat. He's just like, yeah, that works or whatever, because he's more, you know, he's a character guy. But yeah, I did like that. But we're going to move on to Brandon's Gorilla Review. That once I got that goddamn Brant Rave lineup, he did a review on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So we're going to see what he has to say, and then we're going to be back with the books, Eric, including the first two, which are Batman and Robin Eternal and Batman. So we'll be back in a minute. How are we doing, Weird Science? This is Brandon here. Uh, come to bring you a quick minute this week. It's not going to be Marvel. It's going to be uh, IDW here. I'm going to do TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number 56. Um, this comic's written here by Tom Waltz, does the scripting with help with Kevin Eastman and Bobby Curro. Uh, art team is Mateus Santaluco, uh, Rhonda Pattison, and Sean Lee does the letters. Um, so, so just off the bat here, this uh, comic kind of has an old school feel to it. Um, it's heavy on continuity. And, uh, you know, they, they reference a lot of things that have happened in past issues. So if it's not something you're up to date on, it can be hard to catch up on. Um, I jumped in around 30 and didn't have too hard of a time figuring out what was going on uh, because of um, just past uh, past relationship with the Ninja Turtles. So I, I knew something about them. We start issue 56 here um, with uh, the story starting on Borough Island. Uh, it's right outside New York City. Um, it's currently the home of the Technodrome. Um, it was a terraformed island during a crane attack, so so it's uh, kind of poisonous to, to humans and, and to mutants unless you have some sort of protection. We, we kind of see two people talking in a cave on the island about how long they have left um, to kind of stay here. Um, days, weeks, months, you don't really get an answer. Um, they kind of stomp the fire out and they move along. Um, you, you go to the next scene and you're in uh, Harold. He's a friend of the Ninja Turtles, a kind of a scientist that helps them out with gadgets and things. Um, they're in his lair. He's very sarcastic with the turtles a lot of the time. Gets very annoyed by them easily, but but still willing to help them out. Um, all four of them walk on in, and Mike, Michelangelo runs over to uh, um, a prototype of Metalhead, kind of hanging on the wall there, being fixed up. Um, Donnie's consciousness was uh, transported into this robot while he was recovering from some brutal injuries uh, via Rocksteady and Bebop, so that's kind of the importance um, of Metalhead. Um, th they kind of stop into the lair to have these cloaks investigated that they've come in contact with, uh, that these bad guys are in possession of, to kind of have Harold figure out what's going on with them. He tells them he doesn't know much yet. Um, he hands them these masks and uh, sends them off to, to Burrow Island there um, to meet up with Fugitoid. Um, while they're being transported, uh, we, we kind of get an intermission act here, a quick page uh, with Rat King talking to his sister about some future plans that they have, um, and then Splinter uh, talking with um, some members of the Foot Clan 
um, and, and trying to kind of uh, make them his reclamation project since taking care of Shredder. Um, Splinter and the Turtles kind of run the Foot Clan now. Uh, so, so we're back on Burrow Island. We're inside the Technodrome, and the Turtles are meeting up with Fugitoid, and he's talking to them of, about reviving uh, some Utroms. And, and Utroms are basically the Krang heads. Um, not Krang himself. These are these are ones with different personalities and jobs and things. And Fugitoid's kind kind of trying to get the Turtles to buy into this idea of reviving them. Um, he he introduces the turtles to who's been helping him out, and we find out that it's it's been Leatherhead. Leatherhead is, uh, if you're unfamiliar, giant crocodile that that's um, kind of gone through the same uh, mutagen process that the turtles have. So so he has, um, you know, walking upright abilities and some sort of powers. Uh, so so Fugitoid reveals he's been working with Leatherhead and that Leatherhead had helped bring Donatello back uh, to full health uh, and get him out of the metalhead body. Um, Leatherhead goes through his origin, uh, not really um, too surprising there. They they tell you how he came in contact with the mutagen and, and that he's in possession um, of kind of a, a large batch of it. Um, and that's what they're trying to use to bring back these uh, utroms back to life. Um, so, so they kind of get the turtles to go along with the idea. Um, they they give the mutagen to these utrons, and the, they uh, once they kind of start rejuvenating them, bring them into these resting chambers. Um, we fast forward to three hours later in the story, and Fugitoid's checking on uh, the first room um, of these utrons again. Um, and in in room two. Once he sees everything's okay in the first room, he he enters, um, and we see there are just a bunch of utrons that have been destroyed and, and beat up and and whatever the case may be. It is not looking good. Shit has gone down, um, and he turns around to to see somebody standing there over him, and he just says, "You." Um, that's when we see that his head gets separated from his body, and uh, he is dead. He is no longer around, folks. And that's how the issue ends. Um, like I said, I, I'd tell you to buy, borrow, or w run the hell away from this comic. And if you're looking for a little something different, um, you know, tired of non-continuity stories going on in D.C. Um, and Marvel rebooting all the time, this this could be something you'd be getting into. Uh, like I said, they reference a lot of past stories. The art is always uh, awesome and top-notch, and, and the original creator is still involved. Um, in, in this um, kind of reissue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for a New Age in Time. Um, so I would suggest buying. Um, I'm also going to do a little giveaway here, uh, tie back to the Marvel Minute. I got an issue, a digital copy of Iron Man 3. Um, so whoever gets this code first can claim it. I can check it out, see if you enjoy it. I thought the issue was pretty good as well. That code would be T H M N. 6-M-C-V-S-7-U-Q. And again, this is Brandon here. I give you guys a quick minute, uh, usually on Marvel, but I did IDW this week. If you have uh, any book suggestions for me to, to give a quick uh, minute on the podcast to, you can find me at Beamer3660 uh, on Twitter. And back to Jim and Eric here. Yo. 
it's the green machine Gonna rock the town without being seen Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound Yeah, everybody let's move Vanilla is filled with a new jack food Gonna rock All right, we're back Back with the meat and cheese This is the rebirth of the podcast the re- Is this what it is? This is the rebirth because we're going to talk about the books. This ain't meat and potatoes. This is meat and cheese. No, no. In general, before we start, what do you think of the books this week? Because I thought they were okay. They were okay. Yeah, I don't I, really have any bad books. No, that's I. I have the same thing. I don't have any awful books. Uh, I don't have a like. You know, they were middle of the road. A lot of these. Yeah. What What do you consider middle of the road in a score for yourself? Six point five. Okay. So yeah, uh, I consider almost seven, even the middle of the road. But I have a bunch of those. I'm trying to stall as I load up shit. <laughs> but yeah, uh, remember this is a spoiler-filled podcast, so you know what that means? There'll well, be spoilers. spoilers. We're going to spoil the shit out of things. So, I just told everybody so. about Batman v Superman. You, did, you told me. I wasn't recording then. You told me no, about No, I'm talking the early stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that you didn't really spoil shit. You were spoiling shit before we went back on. It's true. I'm assuming that I'm the only one who hasn't seen the movie already. It's like I'll, that and Shawshank Redemption. I'll never see him. I'll see Batman v Superman eventually. Why not Shawshank? I'd rather you see Shawshank than Batman v really? Superman. Really? Yes. Oh, just because everybody should watch that movie. Yeah, I'm not with you. I, I just don't feel like watching that. It's, what is that, a seven-hour movie? Something? Yeah, it's seven hours. Seven-hour movie. I'm still trying to load up these goddamn things. <laughs> I can't, it's I'm so happy notes. you came back, huh? I have my notes here, and I want to use my tablet for the notes, because last week... We forgot a bunch of shit we were going to talk about oh my because God. I didn't have my notes. So I want to have the books and the notes up at the same time. And I don't know. It's weird. I don't like reading shit off the tablet during the podcast, but I'm going to try it again. Well, I, I know th- I'm going to bail on it. I was thinking while I was just taking a piss in between the, uh, the break. Oh, yeah. Well, think of time. White man thinking time. I was talking about how bad my ass hurt during the movie. Yeah. Like, people are going to think I have hemorrhoids or something. No, the reason is, I really just don't have an ass. There is no padding there. So it's just fucking hard seat on goddamn bone. Seat on bone. Just a flat fucking ass. Bone. My big boy honey never came in. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of. Fantasy Island, Eric. Of course. (laughs) You remember how Fantasy Island was? Mr. Rourke, I I wish I had an ass. They always have the plane to plane, right? Yeah. The plane, the plane. And he'd come down, and then Mr. Ork would say shit like, uh, oh, Tattoo, arrived just on time. And then Tattoo would get pissed, and Mr. Mr. Rourke, you say that all the time, you son of a bitch. And then, I don't know, then, they, call, and then they end up calling social services because somehow they think that fucking Tattoo is an underage kid, and they find photos of him with ladies. Remember that happened to the midget that was in uh, with Kid Rock? That did happen to him. That dwarf was he a, think, for a midget. I want to say he was a midget. I can't remember what the hell that kid's name yeah, was. That I kid. <laughs> well, that's what happened. He ended well, up they're all photos. dead now. Back in the day when you'd get photos developed at fucking the photo mat. The thing uh, is, I actually got photos developed of titties and vaginas with that, right. and no problem. No, but if you have a midget who looks like a little kid, there might be a problem. And I think that it was at Walmart was where they were doing the photos and that. And I don't know. To me, that's bullshit. They shouldn't be looking at those. I don't know that you can – I guess you can get the photos done without looking at them, right? What, what do I know about photos? That's like, and that's, again, that's this black is, magic there's not right like there. they're in the fucking you know, dipping shit in the fucking black room or whatever. 
dark. As far as I know, that's what they're doing. I have we no have, idea. Every they, time they, I see that in a movie, I'm like, this is goddamn witchcraft. I have no idea how any of this works. They still have that dark room at school when you oh, were... I love the dark room, yeah. Did they have that still? I just like the way the, the door turned, honestly. It's like the really? Batcave I always thought of. It. That Was it still in, like, the shop area? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I... I Saw that the one time, and again, it scared the shit out of me. I believe that uh, people would go in there and do the Bloody Mary or something, and I'd fucking get... This was high school. I know. Still scares the shit out of me. Plus, when when they have the... They dip it in that fucking... The, whatever, nitrate? Mercury, the zinc nitrate, <laughs> whatever. Amyl nitrate? I, I always know. think of it as like one of those horror movies where the things come out of blood and so I don't... It, I don't like that you shit. got some crazy ideas. I don't like that shit. I don't like to take photos either. It's witchcraft. If you get a photo taken of yourself, Eric, it does steal <laughs> your soul. You don't want your soul stolen. All right, we're going to move on. <laughs> you got them books. You got them books. sense, and that would be... The books, the meat and cheese. And we're going to start with what we always start with, Batman and Robin Eternal number two. At least for one more week. Batman and Robin Eternal number 25, written by Steve Orlando, art by Javi Pina, Goran Suzuka, Chris Sotomayor, and Marilyn Patrizio. Hey! Steve Orlando gives us the penultimate issue of Eternal, and against all odds, I like this one even more than the last. That's two issues in a row, Steve Orlando. Sure, we still get a bunch of rule breaking, but the issue had some fun, and we got a bunch of things we've been waiting to see. I just don't know what's going to go on next issue to keep it from being an anticlimactic end to this story. Yeah, I don't like this. I'm turning off the lab, the, the tablet. I'm going with the regular things. Uh, yeah, I like this. I didn't mind the dialogue. Uh, no. The only thing that happened in this book that I didn't like is shit does happen in a way that could have happened fucking Four half issues, year ago. five issues, whatever. And yeah, it happens right away. They have, they show the thing. This is normal now in the last couple issues where they're going to show shit has gone wrong. Uh, you do t- uh, go in with Midnighter with Crane. It's, and basically it's just, hey, Crane needs more time. And that's okay. the other thing about this issue to me is there's a lot of stalling. To get to points where <laughs> I think they want these characters to be. And Dick does it with Asriel. There's a lot of just stalling overall. But yeah, you see shit's going down. You still see, I like to say, I call them Team Robin. Team okay. Robin fighting the uh, orphans. Now, where I, I get the, the, I got a little pissed off, is they're trying to get to these signals. They're trying to knock down the signal, correct? Correct. Why all of a sudden are they making it seem like these orphans are stopping them? Because they had many an issue, and in fact, we've seen it in other issues where they are actually standing on top of the signal towers. Like Duke, at one point, was on top of his tower. He was right Take next to the goddamn signal. On top of the signal, they they were there. And when you find out at the end, a spoiler, they just smashed them. I'm telling you, this they look like a little time. speaker I had for my Walkman when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah. They're ridiculous. They look like a like a thing you would put on like a satellite dish. Yeah, fucking direct TV. There you go. But yeah, there's Cullen. He's there, and you said that you didn't like Cullen that much in this when we talked. All Cullen there. is getting a little bit too big for his britches in here because all of a sudden he thinks he's like he's a part of the team. He's like, well, he's way too sure told- of himself. Well, the thing I want to ask though. Is he making coffee or peanut butter sandwiches this this issue? Not at all. Then I'm in. He is taking as control. long as he's not making food. He's he's working shit now. Now he sat down. He's ready. He's ready to go. And he calls out to Dick. He's like, "Hey, those receiving towers need to come down." And he's saying that Dick, this is why does spreading. he know who Dick is? More kids going. I don't. They must have told him. They must have told him. Uh, I'll go with that again. Fair enough. I didn't even think of that when I did the. Uh, 
thing. But again, he isn't Grayson or Nightwing. He is Dick Grayson. Maybe. Yeah, but I'm saying they have not interacted. Well, he was there when they got there before they all jumped out. He was there with Midnighter. They they were in the, uh, I don't know, the headquarters. The The junction room. Junction room. A place between places. It's a place between places. (laughs) But yeah, he was there when they were there. So he, he listens. And he, you know, he heard Midnight. All he's doing, he's like make pretend. He's make believe. He's pretending now. Like he's I used to do on the call. I used to. I used to. Oh no! You know what it is? It's like that one kid. You wouldn't even know. It's Godzilla's Revenge, where the kid is just making up talking to Monster <laughs> Island. I'm telling you. I, I had a that, freaking cardboard radio set. I used to do the same thing as a kid. It's me with a CB radio back in the day. Not plugged I just in. Pretend I'm a f- no. The worst is it was plugged in, and <laughs> I get people pissed at me. And truckers were looking to find me. What was your handle? Were you still Spoon James? I think I was Spoon. James. Yeah, Breaker, Breaker, Spoon, James. We got a bear in the air at mile marker 13. And then they'd be like, kid, get off of here. And I'd I'd actually try to talk really deep. Hey, hey, this is Spoon, James. Like, Spoon, James. I don't don't know if kids today will understand how much fun it was trying to talk to you. And for the most part, Anything that I would say revolved around either Smokey and the Bandit or Cannonball Run or the movie <laughs> <Or> Convoy. Convoy. <laughs> yeah, we got. I'm hauling blood here at Mario Marker 14. Yeah, hauling blood. Shit, hauling blood. That's the one time we drove. I talked talked about it on the podcast when we went to the Hall of Fame, the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. In Toronto, stopped in uh, Buffalo. That was like the last time I was involved with a CB, and I was probably 26. And uh, my buddy Jay was in the car with me, and me and him the whole time just talked about fucking on the CB. And the the big thing was Jay kept saying that he was in a box truck hauling blood, and I didn't know what that meant. And Still don't know what point, that means. At one point, he even said that he like we we have a Yeti sighting at mile. It was, everything was mile marker something too, and. Some of the guys were pretty funny about it, and you know they were pissed off. They they want their real chat. At least you had that. I was on three oh nine with my buddies, like a CB, just a radio, like a like okay. a walkie talkie with a yeah. giant ass antenna. Oh yeah, just talking to people while on this uh, the highway. Yeah, well that's good. You just don't want to go on that. There's that service yeah. channel or whatever. You stay off there, you get in trouble. I don't even know what we're talking about now. There's the orphans fight. You got Cullen. Cullen's talking. Yeah, what I was saying is Cullen might just be talking shit. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. He's just yelling shit. The box truck hauling blood. But he ends up good. But you get Dick and Asriel, and they're fighting. That is is the weakest part of the book. And the weird thing about it is this is now three issues, I believe, that they've been fighting. And it's been nonsense throughout. There really hasn't been much of a reason. I know that people will say, well, Azrael wants to kill Mother and Dick wants to bring her into justice. The problem is they started fighting before they even talked. They just started fighting. And then it developed into that. And yes, this is like another fight later on uh, this uh, podcast. This is another one of those, somebody's got to put these sunglasses on, Eric, because this has got to (laughs) end. And it does because it ends with Dick basically just talking to Azrael and saying, listen, if, if you kill Mother, then she wins. And I, I put in my review, I don't know what kind of winning that is, but uh, whatever. And the, you don't want to be that. That's what Mother tried to make you. And, and that's what she wants you to be, and you got to stop it. And then Azrael just stops and goes, tell me how. No, see, that's the best part. I was talking to you about this, is that Dick has him from behind. He's just like whispering his ear, like kind of petting his head as he's talking. You don't want to do this. The pillow, we're going we're we're to find another way, brother. And then Azrael head like backwards head yeah, butts him, slashes him and says, awesome "Okay, let's talk." I'm like, "What? I don't think that last slash was needed, man. You could have just said, "Okay, let's talk." And it is funny at one point that Dick. Now I'm going to go through the sequence. Dick has his baton, 
right? Oh, God. I don't even know if those uh, are his batons. Asriel we thought throws, they were a part of the goddamn I, snowmobile uh, yeah. last issue. Well, Asriel had it because Dick had thrown it at him. Right. Asriel throws it back. Dick catches it. Then Asriel, with this goddamn fucking fire sword, slices it in half. Somehow this makes it into what appears to be, you said it's like a thermite. I understand that this fire sword slashing it will make it maybe red hot there but then he says asriel i'm sorry and it's almost like it's a fucking two battery cables he attaches it to asriel's sword and it blows it up i don't understand what just happened neither do i this is the worst part of this story which i actually don't mind well and then asriel basically says you know you fool i have other things and now he has his flame gauntlets i, I don't even yeah. know what's going on it's fine Asriel's just really flaming I, I yeah he is a flaming guy but then again you said dick had him from behind he didn't like that he gave him the headbutt he is not a bottom eric he is more of a top and he's gonna <laughs> did you see the size of that boy i believe I it see him and then he says like you said tell me how does he ever tell him how? I no. guess he might off panel. He might have because, because Asriel will never see again. I guess Asriel ends up uh, next issue because he is gone for the issue. Honestly, I think it'd be hilarious if he doesn't show up again. That'd be, that would be good. But then they go and there's Mother talking to Harper. And Now, last issue, me and you argued because I said that I did not like the part with Mother and Harper. I thought it was more, uh, <laughs> you know, over and over. We had seen it all before. I don't know what's going on this issue because Mother is talking as <laughs> if nobody's listening. She's like, it's almost like she's Like a normal a Mother play. talks. Well, really. She's in a play and she's just going to go through her lines no matter what. She's going through the motions. And she's trying to still convince Harper that she has to kill Cassandra. And it makes no sense to me because what she says is in this one part, the made part to me was when she says listen Cassandra killed your mom and that kept you from the greatness that you were supposed to have that makes but, no sense but makes but, no sense. but you sent her to do this yes you sent her to do this and her killing the mother was supposed to be what's caused the greatness it makes Agreed. no sense I don't know if that's a miscue I don't know if you're supposed to make it seem like Look, mother is trying to convince her Mother otherwise doesn't and even trick understand her, her convoluted no story I, I don't think she does she's she's confused herself we were talking a bit, like, just a second ago about Cullen saying Dick. Yeah. Has anybody told Harper that Bruce Wayne is Batman? Because Mother is certainly talking all about yeah, it. Yeah, she's got, well, she's dropping. Harper doesn't say shit about it. I'm like, should, it, should I not be listening to this? Should now, I just keep this under yeah. my... You know? <laughs> she's just like, what? And she does look surprised in all these pictures with those big fucking eyes. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I don't know if if mother's whole plan is like, okay, now I'm going to trick her. I'm going to pretend that I wasn't for this. And she was supposed to have a mother. The jig is up baby and gone because we know Harper knows how bad mother is that you're not going to trick her in this. And like I said, it's more of like Harper's like, you got to be kidding. I'm not going to do that. Yes, but this is a perfect world. It makes it so nonsense. It's nothing really. It, It is. And again, you know what it is? It is a delay. Yeah. We can't have something happen now until Dick shows up. And, we need and to fill some pages. Stuff. So, And this is a lot of filler, though I don't mind it. Because then you have Midnighter there with uh, Scarecrow. And like, hey, the trauma toxin's done. All right. And that's where I got mad. They're like, oh, we have these 12 orphans. That's the problem. Uh, and it wasn't the problem. They At weren't all. there from the beginning. You could have gotten all this stuff done. This, this signal could have been done and should have been done by now. But they have to get there. Now they're fighting the orphans. They fucking shuffled their feet too much. And Cullen has a great idea how to get rid of the orphans. And I like it because of what ends up. I'm telling it goes we, against the rules. We, we I talk, hate the rule breaking. We talk a lot of shit on Midnighter. Yeah. This was great. Oh, it was. I loved it. And again, I'm going to overlook 
the thing you yelled at me <laughs> the last flight, the flight and rule breaking well last flagrant podcast flight last podcast you even said to me you got to get over this okay i'll get over it as long as what you get is fun yes and it was now i still don't know why at this whole point why couldn't they have issues ago when these orphans shown up uh door them to the fucking middle of the ocean well why even do what you're doing now you can put them in space i i don't know the rules per se but you could do that. You, Nobody you knows can put the them in the rules. But you can put them in the middle of the ocean, solved. But what they do is they get all 12 orphans and send them to wherever. I don't know. This is a weird place. Uh, and <laughs> Could Sisters it be a place, place between places? It might be a place between the between places. And basically these orphans spill out, and there is Midnighter who says, <laughs> well... Hello, hello there. And it reminded me of the regular Midnighter run when he went to fight Multiplex. Yes. Must be my birthday. (laughs) You don't know, Midnighter, because you were tortured as a kid and they took your memories, you son of a bitch. But yeah, I really liked it. I thought, you know what? That is Midnighter. And we get rid of the orphans and it's fun. Yeah. And he's just kicking the shit out of them, too. (laughs) And I love it. And he loves it. Uh, but then you go back to all the, the kids. They have Stephanie Brown, who, again, rule-breaking doors. I'm done with it. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever gets you to the, you know, whatever makes you sleep at night. Whatever but yeah, gets at the, us to the final issue. So yeah. Stop talking so about this. They're going. And this is so anticlimactic. We've been waiting for this all the time. And we find out that all you have to do is smash these things. These and again, there's Duke. Duke was on top of side. I know that more than one character was on top of these towers at one point. I, I love it too because everybody's taking these things out duke is up there with a hammer and it yeah, doesn't yes. even look like I'm he's in a costume it. no he's just got he I has hate this the leather way jacket duke he's looks got in weird this. goggles and i can't even say it's a leather jacket it looks just more like an overshirt i'm assuming it's his yeah. leather robin jacket but yeah it looks more like like you said it's a pullover it's a khaki pull i don't know there's a, a button-up shirt brown. looks like to me just open. I like to all bad Paris. Ass. Batgirl just throws a batarang. batarang. She could have done that so long ago. Yeah. At least one of these people could have done this at some point and and helped somebody. Yeah. George so, somewhere else. So they just do it. Just a mile away. I have a thing with, next with, to an antenna. You have the whole thing. Everybody's hey, we're clear. We're clear. Mexico City. We're done. Hey, come Kuala Lumpur. Hey, in. So then they go and they get the toxin. And they all put on their gas masks, and they're going to save these kids with the toxin. And this is another thing that kind of drove me nuts. Because they have sense. the toxin go. All the kids are there. Now, what did we learn happens with this toxin? You go all insane with the fear toxin. You, you are all joyless. Insane. They even no mentioned fear. it at points in this, and yet they just, they're done. They hey, snap out of it. The best is the one girl. Mom? No, you killed your mom. Your no. mom's dead. Your mom's at home with a sliced throat because of you, baby. And then there's one kid. What happened? Right away. Hold on a sec. Before we move on with that, I'm a little pissed off because this trauma toxin, I don't know how many times it was said, once, twice, whatever. I know for a fact that it was said this was the backup plan. Yeah. And then we see once they knock out the freaking uh, signal, some of these kids have been under the signal so long, they are still insane. Yeah. So now we have to do the yeah. trauma talk. Yeah, and they mentioned that. Oh, they're still bad. And yeah. uh, that, I never knew that was a thing. There it is. It's not by a long shot. These kids, they've been under the signal too long. They're still crazy, still under mother's thumb, but we can fix that. Yeah, that's just, again, that's added. Now you're, you're making saying, it not like this issue. I'm just saying, though, we spent all this time dealing with the fear toxin. Now we have to use it just because we've been talking about it. Yeah, if they, if they didn't use it, then we'd be pissed. So, <laughs> yeah. And then there's freaking a... Uh, Fucking flash jump for Cullen, 
That's like freaking our hero from Heroes, freaking Yatta! Yeah, yeah, see that? Who's he yelling, though? He's in the place between places. And then Mother's there. And I, the do you think Mother, places. they show Mother, is she smashing something or is something blowing up? Because it looks like she's about to punch something and then it blows up. And No! I, I, I don't know. Is that her hologram of everything that That's was going on? And is that like symbolically it's all gone to hell? But <laughs> th- then you already, it's a little anticlimactic, right? Yes. When they just smash the things. But then she just goes, oh, oh well, I guess it's plan two. <laughs> she has another signal. She's oh, yeah. like, oh, let's use the, what is, operations, retask the satellites to the secondary receiving towers. Relaunch Ictus. And, and I know back. that it's not going to get to that. But boy, Jesus I was like, Christ. really? Really, that's what you're going to do. And it makes sense because you're going to have these cities. There are a lot of other cities with, with radio <laughs> towers. And uh, you get this idea. They're like, yeah, we did it. No, you didn't do it. It's, it's kind of nonsense. And at least Mother had a backup plan. Yeah, she had a backup plan. But there she's uh, – then you get uh, – It just kind of fucking puts a pin in everything that we've been dealing yeah, with. Yeah, it does. I mean, like, it just makes like, everything like, seem like, oh, great. We went through all this, and yet it could just start over again. <laughs> And then, you know, we get another 26 issues. You didn't know that we have Batman and Robin Eternal Part 2, <laughs> Volume 7. But, yeah, then you still have Harper, who, I don't know, she's still trying to decide if she's going to kill Cassandra because she seems to be against that. She's mother's right up gonna, there with a knife. She's yeah, like, no, mother's I don't think gonna I'm going to that. Boo-hoo about her parents again. And, hey, they not having them, that was better. Then, in the meantime, you have Dick Grayson. He's climbing up the fucking, scaling the goddamn wall like he's uh, Josh Gates or something. Now, I was wondering about this, too, because it seemed like he was in front of the doors No, remember, that made sense, because when I was reading it, I thought the same thing at first. Remember, she actually caused that avalanche. Oh, right, uh, right. Covered that. So he is made. Though, they were watching down from this balcony at one point. He seems to be climbing a lot further than what I thought at one point. Because they remember they were like, oh, you mean those fools down there? And they were watching the fight. It seems a little longer. But that's when Dick climbs up. He's, you know, she's, mother's just going on and on. She's waxing poetic about how she's going to save the world. Fucking throwing Bruce Wayne's name out left and right. Oh, yeah. And then Dick gets up there. And remember, he has a line he's been practicing all this time. He couldn't wait to say it. He shows up. And what does he say? Sorry, mother. Yeah, he was supposed to say hello, mother. Hello, mother. Come hello, on, Dick. Mother. You fucked That's it up. It was say. It's like I if you went up there and said, it. "Hey, mother." Hey, mother. You wait. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said to you, wait until because we we're going to talk about it. I edited the podcast last week, and we said hello, mother. How many times? Fifty <laughs> million times. And I'm doing the podcast, and I wanted to get it up quick. So I make the title, and I put, "Hey, mother." Doesn't it make sense? <laughs> and then I go and I put it on our site. And on the site is the one thing I don't copy and paste because the way I set it out on there, like the format yeah. of it. And there I put hello, mother. Until, no the, until the end when you said hey, mother yeah. at the end and of I your write up. Hey, and remember, hey, mother, I'm <laughs> such a fucking retard. I guess and me. I yeah. asked you the, on Monday. I'm like, so was I not in on a joke? Like, why? Like, what are you talking about? Mother, I'm like, hey, no, I put hello. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I can't change it now. Everything's linked to that. So I'm like, fuck. Hey, mother. What a fucking idiot. Sorry, mother. Sorry, mother. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's like, that's my job, saving the world. And that's it. That it, it ends. We have the final round is the next issue. And I don't know. I would have thought that they would have tied all this into one issue where they would have had the Team Robins taking out the signal and all that while 
Dick and possibly Azriel, Harper, all of them fight mother. And then you end in a big, you know, finale. And I'm afraid next week is going to be a little anticlimactic because this kind of was as well. I didn't mind it, though. I didn't have one problem at all with the dialogue. And that is always my problem with Steve Orlando. I did not have any sort of problem. Sorry, and, mother. Sorry, mother. And the, the weird thing is, he wrote last week, too. So I know. he was the one who came up with that. I don't know what happened. Uh, maybe he just thought, you know what? Now that I fought Azrael, I have a different frame of mind. I'm going to sorry mother her. That'll probably get her bed, too, because I feel sorry for her. I'm oh, wait till she hears this one. Sorry, mother. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. But yeah, uh, there's a lot of rule breaking. I don't understand a lot we, of things that happen. We've happened, had it over and over but again. We're no. almost done. I think there's a whole new set of rules that we just don't know I, about at this I, point. I really do wish we had a video podcast and we had that whiteboard. <laughs> had that I, whiteboard. I, I'm telling you, we would have. We would have had all these rules where we had crossed out of it. So great. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's almost done. I think maybe that's making me giddy. But I didn't mind it. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I like the art in this a lot. So did I. Um, yeah, I, I didn't find much wrong, anything majorly wrong except the same things that have been wrong all along. And we got something that we wanted to see. The signal's out. Uh, they used the, the toxin. It didn't make sense why or whatever, yeah. but yeah, I gave it a 7. I think I give it a 6.5. Right. That's well. Again, I said that my middle of the road was a 7. Yours was a 6.5. And this was pretty much like middle of the road. I was not angry when I was done. I had probably a better state and of mind. And I had a giggle during it when everybody showed up at yeah. Midnighters. Yeah, Midnighter was great. So, And it's weird. People keep saying it too. Midnighter is definitely better in other people's books, but this was Steve oh, Orlando. Yeah. So he didn't have any stupid one-liners or anything like that. And well, people, hello there. Even the, the whole thing, the guy said in um, the, I think it might have been Carlos, who said in the mail, uh, wondering about Steve Orlando, I am going to give Steve Orlando the benefit of the doubt with Supergirl. I'm thinking maybe that this Midnighter that he writes, his regular book, might be more along the lines of him trying to write something different than he usually writes. Like, this is an action movie yeah. type thing, and he's going overboard with that. I really hope, because I, can re- I can't even imagine, me and Brandon were talking today, I can't imagine what sort of lines that he'd have some trash talking <laughs> for Supergirl. I really don't. Both of us think it would involve texting or something. I'm going to text you to town. Oh, something no. Like I'm going to unfollow you. Yeah, yeah. I hope not, but yeah. I didn't mind this issue, but we're going to move on to an issue that I really didn't like that I was looking forward to. I actually was looking forward this to this was, issue. In my mind, was poised to be my favorite 50th issue. Yeah. Batman is... number 50, written yeah. by Scott Snyder with art by Greg Capullo, Danny Mickey, FCO Placencia, Yannick Paquette, and Nathan Fairbairn. Yep. It's the yep. conclusion to our Mr. Bloom story, and Batman is back in action to team up with Jim Gordon to finish this villain off. Even though it's cool to see Batman back in action, the overall ending to this story and the secret origins of Mr. Bloom come off lackluster as hell. That's all I got for you. Yeah, I... Uh, God damn. When I read this, I said, sorry, mother. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that a hundred times and then I'll go, oh, it has to be sorry, mother. My bad and, mother. Yeah, yeah, I'll have some sort of title for the podcast. I'll be like, oops, mother. Hey, mother part two. Remember, oops, mother. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I, I like this issue enough, except the stuff with Mr. Bloom. And that's that the was the big part. thing. That's the big thing of the issue, really, besides having Batman back in the saddle, like uh, Aerosmith sang it. Damn right. Um, start the issue off with Jim. We want to see more Mr. Bloom. We found out that Jim Gordon survived his mouth fisting for Mr. Bloom in the last one. Yeah. 
And the whole kind of issue seems to play off the fact that his spleen is fucked up. He needs to get to the hospital, yeah, but he keeps well, putting it on hold to save the day. And he keeps putting it on hold, but yet he seems to heal. Like he at the beginning, like he was at the way very worse beginning. Off the beginning oh than my he was god! The at the very beginning, he he is about to die. <laughs> By the end, he's just like, yeah, I'll get to the hospital. It, it's so. Uh, and Julia's fucking the shit kicked out of her. Oh yeah. If you're into that sort of thing, boy, you're into that sort of thing, right? Well, it's a good thing that Jim Gordon <laughs> stuck around. I don't want to talk about that. It's a, <laughs> it's a good thing that Jim Gordon stuck around because the whole issue then hinges on the fact that Batman, like Jim Gordon's bat suit, has the ability to block Mister Bloom's powers. Which just continue to grow and grow in this without any explanation. And with that superconductor and all that, again, the that's Bat-manium, another thing. Jim, the, the Batmanium, Jim. The Batmanium and the superconductor and all that. Oh, my uh, God. It's my fault, but I kind of didn't care about that while we were reading this whole arc. And I may not have been paying attention uh, to that part as much as I should have because that whole thing just confused me. Well, no, it confused it, me, this whole arc. It did. It but had no I didn't real have any meaning. Idea. It's like, hey, I got a present, Batmanium. Like, no, come on. Oh, and this yeah. even thing. It's like when Jim was asking Jerry, is this Batmanium? Is this superconductive? Well, we haven't really run much tests on it, so we don't even know. Yep. Hey, I said in one of the books, I forget what it was, that it's, oh, it was uh, Earth 2 Society. It, the time for testing's over. Yeah. You know, like, we're going to have to go through tests to see if the hydro fucking, no, we're going to die. So, yeah, I'll go with that, that he's like, fuck it. If I die, I die. Um, I don't know. We, the whole Mr. Bloom thing well, is we, just We nonsense. find out that Mr. Bloom has a super seed in his back mm-hmm. that trend. <laughs> hold on, it transmits all the energy of the other seeds that the Gothamites have placed inside themselves, and it goes to the Powers Industry Collider and is somehow creating a dark star that will consume yep. the city. It's going to consume like, the city. I-, I read this actually. This was one goddamn line that Batman. So I'm like. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. This is a goddamn line out of nowhere. Yeah, and the one thing about that is usually, usually, Scott usually. Snyder really, like, he has us guessing, and we're guessing, and then he hits you with something. This doesn't happen all the time, which it didn't happen here, where he hits you, and then you're like, holy shit, I didn't see that all along. That was not the case here. It no. was like, what? There's no really? way anybody could see now, this coming. I like the idea that Bloom had kind of tricked people. Hey, we're all going to be together to get those freaking the seeds, seeds and going. plant them. That's fine. But I, I don't know. No, you could see, have done it a different fine. way. You could have done it no, a different way. The reason it's not fine, because we, on top of like this new goddamn thing that Bloom's doing, we found out before that he could take control of Jim Gordon's bat suit. Yeah. And so I would think that the GCPD powers industry, they would all know that this is a problem. So when they sent out the GCPD and the rest of the bat suits, they and they have, get taken yeah. over, why would they have sent them out in the what first the place? Because they know it's going to get taken over. And it for some reason, of... Batman has to fight them, and I don't know why. There is a Joker bat. Yeah, suit. the Joker bat suit comes in, and it also seems like they get bigger and bigger as the issue oh, yeah. goes on. All of a sudden, they're humongous. Uh, but the, the reason that none of this makes sense with the Bloom thing, and like you know, he's going to bring all Daryl. <laughs> Daryl is apparently the original Bloom that we saw in Batman number 44. Yep. The one we've known about. I told you. Yeah, you did tell me that Daryl was going to end up being bad, but no. nobody saw Daryl being Mr. Bloom coming. No. And the thing is, he had an idea that he was going to work on this research that would give people superpowers, kind of like Luther's Everyman Project, and the, the testing never really panned out, and... Uh, 
his, oh yeah, I'm sorry. His cousin died in Batman 44. He's like, you know what? This yep. shit's wrong. I can't do this. Then after Endgame, Batman died. So he's like, you know, I'm going to start my research again. Yeah, and it's so like, he, hey, Batman died. We all have to take it to the streets. Yeah. People have to rise up. And this is, you know, my research that I was doing, that's going to be the thing that's going to do it. Yes. And I'm okay and that's with fine. all this. It's fine. Until- but it, everything is just thrown out. Like, this is one of those where I hate mysteries where when the, the secret is thrown out there, it has nothing to do with any. Like, there's no, no way to be like, yeah, I said, I think Daryl's up to no good. Yeah. There was no way that I would have said to you, oh, I think it was this project that he was working on. I well, hate these. That's the thing is that Mr. Bloom that we know today, that we've seen throughout this entire fucking story arc, except for Batman number 44. It's just a cadaver that fucking Daryl put a seat in that came to life, put on his mask for some reason, stole Grabbed his research, his yeah. and just started doing all this. We have no background to why he wants to do any of this, why he wants to take on Jim Gordon as Batman. We have nothing. No. And why he is that concerned with Batman and why he's this like, if it was Daryl, it would make complete sense. Yes. It would make a lot of sense because the it tech. should have been like, down uh, this entire goddamn time. It, it's the tech, and also he could be angry because his his brother died, and Batman should have been there to save him, and all that. You know, you could tie it in so many ways, but it's not. No, and you even throw in more and more things that make no sense or just seem taking to be out the of nowhere. Bat suits taking yeah. up the goddamn bat blimp at the one point, and just that black star. And the dark I, star. And the, the other thing that, dark star. The other thing that gets me is, yes, Daryl is a bad guy. Now, Daryl is going through. Duke uh, figures out, hey, you know what? They had these names on this file oh, that Penguin's I got from file, the yes. Lounge. And you know what? It was the people who had that, what was it? That like special that, grant. That grant. That genius and grant. Like, here it is. The crown, gen- the crown genius grant nominees. He's like, hey, that was from years ago. And look who else is on it. And there's Daryl. And then Daryl kind of changes. That's the thing like, is, at saying? that point, there's no real connection. He's like, Duke, you were on that list too. And, yeah, but, Duke was there. And all of a sudden, Daryl just starts me. changing. He's like, yeah, no matter how big things got, my folks never caved to Gotham. So I'm not going to either. He's more, he's showing Daryl, like, hey, I'm not going to give up. My parents, yeah, they're bad. They they have a bad lot. They're never going to survive or or come back. Throwing goddamn monsters at this point. But yeah, all it is is about him being Robin and Daryl saying, you know what, it's not going to work or whatever. And then all of a sudden, Daryl just changes and kicks him or punches him. And this is what's weird. It's out of all this time, there's Daryl. And the minute that he's like, hey, you can't do this, all of a sudden he starts changing. Like, can he control it? No idea. Because this is all thrown. I'm telling you, if this wasn't, if we had not been dealing with this for 10 goddamn months, I would say that this issue was thrown together out of nowhere. But that can't be the case, right? Yeah, no. And I said, Scott Snyder often leaves things up in the air on certain things. Like we said, even earlier, that uh, Mr. Freeze thing. He wanted, he did this new work. And he even said that was one of his biggest mistakes. Yeah, he fucked up. Yeah, he said, I shouldn't have done that. I, I regret that. Though he never went back to change it. Uh, but this issue, just out of nowhere, shit happens. And this is an oversized issue. You've had this long arc. There, It, it can't be rushed. No. He, and he has a couple more issues with Al Capullo coming up. That this, I don't know. It, it gets, again, the, the bottom line is Batman's back. Batman's so people back. Love it. And I'm it's telling great. you, that actually I love the Batman my part. score maybe a point or yeah, two. I love the Batman parts, especially the beginning. When him and Gordon first, and he has the it's line, great. you know, who died and made you Batman. Yeah. It's funny. 
But even when he's kicking ass and when he has that fucking flagpole yeah. and Gordon's like, hey, I was just going to do that move with the flagpole. I really Great like banter. I really like the stuff where Alfred's like trying to talk to him. I, did oh. you get that Bruce was cutting it out himself? He was like making the <laughs> I can't hear you, Alfred, because Alfred was lecturing. Him about I actually stuff. do. I'm saying I love the idea now because I don't know if I even thought about this. Now that he is Dionysium healed, this is the best Batman body he's it's ever weird. had. The only thing I put, though, is. Where did he? We we thought that he'd need to train again because we thought that when it re you know he yeah. didn't remember anything and this is more than just you know freaking muscle memory he knows what he's doing I, I it seemed a little off that's to the me old, the old Batman's back and yeah. everything no, he knew is. before even that, that I'm looking at that bat ro- the the Joker robot right. that thing's humongous it's a gigantic Joker Batman oh, bot and I have oh. no idea why yeah. well, it's there just there the we never even seen anything before. with it. We had the Joker bot before, way back. Did we? Yeah. And uh, I guess that's it returning, though. It looks a little different to me. And I don't know where it would have come. It, I think they would have disassembled it. Was one of the, no, 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 no. This is one of the Jerry Powers ones. Yeah, it's just weird, though, why they would make that. And uh, the only thing I can remember is them having that Joker bot Okay, before. for some reason, yeah. I thought you were thinking of the Joker's daughter's bot. No, no, but okay. it's still weird. Why would they make that? I have no idea. Stupid. I guess it it does have the bat symbol, and maybe it's one of those like we wanted to do that to show that we're taking it back to Batman. So to, to add know. more to the confusion, though, Batman fights a gigantic Mister Bloom in a kaiju-style robot versus monster yeah. thing, and he hits fucking him into the Dark Star, and then Mister Bloom becomes a gigantic flower slash eyeball head thing. Until Jim Gordon uses his the ability of the suit to block Mister Bloom's powers while holding up that Batmanian batarang. And we don't know what happens because then it just cuts to Jim Gordon in the hospital. And we are left not knowing a goddamn thing about what's yeah, going on in I, this fucking book. And I, I got done this and I thought, boy, maybe I'm missing things. And maybe somebody's out there that really knows what's going on that I'm missing it. But, boy, I just – I like Duke in there. Yeah. Um, but even that, he jumps out of the blimp while it's going down and Batman saves him. And, and the art's awesome. I think the art looks incredible. Um, but then at one point really confused me too because then you have guys and they just start taking those seeds out of themselves. Yeah, well, they, that, the thing is, that is the people taking it back. I didn't, like I didn't okay, talk about it in my review at all because I just didn't know how, where to bring it up. But they see Batman is alive. And at that point, they are inspired. You know what? We have Batman back. We're going to start cutting the seeds out of our bodies. Yeah, I'm I like, just, it's you fucking weird. people. And to me, I, I would have thought the way those seeds work is they kind of become in your bloodstream. And then and they stuff fucking like set you on fire and destroy. I don't even know what's going on there's, anymore. There's Daryl. Daryl does it. He takes it out of his hand. Now he's, he's fine again. Yeah. And I just, it just, just seemed weird. It seemed like a, a hokey way to get done. And then the whole thing was hey, when Batman died, you know, uh, Jim Gordon saying, I tried to do it, but what we really need is the city has its own deal. And, you know, and then Batman says to Jim Gordon, like, hey, that was your, you know, your supervillain. Way to go, buddy. Yeah, and then we actually get a little thing where it seems that Jim Gordon knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, he's about to say Bruce. And I don't know, it's it's kind of weird because, you know, you died a long time ago once you became Batman. So it's it's a very odd ending. Like, he's going to keep on being Batman. We see a weird thing with Julia, yeah. uh, like, just going, not Julia, uh, Julie Madison. Julie Madison, um, yeah. Going around, yeah. just cleaning up, thinking, like, oh, there's Batman out there. Well, he's gone. I'm going to look at this brick that says Bruce Wayne on it. But remember the time that we had where it was Bruce Wayne was not Batman? I'm like, this is not doing anything for me after that goddamn conclusion. No. And then you have uh, getting things back to normal. 
You have Gordon as commissioner. Yeah, Gordon's commissioner again. All the status quo is put steps back down. into place. Bullock shows up with the biggest goddamn badge I ever saw. I'm looking badge. at it right now. He's like, what do you say? I mean, I know it's been a while, and he has the commissioner's badge, and it is humongous. Yeah, that, he got that. He made that. He made it in wood shop. got that Mario's joke shop. He's like, here you go there, buddy. Yeah, and then I'm he saying, goes out. The, there's Batman. The art, though, I love Greg Capullo's art. Some of the action scenes were a little too clustered for me that I didn't know exactly what was going on. But besides that, it's fine. I didn't mind Yannick Paquette's backup. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you, and also we didn't say as well, what do you think uh, is that him, is that Duke becoming Robin in the last bit? Probably. With him. Because uh, Bruce shows up with a weird-looking Bruce. Uh, it's very weird, uh, though, too, because I really just think he's giving him a job at the rec center. A job at the rec center. <laughs> he's like, hey, I got an offer for you. And he's like, you mean you mean I could be Robin? Oh, no, no. no, no. I need a janitor at the rec center. <laughs> got a lot of cleaning up to do, boy. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I, uh, I gave it a 6.5 so, out of 10. I and honestly, a lot of that score went up just because Batman was back. It's actually weird. I thought that you gave it a 7. And I thought that I was being a jerk by giving it a 6.5, but that's what I thought, too. Yeah, I don't know why I thought you gave it a 7. I think at one point I did give it a 7, and then I went down to it before I published oh. it. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't sneaking a peek at your review. Oh, I, I don't just, know. To me, it's a solid 6.5. It was not anything impressive. I got to uh, make sure I didn't give it a goddamn these 7. 50, these 50s in general haven't been great. It's weird. I think my favorite one has been Catwoman. And just because it was fun. Catwoman was great, but honestly, uh, we'll talk about Wonder Woman in a little bit. It had some problems, but it was half decent. I, I don't agree with that. But we're going to move on to what you like to call. What do you call Shut it? Shut up. My shows Shut are up. on. My shows are on. But yeah, what are you talking about? Just Flash? Flash, or and, Flash arrow. and Arrow. Flash and Arrow. I did not see an Arrow review on the site. No, I me mentioned either. you earlier. And I do not watch those shows. So when I don't see the review, I assume it's not on. But it was. So you're going to talk two shows, and then we're going to be back with Grayson and We Are Robin. But we'll be back in a minute. Come on, come on, down, doo-dee-doo, down, down. Breaking up is hard to do. Shut up. My shows are on. Can I get an amen, brothers and sisters? Our Flash and Arrow shows are back on this week. But sadly, yes, yes, sadly... DC's Legends of Tomorrow was not on again, and I had no idea. This snuck up on me just like Arrow and Flash did previously. Alright, let's start this shit show off and find out why the new Flash villain runs like a girl. This is Flash Season 2, Episode 16, Trajectory. Only took us two years, but we finally got one. A lady speedster. Was she good looking? Heard the Flash went nuts. She punches me in the face. I'll be sure to get her number. The Flash. All new episodes return Tuesday, March 22nd on the CW. That's right, boys and girls. In this episode, we have a female speedster tearing up the streets and stealing everybody's cash that she can. This is Dr. Eliza Harmon that Caitlin Snow went to help. Like, you know, she went to look for help a little bit on this Velocity Night she was working on for Jay. And along the lines, this girl figured, you know what? I could use a little boost. Who doesn't want a little speed now and again? You bunch of junkies. I got nothing. She took it. And I don't know if this doctor had problems beforehand or not, but for some reason, the trajectory persona became its own personality and she pulled a whole Norman Osborn, freaking Green Goblin from the original Spider-Man movies on our asses. And it was all right. It's just, I don't know. It, I was really looking forward to getting back to this Earth 2, like, you know, Professor Zoom mythology, and now we're just kind of put on hold with this, you know, villain of the week type scenario. It was fun nonetheless, though, and it actually led to a scene where um, Jesse 
Jesse Quick um, got injected with the Velocity 9, needed a blood transfusion, and I believe this will lead to us to have another female speeder in the form of, you know, Jesse Quick. Uh, she ended up leaving the show by the end and leaving her, you know, metahuman detector behind as well, thinking, you know, maybe this shit went off a little bit too much and she got spooked. But all in all, it's not a bad episode, just not one of the greatest because we were dealing some really hardcore shit. And by the end, we found out the gang now knows that Professor Zoom is Jay, but we got freaking, you know, multiverses going on. We have Hunter Zolomon. We have the guy in the Iron Mask. Who's who? I need to know. Next up, we've got Arrow, Season 4, Episode 16, Broken Hearts. Doesn't seem fair that I can save a city and not our relationship. I can't do this. I was going ahead with Genesis, but not with you. Till death do us part. Felicity convinced me that we could save the city and not surrender to the darkness. I don't think we can. When we start this episode, we see that Cupid's back in action. I'm thinking to myself that Andrew Kreisberg during the writing room, sit-downs, whatever you do with them, been yelling episode after episode, we need to bring Cupid back because he owns that character, so I'm thinking he gets a kickback every time she's used. And he finally got his wish this season. Now, this episode's all about love and mushy stuff and stuff I really don't care about because I'm, I'm dead inside. But honestly, though, I do ship freaking Felicity Smoke and Oliver Queen, and I was heartbroken to see what kind of bitch Felicity Smoke was this episode. I know that sounds harsh, you know, oh, why, she gotta be the bitch. She broke things up. Yes, Oliver lied to her, but he did it for a reason. Everybody understands that reason besides for Felicity, and she was just acting like a freaking terrible, terrible ex-girlfriend who wants to get all the digs in you that she could. Yeah, yeah, I've had some issues like this in the past, but no. It was a fun episode. Actually, it was, it was probably the best episode of Arrow there's been in a long time because I even dug all the Damien Dark trial stuff, and it's probably the best Damien Dark stuff we've had all season. Seeing him get his comeuppance on the, tr on the stand, on trial, just get locked up for what the hell you're doing, brother. I, I enjoyed the shit out of this episode, and I can't wait to see what the rest of the season brings us. All right, our TV's done for the week, but next week I'll probably be bringing in some Super Grooks. We got our Flash crossover, and I just love the Flash. Love the Flash. Yeah. But no, everybody keep watching TV because having a life is overrated. All right, we're back, and we're going to start off this segment. Continues the Bat Book segment with Grayson number 18. Written by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. Eric, they're not the normal people. Not at all. That's not who's supposed to be writing this book, right? Art by Roger Antonio, Geraldo Borges, Jeremy Cox, and Carlos Emmanuel. Jackson Lansing <laughs> and Colin Kelly jump on to finish up Grayson. And while this issue was action heavy, I didn't hate it as much as some other reviewers. It's weird. I think I might have been one of the highest scores. The issue may not have a classic Grayson feel, but it is tying up loose ends and pushing the book towards an ending. Everything about this issue, story and art, was okay, but that's actually more than I was expecting. Yeah, I, I did not expect much from this. In fact, I'll admit, I thought that I was going to hate it. Going in, I was not going to give them much of a chance, and I should have because it was, it was okay. The dialogue wasn't bad. It's, it didn't feel like a normal Grayson issue, well, Jim, let's, let's judge this book by its cover. By its cover? We got spiders, we got bats, we got owls. Are you, are you freaking, you and your judge book by its cover? <laughs> actually reading Who would do review. that? I you know, some other reviewer that we hate. But yeah, um, it was okay. It's weird. Yeah. I said that, I think it, I said. It was very lackluster to me. Um, it was more like an issue of Eternal mm -hmm. to me than anything. Uh, it's just 
they're they have something they have to do. You have to end this book. You have to end it with somebody becoming uh, fucking nets again, and you have to get rid of Spiral, I guess. And Grayson's got to become Nightwing again. I don't know. I, I went in because you have tried to explain to me how this whole Leviathan Spiral thing works, yeah. and because I missed the, like the first. Yeah, bunch of issues of this. I came in when we started doing it for the podcast, and I am so confused. We have Agent Zero, yep, who could or could not be Kathy Kane. I believe she is, but I okay. I think that they are not giving you a name, and I don't know that they're going to. But it's Luke and Nets's sister, something Nets. And, well, and yeah, they something are, Nets. They have been fighting their entire lives yeah, because they, their father they have been kind of. They haven't. They've kind of been just. Going it's their been a separate cold ways war. a bit. It's been a cold war. Uh, because, yeah, their father, Dr. Nets, has downloaded his AI into this uh, computer, which is Spider then, yes. and has made the claim that at one point, either Luca or Agent Zero is going the to have to assume, the going to assume the role of him. The conscious or the unconscious. The conscious and whatever. And that's been that whole behind the scenes deal. And this whole spider thing has been just an odd thing throughout. It's been, been very odd. odd. It has been. It's more because of the whole thing. I mean, that thing sense. actually more than anything else throws me out of this whole. Well, and here, who was the guy who made that? It's fucking Grant Morrison. It's yeah. all Grant Morrison shit. So yeah, imagine wacky. that. It's I'm confused. Really wacky. And you throw in now where the syndicate, who which is, uh, what's it called? Fucking, Ty. What's his name? Uh, the guys they're fighting, fucking, and now I can't. Syndicate. Get what you're talking Syndicate. about? That's the name of the guys, uh, Grifter, and Grifter. and where's Frankenstein? Uh, King Faraday. He's he's gone. And uh, what's uh, I can't remember who's the t- well, we, we Bronze got that Tiger. Person. I we keep got, thinking Bronze Tiger. I'm saying that we got Bronze Tiger. We got yeah. this pink That's person the syn- only speaks in some kind of Asian language, and she's like goes. If, real small or big or whatever i feel terrible too because going in i you've told me about the last issue that was when i was really sick yeah, yeah. i did not end up reading it before, because we didn't do it on the podcast Bronze tiger but yeah that's the well, you got Bronze I tiger and la- tiger. i believe last issue uh frankenstein was just taken out of the mix anyway okay so, yeah the syndicate there tax, anyway and the king faraday tax and king they're just this other the syndicate is there to make sure that spiral doesn't go crazy and, and do someone dead broad so they went to attack grace and Helena Bertinelli called them in. They went to attack Grayson and Tiger, kind of defeated them, kind of came to a standstill and basically said, hey, listen, we don't have anything to do with you anyway. We want to kill Helena Bertinelli. It's That's a double cross. Yeah. So they were going off to kill Helena Bertinelli, which Dick's like, hey, you got to watch out. They're coming to kill you, which they do. Seems like they have killed her. And it's weird and though, because fight. she's still alive. Yeah, I don't and, think she is. Oh, Auto Nets was Auto Nets was going to like you know fix her up. Yeah, did I? Is that right, Auto Nets? Yeah, it's Auto. Uh, no, 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 Doctor no, Nets. No. Auto yeah. Nets is her father. God damn, yeah. I'm already confused. But anyway, Luke, Luca Nets takes her. Dick's like, hey, take her, go. I yeah. actually think she died. Really think she died? I think okay. she died at one point. Because I thought she was just pu- punched in the eye by a little pink oh, no. person. She was like stabbed and shot, and she was the shit kicked out of her. I'm looking right now. She was hey, shot in the neck. Cent. That ain't nothing. She was stabbed in the. She got hit in the. I'm chest, looking at it now. Yeah. Neck, eye, back. I believe. Yeah, that's that's some, that's some life threatening shit right yeah. there. And what happens is Spider basically says, "Hey, we can we you know we can fix her, but to do we that, can make you her have, better, stronger, you, yeah, faster. You have to give you have the yourself. technology." You have to give yourself up to to Spider and fulfill your destiny. And it's one of those, yeah, she's got to do that. In the meantime, 
there's been a thing with Agent 8. Who I, I, told you, I had no idea who Agent 8 was. I feel so yeah, Agent lost. 8 was all over the place. Agent 8 was the one who was impersonating Dick at that Poppy? point. Agent 8, remember when Dick was going? I remember that, Dick? yes. It was, it was Agent 8, and that's when they thought she died. So even that, when uh, Agent Zero shows up and gets the skeleton girls. And Skull again, girls. This, this, definitely is, this definitely is a weird issue where it does tie in a lot of the old stuff. But yeah, the Skull Girls are there. They make a weird uh, Batman and Robin Eternal reference because yeah. it does not seem like that should have been that long ago. But they're ready to fight. They're like, we're not just going to sit around like we did during Batman and Robin Eternal. We're going to take it to the streets. We're going to fight. And that's when Agent take Zero shows up, who is part of Leviathan, and lies and says that everybody else is. And they go out to fight. They fight Dick, whatever. God it's one spies. big fight. And then in the meantime, Tiger, who was in love... With Agent 8, Agent 8 shows up, and they go at it, and they fight, and at the end of that, you have no idea if if Tiger killed her or not. That's the worst part, too, because I sent you a message earlier in the day. I'm like, so, uh, did Tiger, he kill Agent 8? But uh, there was no shot. You didn't it was left open. Any shot, so it was left open. You know what I mean? That, I hate that shit. Yeah, I don't know. And again, Agent 8, it kind of was stupid for her to come back. It really didn't mean much to me. It was more Why is it not Poppy? Tiger. <laughs> Poppy's gone. And uh, then in the meantime, oh, at the meantime, freaking uh, Dick calls him Midnighter, and he's going to fight everyone. He's going to fight Bronze Tiger. I Fair love Day, Midnighter and his goddamn she, issues. Yeah. So I even love the way fight. he looks in this. And it's funny in that where it, when he starts fighting him, it's like a, uh, a reel of film. Or he's fighting him out like it's a action movie. Midnighter is the scourge of the DCU because when he comes out, King Faraday looks at him. Oh no! Yep, he oh, is yes. scared. And one thing, art-wise, I didn't love the art in this issue. And I love that Midnighter. The, I did not like Dick throughout the issue. He looked weird. You mean and King at, Faraday? Well, at one point, King <laughs> Faraday looks exactly like him. So you get real confused unless you see that that suit. But at points, it's just the face. And it was when Dick first showed up that really threw me off, where he punches him, and then he's like, hey, you like that? I'm like, wait a second, what happened? Because he's like, here, uh, Faraday says, it's when Helen is getting killed. And Dick is about to show up, and he says, hey, this day is one for the secret history book. Spiral auto nets and the future of the Bertinelli crime family all neutralized in a single moment. Oh, sorry, were you still gloating? And then the next thing is freaking... Dick punching Bronze Tiger. I'm like, what just happened? Who just punched Dick? And now he's not punched because it was Faraday. It looks Dick bad. punch. And it was weird. But yeah, in the meantime, it is a weird issue. It's all it's over the weird. place. Oh, but it does tie in a lot of stuff. Is, it is all over for a fight. It's just a fight. And they spelled it out. That's what was going to happen after last issue. So when Lansing and Kelly jumped on here, it was set up already for this to be one big fight. Right. Because they said, hey, we're going to go get Helena Bertinelli and kill her. Oh, no, no. no. I mean, you mean get Spiral and no, no, we mean Helena Bertinelli. We're going to kill her. And that's kind of what happens. But in the meantime, you get Luca, Nets, and Agent Zero. They come together then while all this shit's going on. And Agent Zero just seems to see, like, what she's doing is just to cause mayhem so she can get to where she's going because she says to the Skull Girls, hey, you know what, Dick Grayson, he's on Leviathan. They've been tricking you, so they attack Dick. He's, he has and you know I'm on the up and up because my name's Agent Zero. That's right. Yeah, and, and she's got great fashion. Stupid they, kids. They uh, spell out. And, yeah, they go, and they're... Showing a lot Agent of legs. Zero and Luca, they're at the, spy, at the spider deal, 
And they end up, oh, that's good because I'm going to ascend now. And Agent Zero gets pissed at Luca. Headbutts her. I like this book. It's just that everything that goes into it, I find a lot of it to be nonsense. Yeah, well, it is. And then at the end, and I don't know really... if that's supposed to be your dad that's now a woman or if that's the no, no. mother. No, no. In my mind, this is now auto nets in the body of Helena Bertinelli. Really? That's how I believe it. He was supposed well, to choose one of his it, daughters. I didn't think it looked like Helena, like the body. But well, they, I'm saying they whitewash him a lot of times. Yeah, well, that's anyway, what I'm saying. It's a little too whitewashed. Honestly, the way I saw this book is that the two sisters were fighting for like who was going to become, and it's gonna, who was going to let their daddy inside of the them. the dad just wanted to be yes. inside Look, somebody else. I don't want to be inside my daughter's. Yeah, it's weird. gross. It Calm down. Maybe it's because of the whitewashing that threw me off. So while they're arguing, he just goes into Helena. But I, I would think that shit. Helena's body would be still like a little beat up. Well, it's like they're saying, like, we could fix her, make her stronger, better, well, if faster. That, if that is the have case, the technology. which would make sense now that you say it, uh, they they had a little faux pas in that art because yeah. boy, that looks like a white woman. But, yeah, that would make sense. But in the meantime, yeah, you have them fighting. But this has been since the beginning where you – As I said to you, I, the first thing I said was like, um, oh, what the hell was it? Uh, what I just said to you, fucking uh, – the, the message I sent you earlier. About what? About uh, about this goddamn issue. Now I can't even remember. I was like, Oh, about I, you wanted to make a joke about Bruce Jenner? No, no. I was like, Am I supposed <laughs> to make a uh, joke about Bruce Jenner at this point? But there was something I sent you. Oh, did freaking Agent Zero? I mean, uh, Tiger kill Agent Eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. I am all over. I'm okay. so confused. I'm telling I can't you, this get my issue, thoughts even together. me, I couldn't remember Bronze Tiger, but it's because this issue is it's one big fight, and you have the Nets's trying to both want to ascend in the father's deal. And, yeah, at the end, it would make sense if that's Helena. And they're like, oh, no. And then she, fight harder. But, yeah, actually, you know what? I know it is Helena now. It, why did they make her so white? Because I don't know. It has Helena's spiral earrings. So, yeah. Oh, yes. You can tell. Doesn't have and her outfit. Beautiful curly hair. The outfit's off. And yeah. got that cane. Well, they not only can make your body better, but your outfit better. Yeah. It's the only thing that I can see is the earrings. Spiral yeah, earrings. Yeah, I think they do that. And uh, I'm telling you. This is what it's set up. They have to end this. They've been told what to do. I didn't mind the dialogue. Uh, the art was a little off. But, yeah, it's one big fight. It's just but the whole situation. I don't tell you. It makes sense in this book. I'm sure it does. Like I'm saying, I was not all on board with this book like a lot of the readers like you. So I wasn't really paying attention when it first came out until we started yeah. reading every book so we could talk about it on the podcast. No. So I just felt so lost. And, like, I've had you trying to catch me up on certain things throughout the months. Yeah. And it just kind of all runs together. Yeah, this goddamn spider's uh, web and this fucking has what? Leviathan. Right? What? April, May. I guess there'd be a June. So there's, Is there a June? I, I it was two oh, no, there wouldn't be. There'd be two more. So yeah. they really do have to tie this up. And it has to lead into Grayson, into Nightwing. And uh, so they have to do shit. And shit's got to happen quick. So I, I actually liked it. I liked it more than others it wasn't great i gave it a seven that's the thing uh, i don't know if i'm just you know big dummy over it, but i think i'd give it a 5.5 because i could not get into reading this now like i said i think that it does like a lot of issues this week even are set up and and filler this did almost everything meant something uh though it was crazy but yeah the average is a five nine i'm looking at it now uh i'm the second highest i'm tied for second highest uh, and it goes down to a three jesus and um, I enjoyed so it more than that. Guy from Newsarama said it's just a fill-in issue, and it makes it seem like Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly are only there for this issue, which that does not seem to be the case. I don't know what he's talking about. He they're there for fill-in. No, 
they are filling it up. They're ending yeah. the issue. But yeah, I, I didn't me find it. it was okay. Uh, like I said, it, it does go about and get things moving, and we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to go on if we think Helena is going to be Huntress. Then I wonder how this is be how you can get out of B. It, it better not be Helena Wayne. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, but we'll see. But yeah, seven. That's quick, quick and easy. That one. And we're gonna move on to an issue I liked even more. I'm saying, but this is gonna be quick and easy as well. Yeah, there's not a lot that happens. No, we are Robin number ten, written by Lee Bermejo with art by Jorge Corona, Rob Haynes, Trish Mulliville, and Jared K. Fletcher. Oh. Just like the old age question, does Batman create his own villains? We have that situation here with the Joker's gang coming together in the aftermath of the Robin War. With our heroes disbanded, Smiley goes on a rampage throughout Gotham, making his name known, while Dre goes undercover to infiltrate the gang before they cause a school tragedy. That's what I got for your ass. Yeah, it's weird. I really like this issue. I I really really did as well. And And the the weird thing is, though, this book is another book. It's ending soon. Very soon. And, yeah, I guess that this whole Smiley thing will end it. And this issue is... Not a lot happens. No. Uh, basically, the Robins decide they're going to have to help bros. Bros before hoes, I think they said at one point. I, I said something. I had something written down that I can't even know what the hell but it was. But it's like, hey, even though we're not Robins, we still have to look at each other's back. And I like that. That's a good thing. The art's awesome, I thought. Well, I think the art really complements this kind of story. Like Initially, I thought I was going to have an issue, but it works so goddamn well. Yeah. And I love the fact... All the teens feel real. Jorge Corona. What the hell? I can't find Jorge, Jorge Corona. Um, Jorge Mejo, Corona. Lee Vermejo really can write the shit out of these yeah. fucking characters. Yeah, I, I really like them. I you know like, what? I'm off tonight. Podcast over. We're done. Yes, I am too. I'm just bronze tiger. I couldn't even. Jesus go. Christ. Uh, Let's get back in the game, man. Fuck. Well, they have this, and I like when they, it's little vignettes of what the guys are doing. And there's like Ryko. She's uh, blood sporting it up. I have that. She's uh, doing the thing. There was, <laughs> did you, do you remember the? Did you see the typo in her scene? No. She's sparring with that guy. Right. And he, I, I have it written. He says, "Every here of sparring." Like, yeah, every, every here of sparring. I was like, really? Well, English is not his first language, no, man. Well, he's at the dojo. At the <laughs> he's dojo. Up at the dojo. But I like the little bits and pieces of the thing. You have Ryko. Like I said, she's there. There he is. Every here she, of sparring. Right, she's, go. She's dealing with some emotional issues because she's like, you know, she's all about being a Robin. Duke disbanded the team, and then she's all about Duke in, in general. And the, one of the last issues we saw that she thinks that uh, Izzy and Duke are a couple, so she has all this fucking rage to work yeah, through, and that's she's why she's pissed. kicking some ass at the dojo. And she's crying. She's in control. <laughs> she's crying. And then her sensei says, "What's wrong?" And she runs out. But I, I do this is like not the Cobra Kai sensei. That's that's right. <laughs> Like, smacked her leg, down. baby. And then there's dad. Yeah, there's no fear in that dojo. <laughs> and then you go to Izzy and she's working hard for the money. I said it reminds me of the Donna money. Summer video. She's freaking working the diner. And uh, I like how Lee Barhamo does it where they show it through. She's not just sitting there going, boy, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. They make it in this where she's had enough of this fucking diner. Yeah. She's tired. She's messing up orders. And she's just She's not, like missing school. Yeah. She's she, going to get kicked out of fucking yeah, school. Everywhere, she everything. She, it's like one of those things where she's so burning the candle on both ends that nothing's working out for her. And, and, and it's, it's all because of her no good brother fucking diner. Mother yeah. is such a piece of shit. She acts like the goddamn gangbanger. Right. I think it's well, Hector's his name. You know what? That's what happens. Coming. That's what 
happens to the families and, and uh, the mother. The kid died. What happened so to your brother sudden, Phil? Is that why your parents are like that? Phil. Phil. Don't you remember your brother Phil? I don't know. Got killed by a talon. Yeah, and then they're like, Phil. Yeah, they don't like him. But no, Phil I, Hartman, I do like that. I like yeah. and Yes, the, uh, the mother is a piece of shit, though. But not as bad as Dre's mother. Dre's mother is a whore. <laughs> Dre's mother just likes having a good time. She does. Dre is like... old enough to take care of himself. If she wants to go out with a man and fuck around, why yeah. not? She went to, and got, at one point. She's he. I think Dax even might have a chance. Dax, she what says. I'm sorry. Like, freaking, you don't have to compete. If Dre's mother was washing dishes and got her hand stuck in the sink, the next I think thing Dax, Dax comes would show over. up. Yeah. Oh no! Is Dax's first name Levi? Levi <laughs> Dax. Oh Levi no, Levi. Dax, chill. <laughs> like oh no. And they oh, it would be the worst. Dex is like, yeah, your mother, is she around? I got that baby oil. She's stuck in the drain. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that mom's a whore. But yeah, but even I expected Dre to fucking smack him in the mouth or something for saying that. But, he's all, you, he's know, like, you know what? I know my mom's a whore. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, listen. Again, he says, though, again, no one might have a shot. Yeah. yeah I, actually, then Dax is freaking, he got a hard on. But yeah, he wants to show <laughs> Dre. They haven't talked for a while. He wants to show him the little uh, fucking grappling shit he's working on and dre then shows him hey i've been working on my own shit i'm the vigilante that's a problem i have with this issue though is that i really wish he would have given himself a name at this point because i want to say i want to differentiate his black mask no not mask there's already a bad guy named black mask black mask okay how about this the penguin (laughs) would he go with that the clay face I'm I'm coming up with these. Tell me if one of these hits. I will. The Killer Croc. The How kill, about that one? The Catwoman. Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Joker's daughter. Any of these ringing a bell? No, no. Any I'm... of these? How about I'm looking at the mask. How about thinking there? It's the black on one side. How about something like Lex Luthor? Eclipso. Would that be good? Doomsday. <laughs> Joker. The thing I actually really, Smiley. I really like about this book, though. Yeah, well, that... I'm asking you though. Give me a name. I, I got nothing. There. I want Lieber Mayo to tell darker me. darker on one side, so I'm thinking he's I like, think that's honestly a shading thing. Like the Eclipse. How about that? I just said Eclipse, though. Yeah, but this is just the Eclipse. I don't so like it. Eclipse. And he also hangs out in parks a lot. The pedophile. <laughs> How about that one? He's like, I don't, don't know why people talk to me. I am a hero. I, I just named myself the pedophile. That's and, a terrible about, name, Dre. How about this Midnighter? Because he's always out at midnight. Honestly, that looks a bit like a Midnighter kind of costume, like a young Midnighter. Apollo. How about that one? You're like, uh, what is it? Midnighter Lad. Uh, how about the new mask? Kid Midnighter. New mask in Gotham. I want to see. I was hoping that something in these headlines on his wall would like kind of point to something. But no. there's masked hero. How yeah. about just the mask? How about that? Jim Carrey or the Rocky mask. Dennis? Rocky Dennis. Rocky Dennis. I don't know. The thing I I really like about this, though, is that... Eggman. For this entire series, we have not really had... God damn it. (laughs) What did you say? This entire series, we really haven't had a real villain for these characters. I mean, we started out with those dirty fucking hobos that then we find out that Talon was behind, and then placing these characters against Talon is just insane. Yeah. There is yeah, no way this no should sense. ever be gone. But now we have the Joker's gang, the origin of the Joker's gang from Batman Beyond. And that actually gets me kind of excited. And it makes sense because it's, again, it's the guy who fought with uh, Duke before. So it's yeah. evened up. They're the same age, whatever. I'm looking at that mask, too. The one thing, it does have bat ears. Does Did it? See that? Yeah. No, I just when, always see it with the hood up. When they show them right, uh, they show the mask there by itself. It's like right after Dax tries to punch him or whatever. He knocks him off. And then uh, 
there that yeah, Bat Boy would be good. And that's when he gets the uh, on his call. chest. It's the freaking Weekly World News of the Bat <laughs> Boy. That is the symbol. Boy. That'd be so good. <laughs> He's like, I always was a fan. Uh, but yeah, they make the call out to, hey, anybody know who the Smiley is and whatnot? And there's shit going down. And also ties into, hey, Dre's been doing this crazy stuff at night. We, he's going to get himself in trouble because that's what it leads up to. He ends up infiltrating. Now, I'm the saying, you gang. got the idea, though, that this uh, Dre is like, you know, taking off his costume. Now he's going to be like infiltrating the gang to see what's going on to take it down from the inside when they start shooting up the fucking place. You got that, right? Yeah. Is that is that I read somewhere in a review that. They think that Dre has decided that the Joker's gang is more for him. No. And I'm like, did, did I completely miss the point of this? No, he even spells out. Yeah, that's what I thought. He even spells out the Dax. It's like, I'm doing shit that we should have been doing. I'm sick of standing on the sidelines. We had it wrong. And he, he thinks really, they should have been shooting up And also he has it. He has <laughs> new mask in Gotham. And like, yeah. He is very proud of I know. this hooded vigilante. The hood. It was, it was very odd to the me. I'm black like, hood. Is this not like uh, a parent? I'd like that, the Black Hood. Black Hood. Know, some of these other freaking review sites, they, they come up with the craziest shit. I know that I have crazy ideas. I leave them out of the reviews. I leave my manifestos at home, Eric. <laughs> I'm not gonna, like, I know when I'm not completely sure of things, and I might say, and you know what? The, the plan looks pretty crazy. Like, I'll be, you know, see if it's generic sticks. as hell. If somebody in the comments is like, you mean this because I think that too. Oh yeah, I meant. Oh that. yes. I, oh my yes. Like that. Why would somebody think that that's what he means? I, I don't know. Maybe we're wrong. But Maybe. no, it seems like he wants to know what's going on. I he wants to be able apparent. to stop it himself. I'm just making sure what you understood. Yeah, he's a, he wants to be this vigilante. He wants to stop shit, and he thinks he could do it alone. Is the whole concept of what Dax is saying. Listen, you can't do this by yourself. We still have our bros. And he's like, no, no, I'm on my own, you know, whatever. And yeah, and then he gets in, he gets in too deep. But I love Smiley. I love Smiley the- is so goddamn yeah, yes, it's, it's, great. it's so great to me because we have this teen centric book, and it makes it dark as hell. And we have yeah. this cliffhanger with the Joker showing up the school with guns, and yeah. my jaw just dropped. I'm like I could not believe that DC would allow Lieberman yeah. to take this to a school. I also, I'm looking at it. How many blimps do they have in Gotham? God they damn it. Lot, they love don't their blimp technology. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Honestly, blimps. Honestly, if, if I don't see a blimp in Gotham, I'm a little disappointed. There's trouble. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at all these things. There's even a guy who looks like he's Hitler in this crowd of jokers. There's some really funny ones. It looks like one guy's dressed up as the Mad Hatter, kind of, and they've right. got a lot of things. Then there's, like, in the one point, there's definitely, like, the classic Joker's look with the right. sunglasses, and it's really good. And I like Smiley just because he is a nut, right? Oh, my God. He he wants to be the Joker, which you start off with that where he has that, hey, I I wanted to try open mic night, but my friend said I wanted to kill. And, you know, all that. It was really good. And by, by the end, he becomes almost like a Charles Manson type guy. Like, he is definitely... I don't know. He's beyond the, the actual Joker to me because he's now he's gathering troops. Like, Joker, the Jokers are a gang. Right. So you have to have this. The Joker, he kind of goes on his own, but yeah, it's awesome. I love his whole thing. He's, he's trying to... We've seen how the teens in Gotham have had problems and how they, you know, they're overlooked. And like, even with just the Robins, why they join the Robins is the same reason why these nut jobs are joining the Jokers. Yeah. It's just they're bad guys. And you even see here, I'm looking, and you see Dre kind of stumbles upon the whole thing. 
he's there. He pops out of a window with shock in his face because yeah. I don't think he thought there was going to be that many fucking people there. I think he showed up thinking there was going to be a handful of people that he was going to be able to take care of that freaking unknowingly uh, the Joker or uh, Smiley has gathered a lot of people because there's a lot of youth that have nothing to do. They need to open up a rec center in Gotham, America. Is there a rec center? I believe and there is. I think Duke Thomas no. might be getting a job there soon. Really? A rec center. <laughs> you know, that rec center should have a dinosaur there. I don't know why, but it should have the dinosaur. But we have this issue where all our heroes are in disarray. They're disbanded. They have no idea what's going on with their lives or the Robins movement in general. And that's sad because the Jokers are getting their shit together. And they yeah. come up with a plan where they're going to make themselves known. And they show up to the freaking Middletown High School locked and loaded. Yeah, they and are locked I, and loaded. There's a, there's a goddamn – the ending line that Smiley has, is, it's amazing to me. Fucking, I'm telling you, I got chills afterwards. All the kids in school asked Little Johnny if he believed in the devil. Little Johnny said no. He's just like Santa Claus. I know because they're both my daddy. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's some dark-ass shit, John Bender. Yes, John Bender. He's a criminal. He is a criminal. He always, <laughs> you always are going to look at him as that. But yeah, there's that guy. He's going to finger like bang the Mad Hatter again. There's the Mad Hatter again. I like too. The one guy has a, a fucking sawed-off shotgun with a bow on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice present. But yeah, shit's going to go real. And like you said, it is odd that they did allow this whole That's thing. What they're going right? to shoot up a school? I guess what we're going to end up happening is the Robins are going to team together and stop it, obviously, and that's why they let it. That one girl we talked to at work, freaking, she's 22 and has no idea what Columbine was? No idea. No idea. Never heard of it. Never. This is probably my favorite book that came out since the DCYOU. Oh, really? And it's issues like this. I thought you meant this issue itself. No, no. Yeah, I love this. I I even like, in this one, it even ties back when uh, Dre and Dax are talking, and they even talk about Alfred. You know, that crazy guy. And I like that because it does say he's done. Like, now that Bruce is back in the regular Batman book, I think that Alfred that son of a bitch. not going to be around anymore. Totally he's gonna pre- they're going to see each other on the street, and Alfred's going to pretend he doesn't know them because Bruce would kill him. So I like that. And I like that this set up a finale where they're going to have to decide on their own to get back, you know, the gang back together to stop something really bad. The worst, thing to, like- hap- the worst thing to happen in this series is actually the Robin War. Yeah. Because that yeah. fucked everything up. Yeah, everything else that we've been dealing with, just Lee Bermejo going off and just writing his stories, been great. Yeah. I gave yeah. this issue a 9 out of 10. Yep. I gave it, I would have given it a 9.2 out nice. of 10. Nice. Now I'm looking at my notes. I also, this was a weird one after reading Batman because they do mention the Robo oh, yeah. suit, uh, things like that. So that threw it off a little bit. Yeah, 9.2 out of 10 I'd give it. Uh, but right now we're going to go off to Flash Reviews which I believe will be me and Reggie. Reggie said he wants to do a little. He's back from nice. Germany. So and we're going to talk sure. a little bit of uh, books that he's done uh, and other things, but we'll see. But that'll be Flash Reviews right now. All right, Flash Reviews. Flash yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody. Wait a minute. What are you calling him from Germany? Guten Tag. Guten oh. Tag. Hey. Guten I, Tag said, I, I mentioned on the podcast how when you told me you had landed in Germany, I was giving you the uh, put another shrimp on the barbie and things. I just, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. get this international stuff. Very funny there, Airwerner. Yes. Welcome back, Reggie. Welcome back. <laughs> how you I doing, didn't, everybody? didn't miss anything. Oh, anything no. Anything at all. But we the podcast last week was pretty streamlined. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It sounded weird even listening to it, and it took me a long time to get it up, like always. 
but it, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, when I was editing it, I realized that these segments really do. I rely on these a lot because <laughs> when I don't have them, I I run out of ideas of what to put. And it was even mentioned. Brandon mentioned it in the mail last week. That's why I put Jess. Uh, yelling at us again. That was the. I don't know if you listened that far into the. I, I didn't think you got that far. Oh yet. yeah, I had her yelling at me and Eric again. I was out of things to put in. I didn't know. Oh, that is a classic. Oh yeah, and I I I put it in mixed with Slade's uh, "Mama, We're All Crazy Now." Oh nice. She's crazy. Yes, a little Slade. That's a, that's a deep cut. Not many people know about Slade anymore, but this is Flash Reviews. Uh, but we're going to do a little extended one since we haven't talked to you in a while, or I haven't, even though we just spent like three hours talking before. This. Pretty much, yeah. We always get together like, hey, we're going to do this quick, and we end up talking for three hours about pizza and another <laughs> shit. But the first bit is going to be a standard Flash Review because Jody did Suicide Squad's Most Wanted, Deadshot, and Katana Number 3, reviewed it on the site, and he sent me this snippet to read before we get into the others, and his a little blurb is... Time to see how Amanda Waller's Most Wanted reacts as the squad enters the fray in Suicide Squad's Most Wanted, Deadshot, Katana number three. Katana's story, written by Mike W. Barr and art by Diogenes Nieves, has our samurai being introduced to new allies in her war against Cobra. The Suicide Squad and Prince Brian Markov. With Cobra's most recent plan about to be unleashed, Katana is fighting against the clock to stop it. This might be the best issue when it comes to plot, but not by much. With the squad now giving character to the story, it can only go up. The art continues to impress and still remains the best part of this half. Uh, have you been keeping up with this book at all? Did you read the first one? No. Oh, my God. It, I didn't read it. <laughs> the Katana part is just bad. I, yeah, you told I, me. It was ridiculous. It's one of those where I really try to read every book that comes out. And there's a couple, and one of them is Your Secret Six. I was We never talked about it on the podcast, really. So I, I probably have fallen off of that for the last two months, three months. Yeah. But this one, I read the first one. Me and Jody had the dual reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, you keep it. Uh, because, and it's more that Katana. That Katana uh, is just, it's not good. Uh, the Deadshot part, though, I liked enough, but he goes on with Deadshot's thing. Deadshot's story, written by Brian Bucciolato and art by Victor Bogdanovich, Richard Friend, and Michael Spicer, continues minutes after the confrontation with his parents and has our favorite sharpshooter preparing to take on soldiers from Argus who plan to take him in. Waller, knowing well, they are no match for Deadshot, decides to send the squad, but not all of them seem to be on board with this mission. This half continues to carry the book with great art, action, story, and most importantly, character development. I'm more interested in Deadshot's character now more than ever because of the story. This story alone carries the book, and I recommend it. And he ends with, he gave Katana the story story uh, 2.7 out of 5. Oh, and de- That's a weird score. And Deadshot's a 4.8 out of 5, adding the whole issue to 7.5 out of 10. And that's how he's been doing it. He's just been having right. it. That's fine. I didn't go that way. I, I always go with a gut feeling where, yeah. you know, because sometimes, yeah, Deadshot might be a 5 out of 5. Katana may be a 0, but because of that, you know, it's a little more negative than that. But he, yeah. he seems to like it enough. 7.5 out of 10 is not horrible. No, that, that that tells me that's a book you should probably check out. Yeah. I wonder how they're going to collect these. I mean, this is six issues, right? Yeah, I believe it's six issues. So yeah. it probably will be a Katana Deadstroke trade. Yeah. Uh, de- Deadshot, Deadshot, sorry. Yeah. I'm but, just uh, now that you talk about this, because it does go in, every time we talk about this book and it comes out, it does remind me of the Legends of Tomorrow book, which me and Eric talked and argued about last week, wow. which I know that you guys like it more than I do. How are they going to collect that? Oh, it's I have no humongous. idea. I- I gotta say, I gotta think they're not worried about it. That yeah, they just want to get the shit printed so that they can get it out of the no, drawers. Yeah, and yeah, they've already you know, probably paid for every story and art, so they gotta so. get it out there. And, and in fact, we would have, if you would have been around, we would have 
had you on to talk about that book, yeah, uh, Legends of Tomorrow book, and yeah, you you liked it, right? Well, the, you know, I, I did read all four stories, but Eric and I traded off. So of the two that I read that I reviewed was Metamorpho, Metamorpho. and Sugar and Spike. Yes, and uh, I remember liking Metamorpho. It was, it was like a pilot episode. Yeah, so there it was. was a lot it was of very like, odd. When I said it was very, it was more basic than I thought, though. Yeah, it, it, it really, it really. I mean, it was easy to understand, and even if you'd never read a Metamorpho, I mean, it, it kind of is carrying over from a series that I was from. I think the early '90s. I, yeah, I vaguely yeah. remember it, uh, and I remember those characters. But it brings you up to speed, tells you who, what the relationships are. I really had no problem with that. I don't remember what I gave it. I gave it a seven, probably. Something like maybe. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one, Sugar and Spike. I thought it was a cute idea. My only problem was it just had no humor. They're just. No. I didn't laugh. You no, know, it's, it didn't. It seemed... had all this a good setup and a good premise, and I was like, I yep. can get into this, except it's just not fucking funny. Are you me that the weird thing to me with the Sugar and Spike? Because I actually, when the previews came out, I even said to you, man, I really like that Sugar and Spike. And it, the humor never played out. Uh, one of the parts to me, I don't know why that they, why are they forcing that into continuity? I, that it made it weird when I saw that Alfred had a stump. Yeah, that was like strange. That, I thought to myself, boy, that that's not like because the big joke was the different Batman suits. Yeah, they had that, but yet I thought, there's no way this bat. It, it really, and it it was. It just doesn't it, matter. I mean, you're, no. it, to me, it's like you're making. It, I mean, we'll see what the book's going to be. But if it's a commentary about DCU obscure and weird properties. Yeah. Then just do that, you know. Well, like, yeah. No to, and again, to... you're with me. It's, it really does seem like it's just another version of that uh, Batmite book. Definitely. And the Pizarro. Yeah. It's the you know yeah. story of the week. Yeah. Though I, I, did the like week. The, I did like the art. Eric was confused because he was mad because he didn't know who Sugar and Spike were, and they didn't tell him. That he was very upset man. about that. I'm like Sugar and Spike. Jeff freaking Reggie's been writing I fucking eighteen can. things about it. I know you didn't. Uh, to me, you didn't even need to know. You didn't even really need to know Sugar and Spike. But Metamorpho, I said. Really, I don't know why they just didn't call it Legends of Yesterday because it really did seem very old school to it me. It was. It was like a throwback to like yeah. Silver and Age, I like just, the Metal I Men. You know, that's like that, yeah. That's right in the '60s, '70s. So, yeah. and Eric really liked it. Eric really liked Metal Men. He really liked Firestorm. I, they were okay. Those were good. They were overall. You know, when you yeah. basically when you when you break it down, the whole thing is eight bucks. So you're getting four comics for the price of a little bit less than three. Yeah. Well, so what three, I said, if yeah. three of the stories are good. That's what I was telling They're Eric. Good. I said, listen, so, uh, if you go in and you only like Firestorm, you're getting ripped off. Yeah. If you like two of them, you're kind of getting a little ripped off. But yeah, if you like three out of four, you're in. You're in. So, so, and I'd say three out of four was solid. Sugar and Spike was really well drawn. I remember. Yeah, it was. I, I, really, I really liked the look of it. It reminded but, uh, me of the old like Hardy Boys books. That's it. in I, a way. Well, because because yeah. of Spike's, uh, he had that tousled red yeah. hair. Very and I, I remember Hardy I was Boys. messaging you while I was reading it, and I said, "Boy, they are just killing everyone." And then that even comes at the end that they're not. They they yeah. explain that. But man, at one point I'm like, "Sugar and Spike are fucking straight. They're gangsters." Which I actually What's thought would have been hilarious too. Just like they don't give a fuck. They'll just shoot. You know what I mean? They're like the uh, murderous, yeah, twins of the of the DC. Yeah, yeah. But, Hey, yeah, you know. I, I really think that that could have been, a, like you said, a lot more funny, a little yeah. funny, and and I don't know the continuity thing threw me off, but I don't even know why. I just wanted to get your spin on it since sure. you're in the, because yeah, we probably would have talked two hours about it if if you were around. You probably. were in Germany being fancy. 
Yes. Strudel. Having the Wiener schnitzel. Eating pizza in Vienna. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I said to Eric, it's funny because I got this when my mom, when I used to go to England. Now, I was a, a little lad. But when we go, you'd go there. And England's a little different because it's not that extravagant or not that exotic of cuisine. But when you go, the the people that you go and see and things like that, they've eaten the goddamn shit all their life. They're like, fucking schnitzel. They always and they always seem to have like, oh, you even said like a Spanish restaurant. Oh, yeah. people, oh, there's a Spanish restaurant. Like, I'm in Germany. I'm Spanish. But that's, you know, they want to eat something that they think is really good. And usually that's something a little more different to them as well. So, yeah, you were sending me all these notes about, you know, I'm eating this and that. And, uh, hardly anything was German. Yeah, they I know. Well, that's how it is. You love they had a sh- lot of pizza places. In the, they, had, they had a couple of Mexican places. Really? Right, which I thought was interesting. It was just sort of, they were, they were definitely not many of them, but. How about fast food restaurants? A lot of McDonald's. You got the uh, in 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 Berlin, there were plenty of McDonald's, Burger King. I'd really? say those. That was it, though. I didn't see any of the other. No White Castle in freaking Berlin. No, no, oh no. That no, would go White well Castle. in Berlin. It probably would, it but you know, in uh, in Prague and Vienna, I didn't see a lot of them. To be honest, they had really? local. They had local fast food, like we talked about Wienerwalds. You know, that's okay. Like a, yeah, yeah. A little chain of uh, schnitzel places that they had in Vienna. That's crazy. But it was it was oh it's a whole new world. Any uh, uh, super dog? They got that there. <laughs> no, they, they had they had currywurst. Oh yes, but we're gonna go on and we're gonna talk about uh, two other books that came out. Me and you will talk a little bit in length with them. That's a little different than the normal flash reviews, which is yeah. good because uh, this is we are recording on Easter. So yep. uh, happy Easter, right? Uh, yep. But yeah, the actual podcast went very quick, so we need to fill some time anyway because people like those long podcasts. I have so much to say about. Oh uh, yes, but well, you want to start with Teen Titans? Yeah, let's start with okay. Teen Titans. This one is written by Greg Pak, penciled uh, by Ian Churchill and Tom Derenick, inked by Tom Ratmond and Art Tibber. Is that what it is? Yes. I think uh, yeah, colorist Tibber. Tony Avina, letterer Corey Breen. Um, this book is continues the Who is Wonder Girl story. If you remember, last issue, Wonder Woman caught Tim Drake breaking into her apartment, and uh, they have a long conversation as to why. Because I forget what it, what had happened. Uh, Cassie had punched him into there or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she. That's right. They had broken in. Cassie and Wonder Girl broke into it. Cassandra and Wonder Girl broke into it to get some nonsense. Yep. And upon leaving, she caught Tim Drake, and. Uh, then they just yakety yak. To be honest, yeah. it's called the whole issue. It's it's like a it's like a love letter to Brian Azzarello and Cliff Chang. It is. It's Wonder very Woman. odd too. It I is. Just, I didn't read the last week's Teen or last month's Teen Titans, the seventeen mm-hmm. Greg Pox uh, thing. So I had to read that before I read this one. And yeah, even that, I know that you didn't really, you weren't gaga about that as well. No. Uh, but then I read that. It was okay. Then I get to this, I'm like, what is going on? Isn't this the Teen Titans? Like, to me, the Teen Titans, number one, should be fun. And I yeah. do you think this issue was fun? Not a ton of fun. Yeah. I, I, I did like to see stuff like the guy with the purple bricks. I can't remember his name. Bunker. Like an idiot. Bunker, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Bunker. He, I like uh, Bunker. You know, he's, I, I like, there was a scene where he was kind of coasting down and saving people, building constructs that kind of I enjoyed. And, I, I, yeah, I, I like the way he's being used in this. Okay. Some... Some little scenes, but really it was just yakety yak. And so Cassandra's crazy, but she does actually want to restore, I guess, the hierarchy of the gods. I was I was kind of unclear of what what was really going on. Well, that's the problem too. If you did not 
read Brian Azzarello's run on Wonder Woman, some of this stuff really is out of the blue. Like, out of nowhere, they're throwing the stuff in. It, and I don't know. Maybe if you didn't read it, it wouldn't be that bad. They kind of explain a little. But if you read it, you're like, okay, I get what you're doing. But, boy, to have a whole issue based on that in a very limited run because the, they're going to – what I would assume, I don't know, I've heard back and forth of what really is going on, but up until May, uh, it's a very weird little story going on. There's also, did you get the idea that there's a couple times in this issue where they almost break the fourth wall? Where they're like, oh, there's a twist that I, like, very odd, like, commentary. And- there was, I, I, I'm trying to find, there was a point I did feel like it was, the comic was addressing me. Yeah. even the, even like to say something, you know. Even like, a- like Beast Boy himself is uh, Beast Boy's funny in this. He does nothing except he keeps mentioning the goddamn hyena man with yeah. Cassandra. And, but even then, it seemed like that's where your jokes are going. Like this, again, I thought Greg Pak would hit this and really give us a couple issues. Like, boy, I, and I really do like Greg Pak. I loved his oh, action sure. comics up until the crossovers killed yeah. him. That whole truth killed that book. But he's a really good, and I really was hoping for more than this. And it's almost like this is like, hey, we're going to throw Wonder Woman in and get this. Just why? Well, this uh, yeah, is what it's... I wonder. And, and obviously, I don't know for sure. But I wonder if he knew his time was limited. And he said, well, while I'm there, I'm just going to rehabilitate Wonder Girl. Because I yeah. know that's a, that's well, a that's, big yeah, problem with people seems. that they kind of like divorced her from Wonder Woman's story. Yep. You know, they yeah, like, they did. They And so now they've they've returned to her. So then now we see that Wonder Woman is her aunt and Cassandra is her sister, I guess. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. Really. I think they're uh, all, they're all the, the aunt. Like, he, she's the niece of everyone. Oh, right, right. So, so yeah, she's, she's part. The niece her, of... her dad is Zeus's uh, illegitimate son, is Wonder right. Woman's brother. And, yeah, they, they're kind of tying all that back. And, yeah, I wonder if that's Maybe. also a thing where DC's like, listen, Cassandra's going to be a big deal. We want to tie that back in uh, coming up for the, the rebirth. And you got to do that, maybe. But yeah, it really does seem like this is definitely uh, obvious. It's about her, it's, you know. Yeah, it's a Wonder Girl story. It, sure. That's all it is. And yeah. even then, it, it, there are some funny parts where even when Wonder Woman shows up, and like, oh, Wonder Girl, and, oh yeah, I didn't come up with that name. Like she's embarrassed. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, okay. Well, you, you and you get it. to see the silent armor. And I don't know. Everything just that it wasn't that fun to me. Uh, it wasn't. It was. You know, the art was kind of iffy. It was. It was. Really good in some spots. It yeah. was never bad. No. But it seemed inconsistent to me. There were some parts where everyone seemed weirdly thin. Yeah. But uh, I liked when they fought the big three-headed snake. You know, I liked... It, it, the thing about this book, I haven't given it a score. I haven't reviewed it yet. It was just all right. You know, yeah. it was better than the last one. And I guess if it keeps getting better, then that's fine. But I can't help but have in the back of my mind that it's about to end. So Yeah. At the, at the end, you have uh, Wonder Woman... Wonder Girl and Cassandra there. Mm. And uh, that's when Bunker's like, like it or not, guys, I feel a team up coming on. And right, right. like, really? Know, Who are you was... talking to there, Bunker? You're yeah. looking right at me, you, you sly don't, devil. Don't look at the camera, dude. Even, then, even when earlier, and I, I'll tell you, I did like the art. I liked the stuff with Wonder Woman a lot. Yeah. I like Cassandra, where I thought it was really off. Tim Drake looked awful throughout. He did. He yeah, very about, it was just him. Yeah. He just looked weirdly skinny. and He like, did, real skinny, and his face like really was long, elongated. It, it was. It was very strange. I don't know what it, why it was like that, but uh, overall, I mean, I don't even know why. I, the art is fine. The art is yeah. not Yeah, not it's okay, but I'm telling you, book. Tim Drake is off the whole, the whole way, especially it, when it starts up. He looks just awful, and I just, I, I really thought, I gave you this book after uh, 
Will Pfeiffer left when Greg Pak went on. Again, yeah. it was one of those. That's a clean break. It's a, it wasn't like, hey, and Teen Titans has been a wreck. And in fact, coming up in Rebirth, I, we were going to talk a little about it. You, we were going to talk last night, but you were tired. You had yeah. Dinner. And me and Eric went down the line of books and the, the things. But uh, Ben Percy is on Teen Titans. And I'm worried about it. But that was one of the few books that Jeff Johns really took an aside and said, listen, Teen Titans is a cornerstone of DC. It's always been. It's one of the big books. And I'm going to make sure, we're going to make sure it works out right. We're going to make sure it's done right. And it really was odd. It was like almost like, hey, don't be upset that Ben Percy's on because I'm going to be involved as well. Yeah. Um, I'll have some oversight. I mean, Yeah, maybe- they really made that clear. And it also really threw in like, yeah, they know that people are upset about this book, which they, they are. The Teen Titans has been awful. Teen Titans is hands down the worst maligned comic in all of the new, you know, new 52. Yeah, they, I think they it is. every iteration has just been more and more of a bummer. I know Eric liked the one with Lubdell and that was, yeah, prob- yeah. that was probably the best one, but it really still was a piece of shit. That is the so. tallest midget at the circus. Exactly. It yeah. really is. And yeah, other books that were like birds of prey. It was yeah. awful. It got canceled. Stormwatch. Yeah. It was awful. It got canceled. This one, they, they're not going to cancel it. It's Teen Titans. They it's just kept trying. Along, you know, it was like, and yeah, oh. they kept giving it the new Teen Titans. This. Let's renumber it. And boy, it, it has not been good. And the worst part, this Greg Pak, you had four issues or whatever he's going to end up doing. Four, five, six. We, we don't know. Yeah. Um, it could have been fun. I think that if I was him, I would have come in freaking, who knows, just get fucking Deathstroke. To, he's always fighting the team sure, types. Yeah. Get some fun. Get some, you know, make a little spin on some classic story or something like that. You have a very limited time and just make it fun. This is not fun. Like you said, it looks like a rehabilitation of Wonder Girl. That's fine because she did get, she was a freaking part of the elite. She was yeah. against the tie. It, it, it was all. It all. It made her one of many assholes in the, in yeah. the in Titans. Yeah, so was. if they can re- rehabilitate her, I have a feeling her costume will change next time around. Yeah. And uh, you know, she'll get rid of that armor that looks like you know fucking reject from fucking you know punk rock. That's her big thing. That damn silent armor, but it never ends up doing much. But yeah, uh, if I was going to review it, you, you're going to wait till you review it to give it a score, correct? I, you know, I, I you don't want to tie yourself down to a score. I don't want to tie myself down. To I end up doing that. I fuck I'd myself. Probably off the top of my head, I'd probably give it a six right now. Yeah, I actually, yeah. in my mind, it's a six, six Something five. Like that. Yeah, it's, it's not great. I know people are always like, I think that somebody on the site even commented at one point. I always forget who did. I always apologize, but somebody put basically like, if Greg Pak can't get this done. Then nobody can. No, it's true. And it does in this this iteration. It does seem that way. So when Rebirth comes and people get all upset, like, "Oh man, I like Bunker," or "I like that Power Girl. She's not there." I know that people are already upset because Bunker is a gay character. Yeah. Power Girl is a a woman of color. Yes. Uh, but very, very good, Jim. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, I said that. I even mentioned that. I didn't even know what that POC people of color meant. <laughs> I saw that on a certain guy's Twitter. Well, All so, day. So yes, someone read it to you thought it meant piece of crap. Yeah, some guy <laughs> going on and on. But yeah, they even men- he even mentioned the oh bunker and this. They're not going to get rid of these characters no. because of what they are. They're not going to say, hey, bunker's gay. Let's get the hell rid of him. Oh, Power Girl's a uh, woman of color. Let's get rid of her. Do you agree? The person of color sounds very. Uh, that sounds more racist. It does. It, it does. really does. Eric does. even said it last night when we were talking. It does. It sounds wrong. But yeah, they're not going to get rid of them because of that. They're going to get rid of them because they just need a new start. They need. They, the thing is, these characters have been mishandled. They need yeah. to be 
reset. I, to be, I, I told you before the podcast that I really like the way Bunker's power was yeah. was rendered in this issue, and yeah. I think it's interesting. You know, it's kind of I like Bunker, kind of silly. I like him as a as a character. Yeah. You know, I don't know him too well. I've only well, read two issues. The problem with Bunker was through the whole run. Uh, he was basically he could make walls and then eventually a couple issues ago before Greg Park came on I think it might have been the last like one or two they kind of gave him a new power where he could make constructs kind of things out of bricks and that I'm like okay now you can do something he was so limited like yeah. if a car is out of control he can make a wall to stop it that was right. about it. And Power Girl herself as well. All of a sudden, she became fucking Apache Chief. Yeah, and she grow big. big which and is, it didn't cool. really explain much, but it was okay. And uh, so, I if this was the team, even if they go with this team, I'd be fine with Me it. Me too. You know, they're always going to have Beast Boy. They're going to have Raven. Sure. Uh, they're going to have, I guess, Wonder Girl with that. Um, Some kind of Tim Drake ish. Yeah, Tim Drake. Well, they're you know. Damien's the new one. They announced oh, right, Damien. right, right. Damien's going to show up to lead the Teen Titans, and they don't want them. So the first big arc is going to be Damien versus the Teen Titans. The Teen Titans, and, you know, Damien, he's just going to be an asshole about it. But yeah. in the long run, I don't know if they're going to have it that Damien's going to recruit a new team when he gets the chance or whatever, what, how it goes. But, yeah, but you always have to have a Robin. You know, you have your standard deals. But, yeah, unfortunately, I think that eventually Bunker and Power Girl, if not right away, they'll probably phase out. They're the ones that, that don't make sense. At one point... For a couple issues, they even had doomed from that Scott. Oh, really? That's that how you told me. It's right. And and Eric kept. Oh, they're gonna keep him. Are you kidding me? No. They're gonna keep him. No. I like doomed. I know. I, I was one of the few that liked it. But you li- I think literally that you could get the doomed fan club. You could collect them in your fucking driveway yeah, and have a little barbecue. Eric and, and the <laughs> guys. That's all it is. But yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, I'd probably give it a six six five. But yeah. we'll move to the next one uh, that you're gonna be reviewing, and that is. Harley Quinn. It is Harley Quinn. Let me let me get to it. Okay. Because I have not written a damn thing. I read all these this morning, as you know. Yes. Uh, I read Harley Quinn right before we got on. That's and right. That's another book that I was doing for a while, and you became the Harley Quinn. I guy. have now agreed after after fighting you for so long over yes. over it because I just refused to be the Harley Quinn guy. Yep. I'm just accepting my. Fate. It was so funny too. It was almost like that. It was a battle of attrition, and yeah. you just gave up at one point. One, I was at work, and I get this message: "Okay, I'll be the Harley Quinn." Yeah, guy. Well, I looked at. Right. I'm like, well, I'm fucking reviewing. She has four yeah. books. Not. Well, yeah. no, no. With accounting Suicide Squad, she has four books, yeah. right? And I'm reviewing. Yeah, I think three that's of them. what we need to do. Harley Quinn podcast. We always talk about these podcasts that would be actually Harley Quinn podcast. You get as many books as we already do anyway. She shows up everywhere. Yeah, but I, I know that some of the people. I, I, know, I know someone who'd be into that podcast too. I think she's over here. Turning. Yeah. Hey guys. Hey there. I like that podcast. <laughs> I don't know. If she likes uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Probably. Everybody. Doesn't everybody love Harley Quinn? I know that it was funny because when they did these uh, rebirth announcements, I saw a lot of tweets. I was trying to live tweet. I'm the worst live tweeter. And what happened is I even mentioned on the podcast already that I had my phone and I'm listening and watching this live stream. And every time somebody would message me or any sort of uh, thing going off on my phone, it would end up shutting down the live stream. So I was the worst. But I remember afterwards, after the... uh, Harley Quinn thing was announced, which basically they said, hey, you like Harley Quinn? You're going to get exactly the same thing. It's hardly a rebirth there. But uh, somebody messaged like on Twitter, they tweeted, thank God, only one Harley book. 
I'm like, no, you are not paying attention. Yeah. There are others that keep continuing. That is just the main book is continuing because you're going to still have three or four books. You had to, you had to figure though that they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't tamper with the Harley Quinn. No, they even said I'm they. Sure, I'm sure they don't even you know I'm sure they don't understand why it's as popular as it no, is. No, so but they even the said reason. when they had they had them come out. Jimmy Palmiotti, uh John Timms, I believe even I can't remember if, if Chad Harden was there, but uh, Amanda Connor was there obviously. Mm. And as they came out, they you know they're giving them applause, and then the first thing really they said was. Listen, guys, we have to congratulate you guys. You have made your own cornerstone in the DCU. Like, they are, they're huge. For sure. If anybody, like we said, we have our ups and downs with the Harley books. Mm. At one point, we thought they were forced in too much. They, you know, we're not getting more. It's not really a developed book. It just keeps going. The same thing keeps happening, which is almost what happens this issue as well. But boy, it sells. And it sells good, and they, they pre, the people keep buying it. I don't understand, but boy, they, they have really, they should be able to write their own check at the thing. Now, Amanda Connor became exclusive. They signed her exclusive, mm-hmm. and I really would like to see. Now, she made the joke, now I have to be on three books, and I even mentioned it earlier that, you know, I didn't know if it was a joke. It was one of those weird things, but I wonder if any of those is spelled out. Like, listen, you have to do a full-out art interior art that would be awesome. or whatever because that's where I would be signing her for sure I would not be signing her as a writer yeah I guess maybe it's like an open thing you're a creator quote unquote but I, boy, frankly, I would I get think her on this. interior art but I yet she's not announced movie. on anything she's no, she yeah. wasn't announced on any of the, the books I as far as I could tell I mean, what I saw I think, I think you know Harley Quinn is so huge I think they would sign yeah. her on as a fucking whatever you know yeah. they, like, whatever no, she we'll see the same thing she'll do covers and she does a lot of covers she'll that's covers. A, another big thing and then, I love every know, cover she does every Harley annual she'll do part of it along with other guest artists and yeah uh, I mean, funny. she's amazing. I, if she did, I mean, we, I've said it before. I'd love to see her do interiors on Green Lantern. You know, almost yeah. any book. Just to, you know, I think she's a great see talent. Does it? Yeah. Uh, it's funny because Jimmy Palmiotti is not signed exclusive. I know. I heard, I heard uh, down the line that that meant from now on that she demands to be on top when her and Jimmy are. Like, <laughs> that's all that means. She's well, you, now you in ever control. See Jimmy, I think that's, yeah. a, that's a given, no matter. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. He looked pretty good. I've seen sometimes oh, he looks yeah. a wreck. He looked really good. Hey, look, he, he, he looked better than me, I'll tell you that. But, uh, yeah, he looked you know. pretty good. But, yeah, but the, uh, Harley Quinn, we have, what, what issue is this? Oh, this is issue, now you got to make me find Six, issue something number. like that. Issue 26. Oh, it's 26. It and yeah, that's 26 issues issue 26. in, and we are getting the same stuff. Well, this one, was... so this one is Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, writers, John Timms and Chad Harden, artists, Hi-Fi did colors, Tom Napolitano did letters, Eric's favorite. And so this issue, what happened was Harley gets hair like the Suicide Squad movie version. Yeah, Harley. I sent that picture that was to it. Eric today. That was yeah, I, I was like, oh, and, and again, because it's Harley, she's like, boy, that looks cinematic. I know. It, that was funny that they even yeah, they acknowledged I what that. they were doing. And it was just sort of a re- reaffirmation of Harley's world, you know, like what yeah. she does. She's a psychiatrist and she's got a... Do the do the roller derby thing. Throw the roller so, derby back yeah, out there because yeah, this is coming off of her being in Gotham against uh, Joker, which I loved. I actually yeah. really liked that last issue, and it's going back to to Brooklyn. Yeah, and she is. It is Brooklyn, right? Oh yeah, 
I don't want to mess it up for you New Yorker. Hey, yo. Native New Yorker there. But yeah, there's not a lot of jokes in this, really. No. Uh, It's not as jokey. It starts off with a little uh, freaking Fast Times at Ridgemont High scene. That was my favorite. Which was funny. Yeah, Yeah, that was funny. It's the first panel. And then it's like, all of a sudden, I'm like, what is going on? Because then she has like a dream about um, Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. uh, All this. But yeah, it's, it's actually her falling asleep on the train back to New York. And I liked it. It was okay. And it's one of those that kind of tied up that last deal with her and the Joker. But then, you know, as Harley always does, then there's just like weird scenes where all of a sudden she's fighting these uh, uh, surfer punks. Yeah. A lot of surfing going on there. Oh, yeah. Big time. It was Coney Island. You know, I've never yeah. once in my life. I don't, no. I, let me tell you something, Jim. You don't even go in the fucking water in Coney Island if you value yeah. your life. It's. Uh... I remember the only the only real beach I've ever been in. The, I, I was at Jones Beach a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, the guy, a guy that I went to school with and was in my band, uh, actually is from Amityville. Oh, okay. so we would go home. A lot of times we'd go home in the summer. I'd go home with him and we'd, you know, go to jazz. But it was always for concerts. There was always these summer concerts. Yeah. There was no way anybody surfing anywhere there. And you, you know, you go to Atlantic City. You're not. You show up with a surfboard. You're going to stand there with a surfboard. Yeah, we don't. We don't have those kind of waves that this, on no. this part of the this part of the country. It seems so uh, odd. But also, you you know, Coney Island, you only go in the water if you're looking for a needle. Yeah, really, I if was going to say, if you're, if you're a, a junkie needle, and you need a needle, you'll find you it. You need a needle, you want to find a spare uterus. <laughs> Something like that. You know, that's like a good you're place. like, hey, a jellyfish, it's a fucking, fucking afterbirth <laughs> or a fucking <laughs> uh, abortion. You're like, what is going on? You're going, and, God damn it, what is this? Oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> fucking nonsense. It's the same in New Jersey. It's terrible. I, the whole East Coast, you know, in our area, avoid fucking it. nonsense. Well, as you, yeah, as you go further north point. into New England, too, the beaches are just fucking straight up rocks. You ever go? Yeah, that's like, like in England. Massage. I've never been there, but that's how it was uh, in England. I've been on the one podcast. It's it is. It's it's just rock. Then you go. You know, the beaches seem fine in like the Carolinas and stuff. Yeah. You go down there, but yeah, in our area where Carly is, you're she has to be crazy to head to that beach. Yeah, but yeah, and there's you know the weird thing where they also it's a weird book. This book has been like this where they always have to throw in occasionally these uh, social justice issues, and this one it's a guy. You know, hey, that's some nice ass you got to Harley. And there, it, it is so over. It, it is such panel a weird... panel and page after page. Like, it just seems like out of nowhere, yeah. they have a idea in their head that they want to address something. Before, it was uh, gentrification yep. they were against. And stuff like that. There's always these weird asides. It's, and boy, that does just nothing. This, well, you know what's so weird? is So right before that, so the, the, there's three surf punks. One of them, she rips the woman's hair off. Yeah, she rips the, the other hair The other guy, off. she rips his earlobes off. Yeah. This guy, this guy says some, makes a crack about her ass, and they have a fucking two-page conversation where at the end, I would swear that he convinces her it's okay. For yeah, the comment. That's where I left funny. it. Yeah, and it was funny because, yeah, this guy's like, hey, nice ass. And she's like, you know what? That That's not appropriate. You shouldn't do that. You're not in your home watching your TV or in front of your computer. It's okay. It's going. She should just walk away there. Yeah. And, you know, you think this? I could be sitting in garbage or I didn't wipe my ass this morning. And you're that. And then the guy goes into, like, this philosophical talk yeah. about her ass, about how that's an ass that somebody should come home and cook for and clean yeah. for. And, yeah, at the end, she's, like, very confused, it seems like. I don't know. He just uh, serenaded my patootie. Yeah, it was okay. And, like, what yeah. just happened? And then she even says, I was going to hit that, uh, like, he has a metal detector. I was going to put it up his ass and uh, put it sideways, but I don't know. And it's so weird. And then you go, and then you, you have to advance the book of what little plot that it has, and that's the mayor, yeah. where the mayor has been a bad guy. He had that guy who ended up dying. 
glass, right? They, was it last issue or the issue before when they catapulted his ass? I don't know. Uh, one guy into him. Like, they had that hit squad. I think it was a couple issues. Two, ago. It must have been they two had, Yeah, they had that hit squad that showed up, and they actually, like, one guy, I believe what happened, they catapulted with the shit catapult, the scat pole. Right, right. Uh, and the guy crashed into him and killed him. But, yeah, you have that where – uh, you have the mayor, and again, he's a bad guy, and now he's got another guy that's going to take care yeah. of shit. I'm like, okay, you got that. Now we, we introduce this fucking villain who I don't know what's going yeah. on. He's what, the red tool? Well, that's definitely, <laughs> you know, that's their Deadpool fake. Yeah, you know, They're yeah. having a laugh it's with that. Ridiculous. So the next issue will be a satire, but this issue really was a placeholder and just kind of reestablish. Nothing happened. Just, I, I think it must have been like just to said, reestablish right. what she's about. And they, she got a haircut. Yep. And the other thing that jacket. I came away from it is that, yeah, and a new jacket. The other thing that I came away from it was that this Gang of Harleys book, they set it up there, that it's going to be a book without Harley. Yeah, is, she's talking, oh, you know what? I'm going to train them, and Aggie's training them now, and hopefully they'll be good because uh, they're going to have to go out on their own without me involved. And that's like, see Har- Gang of Harleys. Yeah. I'm like, really? You're going to have a Harley book without Harley? Yeah. I don't know about that. You're really pushing it there, but You buddy. really are. I mean, you kind of need and her I in there. And I believe that one, I wish I could remember, that is one that is uh, written by possibly Frank Thierry. Oh, really? With, uh, yeah, it's somebody else. He's writing with it. So maybe that'll be okay, but I'm telling you, it seemed very odd. But then, yeah, then they're going to roller derby again. Back to the roller oh, derby. So this is really actually the, the uh, what they call it, skate fight, skate club. Yeah, skate. So it's club. like it's yeah. two. It's two men enter on skates. You know, one man leave in the arena. Yep. One man leaves. The other one leaves on the street. Yeah. So, so that's that's what she's playing now. I guess they they felt like the roller derby rules were too uh, silly or whatever, and that's yep. where we meet Deadpool. Or, I mean, sorry, Red Tool, who is essentially. Red Tool. Deadpool. So funny you say that. I'm such an idiot. I didn't even get, you didn't get it. That, you know? <laughs> no. I'm like, Red Tool. Who the hell's he's that? Got the, yeah, uh, he's got the samurai that. swords. He's got all yes, kinds of like gags. Oh, I see now. So I, so I, bet, that, I bet it will be pretty funny. But this, yeah, I mean, this issue is a good issue if you haven't been reading Harley. As a matter of fact, yeah. this, is the first, this is my first one that I was supposed to do, right? If I recall. I so so this is basically where we are. Is, yeah. is we're starting a new arc. and. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, I, I didn't even think of that. Going, It is a very good entry point if you want to get into Harley and you haven't. If you're one of the few who haven't given it a yeah. shot, you're not, you're, it's not going to blow your no. mind. But it is. And yeah, now, the, now that I realize it's Deadpool. You see, it's, it, yeah, could, it has potential. It'll be pretty fun. Yeah, I bet you it does. I bet your next issue will be pretty fun. I think it will be. Um, this, this, you know, overall, this, this comic, you find it kind of has its ups and downs. Sometimes it really is yeah. good. I thought the art, it was a little unusual, a little different than usual, because uh, I think you guys yeah. are doing the penciling. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, uh, the one thing there is those certain times when Harley, uh, they show her, and this has been throughout the series, where when she has that really flat hair, yeah. she looks really off then like it doesn't fit in but again it it's been harley it's one of the few books that you almost can get away with harley looking different throughout the book because it's harley it's kind of a goofy thing but i actually the whole cinematic hairstyle the uh suicide squad movie hairstyle i like i actually think it looks good and uh, the one thing i will say tom napolitano this is one of the books that i believe that the letter actually gets his money worth sure. like he's whatever he's getting paid because it is they have a lot of uh neat word bubbles and stuff like that it's weird to be praising lettering oh, it is. in a book it's well it's but well this spaced is one of the and books. well it's yeah. easy to read and, it's, and it, there's a yeah. lot of patter back and forth and it's hard to get that yeah. right so yeah there's a lot of things, but um, i would give this I, book uh again off the top of my head it made the, this number may change I but i think i'd I give it a number in my head 6.5 
seven. Ooh, I was going to go seven, yeah. seven point five. I, yeah, I, it's nothing really happens, but it's Harley. It's, it's we're later on in the podcast we talk about Deathstroke. I kind of get the same way with that. If you like Harley, you're going to like mm. what happens because this is Harley. It's it's a goofy book. She's going to say cremoles and right. you know all There's that crazy that. stuff. She's, there's going to be a weird cartoony over-the-top violence, which you get again here, and you're going to get a lot of references and uh, jokes, which this one, that's the one thing that I think this issue did not have. I said it earlier. It wasn't as referency and funny as it usually has been. But I, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But yeah, First that comics. is it. I think that's, that's our Flash review, right? Uh, but right now we'll go back to the podcast. So long. All right, we're going to continue on her. We are at a breakneck pace. Man, I am on Facebook trying to talk about Batman v Superman. What are you doing? No Batman v Superman. We're going to talk about Superman Lois and Clark number six. Written by Dan Jurgens, Art by Lee Weeks. Scott Hanna. A Larger World Studios. That is a weird name for a fella. That's what I named like, my hey, first Hey, buddy. Born. What's going on there? A Larger World Studios. Shay. It's his last name Studios. <laughs> hey, A Larger World. It's a big fat kid, isn't it? Big fat kid eating fudge. I'm fudge talking about my fu- childhood. It's a eating fudge that he keeps in his fucking uh, fucking under his cap while he's playing fucking baseball. And Jeremy, you sound Cox. like you know from experience. Yes, this book continues kicking ass, even if this issue didn't feel as satisfying as some of the others to me. At all. While it is very heavy wow. with the setup, we do get some really awesome things. What? You fall there? We get some really awesome things as well. Superman knocks some heads. Maybe kills a fellow or two. Lois and John get taken by inner gang. We see the worst run reality show in television history. And Hank Henshaw has some splaining to do. The best parts, however, are seeing that little John is indeed super. And Hyathis has come to Earth. Hyathis? With a few days to kill, Eric. <laughs> a few I honestly, days I to totally kill. forgot all about freaking Hank Henshaw in this book. Yeah, he's in there. And yep. I liked it because Superman set him up with a story, and nobody's believing it. No one's buying nobody's it. Nobody's gonna buy that story. Oh, you walked away. I was well, on what this happened island. There? What happened there, Hank? What happened before then, when you were in space and your fucking wife was gone? Where's your wife? Where is she? But yeah, maybe Where's that's Hyathus. I don't know. But it opens with a pretty good scene where Lois runs in this pre-flashpoint Lois. I had a lot of problems in my review because this mentions a lot of Lois and yeah. Superman in the beginning. So I like ah, back and forth, whatever. But she runs in. Oh my God, Clark! She did it. I can't believe she did it. She has a little fancy tablet. I laughed so hard, I'm like what's that? Just, just the fact that everybody gave us shit when we we're talking about the truth story yeah. for not liking Lois in that. Yeah. Low, the pre-Flashpoint Lois pretty much comes out and calls her doppelganger a bitch, a bitch here. Yeah. Also, and I, I loved it. I was hoping that because she, oh my God, he did, she did it. The unthinkable. Huh? Who did what, Lois? And then Lois holds up the thing and she outed him. And I wish pre-Flashpoint Clark would have went, oh no, now the thing's oh, up, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's identity. That's what I meant. Then people would have loved it there. But yeah, she's like, That's oh, all right, because that goes on. And then like we find out, like, I guess the beard's going to have to be permanent now. Got like the beard. Don't. And the thing is, Lois like, don't joke. And I'm like, she hates the beard that much? No, I like when he's like, well, we push on and it means the beard's permanent. He means Lois. 
He's like, I guess yeah, right. I gotta pretend I'm you still this, married this to is, you, lady. This is all coming together now that we're talking about this. <laughs> See what I mean? They, okay. <laughs> the beard uh, is permanent. The beard's permanent. She's like, thank God, I thought you were gonna get rid of me. All right. And then he's like, but you know what? I like it in the back door. She's like, listen, you don't have to get that. Freak I know a lot graphic. of girls who had boyfriends like that, so they'd take care of them that way. Oh, yeah. Then that's fine. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy moly. But what I like the most about this part is this finally, I, you know, Jeff, this, is it, this is oh, sorry, the continuity. This is, but this actually gives it a timeline, and I really liked it. I liked that they said a year ago this happened, so now we're like right in blind with it. Before, yes. there was a lot of ifs, ands, and when were they there? When was this? Especially the with the whole, because that, yeah, they like the butts. But at points <laughs> with that whole missing five-year thing, it kind of threw some things off. Even when we were talking about Parallax, where Parallax, oh, I've been there since the beginning. No, you have not, you piece of shit. the beginning. But yeah, they go on, and then you see there is bearded Superman. He's there, and, and boy, sure is he bearded. is in that really, really tight-fitting outfit. Ooh-wee, look at those butt cheeks. Those are buns of steel. Out I'm looking. This big boy butt came in. Why won't mine? Steel. I don't know. He's got a rock-hard butt. But I really like this, where he is trying to hone in He'd on... He's no problem in that theater. He's trying to hone in on uh, Lois's uh, ringtone on Cora's phone. Cora's been kidnapped, We, if you remember. Uh, author X's publisher. Now, see, that's good, too, because, honestly, I have no idea what my ringtone is for people. So it's like, all right, like, what, what's your ringtone for your friend? I don't know. That's funny, too, because, to me, people don't do those personal ringtones anymore. That's a bunch of That bad. was a long time but, ago. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like when you had a computer and every sound that you would hit, you'd, like, hit the trash. and it'd be 19... 19- Trash day. No, nineteen ninety eight. It was all Evil Dead, Army of Darkness oh, stuff, and Transformers the movie stuff. Every time really? you did anything, it did that. It was so annoying. I loved it. Yeah, you loved it. All right. It's like you go to play the trash. You got real ugly, baby. That's and that's what I like first, that. That's when I first got a scanner too. And then like my screen, my uh, wallpaper was like a Jenna Jameson spread. Jesus Christ! And then you'd hit somebody. This is my boomstick. Yeah, pretty much exactly. Pants off. But I'm telling you, it was one of those early scanners, so it did not come up very good. Oh, really? <laughs> there was a bad scanner there. Oh, my goodness. That's back in the day, Eric. What, is that when you had a GeoCities fucking page with all your gizmos and I didn't gadgets? even have that yet. No, it was, it was before then? Yeah. Uh, but I, I actually like Superman with his hearing, trying to go in, and he ends up... I like what he centers in on. He's like trying to think, and he's like, okay, concentrate, concentrate. Somehow he goes, and he hears... Fucking shoop by fucking uh, salt, salt and pepper. pepper. That really sticks out to him. He's like, boy, I like that. I would like to tap the steel. He's tapping it there. And then uh, he ends up finding it. He's like, okay, I did. There's no push it, but it's still There's, good. No, but it, it's shoop's okay. Cora oh, yeah. uh, then has Lois. And again, it's just Lois. There's a picture of Lois. Like, it's not very subtle. No, no. The uh, thing is, I wish it would have had Lois's picture on the screen X. with Author X. Author X with and then uh, her, Lois there outside of their house with the address right there. <laughs> but yeah, and then it's the Hollies. Long, cool woman in a black dress, Eric. Did you get yeah, it? Yes, I looked that up because I did not recognize her at first. That was. I like that. That was on a KTEL record or uh, tape set that I had. I bet it. it was called the All Nighter, and it was a four tape deal. It had all, weirdest bunch of songs in it, but that was one of them. But yeah, they're, they're you get there. that through your Columbia subscription? No, it just I bought it. <laughs> it was really good. Actually, I may have bought it off of TV, but it was not in the Columbia uh, deal. Well, you move on, and John is doing a report at school. 
And John, it was weird. It threw me off at first because when they go to the elementary school, the kid that is shown in that first panel does not look like an elementary school student. He looks like fucking Tom Welling. And I got a lot excited. But yeah, he's doing a report. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? A biography. And it's on Superman. And I'm telling you, I, I hate hate that picture that they always use. Yeah. They even used, look, she outed him. I hate it. It's on the, I believe that is the That's cover. That's the John Romita And Superman, it's the John Romita cover that they use on volume one of the truth freaking uh, trade. Thing, and I hate it. I really do. What I was concerned with at this point, because Lois comes because of the, yeah, one of his teachers called because yeah. he, like, he's staying late in the library. Do they do that? The kid lost track of time is in the library working on a report. By himself. I guess we got to call his mother in. Yeah. I'm like, when did this ever happen? Where's the late bus? It seems to me that what the weird thing is, is I think they call Lois because they want to know, like, what kind of mother she is. They're calling children <laughs> because it seems like it's like 1030 at night right now. And there's John. The guy's, you know, the little kid. He's just doing his deal. He's making a fucking report. It happens to be on Superman. Um but yeah, they, they, he... It almost comes off, though, that, that he's doing something with porn because he shuts down the computer as soon as he sees his mom's there. Well, and then, hey, look what your son's been working on. Don't! Don't! It's Jenna Jameson. I've been scanning her picture <laughs> from my background and doing a lot of Evil Dead fucking sound clips. <laughs> you never again. But yeah, they, they have that. It's pretty good. Lois has a weird look on her face when it happens. And I don't know. It sounds like somebody's breaking into the house because I don't know who's showing up at one thirty down there. Oh God, is that yeah. late? Yeah, no. The Lois, oh, Lois had a stroke. Yeah, Lois looks odd. Uh, but then you go back. Then there's Cora again, and she's there. And it's weird. I don't know. They have Cora there, Inner Gang. And the, Inner Gang is the worst. Inner Gang is the worst. They, hey, what's going on? What the? They have the phone out. They, they just, they don't tie what up. What's supposed ends. to get rid of that phone? Hey, what's the big deal? We're gonna shoot uh, her anyway what's now. The big deal. Hey, then Superman flies in, and I believe he kills two men. He kills two and men. You can't tell me that now, how he flies in and smashes the one guy into a tree. Yeah, dead. Then the other guy just now, smashes right into a fucking did fireplace. You, did you look at that panel? Because it did not make sense to me at first for the way it was working. Because you have a wall there, and then the guy's, like, you know, horizontal. Yeah. And uh, he smashes his head into the brick fireplace. I'm like, once I realized, I'm like, oh, my God, that man's brains are leaking out right now. He's dead. He is dead. He gets Cora out. Cora is still got the uh, almost like she's in an ISIS video where she's got her head with a fucking hood over. No, she and still has her head. It's like I'm saying it's like, <laughs> I'm yeah, she was about to lose it, but she's got like the burlap sack over. She's going out. She's like, oh, I got to get this. Oh, I'm going to call the police, whatever. And that's when Superman takes off. She's like, hey, who was that? Where did he go? Hey. I'm, I'm OK with everything that we've dealt with so far. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. She calls the police. They're showing up. There's got to be some explaining to do with these guys dead. And she can't explain that. I would not have told her, hey, call the police. I would have said, listen, get the hell out of here. Or I would have taken her. If I was Superman, I would have grabbed her, taken Kept her somewhere. Kept that burlap sack on. the Fortress of Solitude for a little. Put her in one of them goddamn cells. Fucking tie her up. Put her in a cell. But yeah, then it moves Oh, no, on. Levi. Yes. And then she gets her hand stuck in the drain. But it moves on. Yes. Now... The issue takes a little bit of a turn for the worse, oh, where you have a – I forgot all about this. This was an open thread, and even in my reviews, I've been saying, oh, this is a three-part story. Oh, this is that. I forgot all about this, and it's the uh, Badass Nation badass fucking nation. reality show. The worst idea ever, and if people forget or they're not reading the book, it's where they get uh, cons, ex-cons. 
give them super powered outfits and, and fucking gear and then let them go nuts and destroy things. And this is where they're going to destroy this bridge. It does say, and that does make sense because that's what I think was going to happen. And it does, the bridge was closing tomorrow. They're on this bridge. And I think at one point they were like, hey, you can destroy buildings and things like that. I don't know what sort of audience wants to see this. It's like destroy buildings with, I don't know. It's so stupid. Um, but this guy's named Blackrock. He looks like a fucking Iron Man. He looks like a goddamn Wex Corp fucking yeah. reject. I don't know. We have this guy. They're going to film him destroy this yep. bridge because that's great ratings, I guess. Yeah. They never bothered to shut the bridge down. And or, the thing is, they were supposed to. They were supposed yeah. to be. And One I, guy got think, caught in traffic. He got caught in traffic. But you think there'd be more into this. You think there'd be the city like shutting stuff no, down. Just not, not just that. a goddamn van There's on one side deal. of the bridge and we're, a van on the yeah, other. Well, we're filming, right? We're going to film this show, me and you. We're going to be badass nation producers. We're like, okay, we're going to have to Okay, we're show. douchebags. Gotcha. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to go, oh, wait a minute, Eric. It's Thursday. The bridge closes on Friday. Don't you think we should do this on Friday Not or only that. Saturday Not or Sunday? You're like, no, no, no. Thursday's good. I want to know why they started the shoot while they still saw cars on the That's, goddamn I bridge. No, I guess they thought that that was like. Oh no, even Levi. Say, he even says like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna have a few surprises to make it authentic." The lady throws that in. The yeah. worst thing to say because he actually thinks BlackRock's like, "Oh man, cars." That must be what she was talking Stunt about. Stunt drivers, cool. Stunt drivers, indeed. But yeah, Superman's flying back because now he has saved Cora and he's like, oh, I got to get back to Lois and John. And all this badass nation is is to delay him. <coughs> I had to cough. But in the meantime, I thought that this was almost like a, it could have been played up for a little bit of laughs instead of the way it was done. I said to you, it was more, it could have been like a, you know, where's a guy going to do with a bomb nowadays? Where do you get rid of a bomb? Because it does tie into the whole thing where Superman, Lois and John are in big trouble. He knows this. He knows he has to get back, but he cannot let anybody die except those two guys that he just killed. But he, he can't. You know what I mean? He has to save the day. He has to be the man of steel and go in there. Dun, dun, dun. And I don't mind that. But it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. it's ridiculous. The whole situation is nonsense. It just seems like the worst show I've ever heard. That's the biggest problem with me. This is a YouTube clip at best. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, this could be a Dan Fails video or one of his <laughs> patented opening the box in the car video. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably get more views. But yeah, in the meantime, Inner Gang does get John and Lois. We knew this was going to happen. And Superman just can't break free of this whole deal. He's saving this person and that person. Uh, inner gang takes John and Lois into a shed, and instead of just putting bullets, hey in yo, them, buddy, do you think we should make sure they're dead before we walk away? Nah, nah, they're gonna die. I just set fire to that place. What are they gonna be, super? And yeah, I actually did. You think that at one point John was gonna use a super breath? No. That's how I thought he was gonna do it. I thought like he'd have cold breath. Cold Get breath. Rid of that cold breath. You, that's some cold coffee there, John. I but did, yeah, he sets funny. it on fire. You have a little Hank Henshaw, which you said you forgot about. But forgot yeah, there they are. Like, it's, it's bullshit, hey, too. I'm not buying it, Henshaw. Hey, that <laughs> whole story that you had about being on this island and then being uh, unconscious and not remembering anything, that's bullshit. Nobody's going to buy that. Yeah, that's bullshit. What's going on? Uh, Superman's still going. Superman uses his breath at one point to skid that car off of the thing. But yeah, then Inner Gang walks around. They're talking hey, about that bridge. Should, should we report this to Mannheim? I will once I'm sure she's dead. 
though we're walking away. <laughs> when are they going to find us out? Just when they wait till the thing just burns? They're going to sit on those bleachers? They're going to go back and to the pool. They're going to find out that they're still alive. <laughs> and then freaking Bruno Mannheim's going to throw them in the pool and then kick the generator. Hey, in there. hey, Bruno, you can't do this. I'm not wearing my swimming suit. This is my fancy suit, not my swimming suit. But yeah, then John is in there with Lois, and it's like, oh, your dad will be here. And that's when John's like, what do you mean? He's going to be here. You, you guys are lying to me. And then he realizes you're, gonna, you're lying to me. You guys have been lying. I heard you talking last night. I do, we don't have any relatives. Like, he really does. Like, you know what? He's nothing, thought this through. Yeah, nothing works out here. We don't have any relatives. I don't have grandparents or cousins. You guys, you know, I heard you talking, all this stuff. And then in the meantime, he's got to do something. He gets pissed off, breaks out. They, they had tied them to chairs while they were going to burn them. Breaks out of there, and he's like, I just want to know who I am. Uh, in the meantime, you, and this goes, it's, it's swipe city. It's going back and forth. You go back to Hank Henshaw and that's when Hyathus shows up. She wants the oblivion stone. Hyathus. Yeah. Hyathus, who I looked up and Hyathus is a weird character because in fact, she was the queen of the planet Allstair in the Antares solar system and was continually at war with the rulers of three other planets, the same solar system, Kanjar Ro of Dor, Krom of Mosteel. And Sire of Liar. Are we playing some role playing Sire games? Sire of Liar. This is a magic missile, magic missile. <laughs> Each of the four rulers sought to become absolute master of the Antares solar system. I really was hoping that when I looked up this, uh, the Oblivion Stone would be involved. It does not seem to be. I'm saying, and at I, one point, she's like a plant. Like she's in touch with the green. And she's well, like a plant make sense, type huh? deal. But in here, she just looks like an Amazon to me. That's the thing. I, I looked at her. I'm like, I recognize this character, I believe. Do not recognize that name. So I'll just go with it. Fuck it. Yeah, she looked like an Amazon a bit. But yeah, she's there for the Oblivion Stone. She's a space Amazon. She is. She's there. And then you have more of Blackrock and this badassery. The reason that this is so much nonsense to me, besides for all the bridge bullshit, is that this suit was put together by the prop department of this reality show. And it is one of the most super-powered suits you've ever seen in your yeah, goddamn life. I think they... It was weird. I wish I could go back. I can't remember. I think they spelled out something with that. Like, they had, like, weird funding or something. Fucking nonsense. I don't know. Or, some, or the people were, like, like X lex core we had something we had the characters in running man with tech that was less oh than yeah this. he looks a christmas tree i <laughs> wish that freaking superman said shit i'm looking at it i will not be able to come up with a good one-liner though like who was the last hey, guy though I, who's the last guy who's like i don't need this crap oh uh, that was a uh, freaking well what's his name it was jesse the body but I can't remember his name was uh, – it was like Mr. Terrific or something. Like, exactly. Something like that. Some, That's what I would imagine I don't for this, this show. Other. All of a sudden it's whole This aluminum goddamn costume. And remember when he tore that off? It was so chintzy. Yeah. Like that crazy shit. It was like aluminum. That's what I expect in this. But no, we have a super-powered suit that can destroy bridges, fucking fight Superman. I'm like, well, I, I'm out. You guys have lost me. I love Lois Clark. I'm trying to I love, what you'd say. But this is terrible. <laughs> uh, hey, helmet head. Got energy pulses. Yeah, energy pulses that really do big time damage to Superman. Fucking nonsense. <laughs> knocks him back. Uh, yeah, then John gets, he, he goes, they're trying to get out. Lois is like, oh my God, I just burned myself. I can't get through. And John looks like he's fucking goddamn Damien uh, fucking from the Omen. He just reaches through. And Fire she's like, starter. oh my God. It's <laughs> 
Drew Barrymore. And he, he turns and it's like, it's not that hot. And like, oh my God, you're, you're pussy you mom. have, oh. And yeah, he's Superboy. He's Superboy. He's no, everything we had with Lois and John, I liked a yeah, lot. Yeah, I did. Um, I did even when well. John was fucking went going off on his temper tantrum, they're in a life-threatening situation. But it makes sense to me. This kid has been having all this like building up, and he just needs to let it out now. Yeah. I liked it. Sub-Zero is now plain oh, plane zero. zero. It's not a tumor. <laughs> My friend is dead tired. Just every movie. <laughs> Born to be bad. Hey, hothead. Bad to the bone. Hey, hothead. Hey, Christmas tree. What Chill. happened to Muscle? He had to split. He had to split. Hey, ah, Benny. Screw yakety you. Yak. Don't talk back. Hooey, I'm getting tired. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. The, the, I'm... The whole thing, you had to delay Superman, and the way they did it was with the Badass Nation. That's the only reason it was there, BlackRock and the Badass Nation. Hated it. Um, if hated Rock, it. If, <laughs> hated it. If BlackRock didn't have a superpowered suit, Eric, Superman would have just slapped him silly and then went and saved John and Lois, and then all hell would eat. Come up with a better story then. Well, it's just a throw-in. I, I didn't mind it. I gave the issue as a whole a nine because I love the art. It does set up a lot of things. I love seeing John F. Powers was probably the best moment for me of the week. And not that this was my favorite issue, yeah. but I did give it a nine. I really liked it. I would give it a six out of ten. Yeah, I wouldn't go that low just because of one part. It has a It was a set, big part of the book. Yeah, not really. It wasn't that big. The big parts were the fucking finally Goddamn! Somebody showing up for that Oblivion Stone that they've been kicking around. No, no, forever. Say, that was a very small part of the book. Yeah, though. I'm, I'm saying, talking about page length. I don't care about page length. I'm saying moments. That was just there to to get the whole deal. I'm saying that filled up half the goddamn stuff. book. I don't think it was as long as you think it was. Well, it took forever, yeah, and I hate it. I'm saying, I'm, I'm looking now. I wish I could page through quick because most of the, I think most of the issue was Lois and and uh, John, which and I love. They went back and forth. I'm going one. Two. It's good radio right here. Two. Three. Four. Next up, we got Wonder four, Woman. Number 50. Wait a minute. Five. Six pages. Six pages out of 26. Six pages that felt like 18. Yeah, that was only six. Only six. You ready, you ready to move on? I am ready to move on. Wonder Woman, number 50, written by Meredith Finch with art by David Finch, Johnny Desjardins, Scott Hanna, Brad Anderson, Rob Lee. Wonder Woman continues her nonsense and believes that Hecate can cure baby Zeke if she betrays her Olympus family. But here shit gets real as we see that this family is more dysfunctional than a Shea family reunion. Yeah the, yeah, yeah, the gods have always been dicks, but from what we see here, they just might be monsters. Yes. Yes. You told me you like this issue. I, I like aspects I of this issue. I fucking hated it. <laughs> this is probably my least favorite 50 because it, you want to talk about fucking stringing things on. I'm going through here. No, I I'm get at, you on that. I'm at page 13. There's, she's still fucking talking about these goddamn Cyclops. Cyclops. Cyclops says. <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. And at points, I said to you, I even sent you a note. First off, somebody get them a fucking baby Ruth because they all look like sloths. And then they're giving her drinks. The hell is going on? Asbestos is the prototypical 
abusive husband, boyfriend, or whatever. He beats the shit out of him and then tries to turn it into, it's your fault. Look what oh, you baby. made me do. Baby, you know I love you. Yeah. It's Just don't make me do then these things. Then he gets angry again and, and breaks their trinkets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. And then she's like, oh, you've been abused so much. You've been abused so much. I'm gonna. I really want to uh, free you. Then goes back to Hecate, and Hecate's like, you know what we have to do? We have to free the Cyclops. As this says, and she's like, really? Well, I saw what just happened, and I agree. But she never does it. No, that's yeah. the thing. Is I really hope we end this to rebirth, and she forgets oh, all I, about I, the Cyclops. Oh, I put in my notes. I put their their things, and I put she is never coming back. From it. Also, she makes it seem like I have a chance with her because she's like, you know what? Beauty, skin, skin deep. She really, yeah, but like, we know what you look like on the inside, too. I'm like, man. oh, my God, I think I could, I could date Wonder Woman, even though she dates Superman and Steve Trevor. There's some two really good-looking dudes. Who else did she date? I think, dude, I think you're uglier on the inside. It is true. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I think, in general, this issue is all over the place because she does that. Uh, then she heads off. She heads off to where, it, and it becomes a fucking trials thing where she has yeah. to keep going off and doing these things. But but there's no rhyme or reason half the time. She's sent to the uh, mountain they call Etna, and she's like, "Oh, I have to go do this." And so I have to get the Ares. father of monsters. Ends up with Ares, and then it's just here's another one. This is what I was talking about. Somebody put on those goddamn sunglasses because this goes on. They're fighting. Then there's a little earthquake. They fall in. They fight again. And Ares is just like, you shouldn't be God of War. I shouldn't. You, the people hate you, and they don't like you. It just keeps going on. No, that's, that's the biggest problem with this is that it really feels like it needed to be like padded out with the yeah. same dialogue oh, the over it, and over. Actually, with Ares and Diane, it is. There's the let's fight above the surface, and then when we go underneath, let's repeat everything. Well, I'm saying that we had this whole moment with uh, Diana and the Cyclopses, which actually yeah. pissed me off initially because – from where we ended the last issue, she got clubbed in the back of the head by a Cyclops and then was taken away. Here we find out that she actually triggered a fucking trap that they keep calling a deadfall, which in I've my said, mind means I, I you fall. This is I a don't cave know. in. They, they, had, they mentioned this deadfall. I didn't know there was a deadfall. Seven fall goddamn Olympus. times. I fell in a deadfall. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't even know what's going on. But we find out that Hephaestus ain't shit. It turns out that he's been using the Cyclops to forge all these things since fucking time it began, whatever it was. Yeah, they're and, all using them. The yeah. Cyclops, the whole Cyclops thing, it makes sense. They they were involved in making all of the uh, Zeus's fucking, uh, his lightning bolt and all this. Yeah. They can't let him go anyway. So Zeus no. would never let them go. Hephaestus says, well, I convinced them that, no. that they could help. And, uh, what does it's Hephaestus just, actually do in the forge nowadays? I don't know. It doesn't seem like he makes shit. He, he's a manager. Seriously, Cyclops do all the work. He's taking credit. But here's the thing, too, is that Meredith Finch seems to be like she's like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to hit him hard. This one. I have an idea. I'm going to have an idea where the Olympus gods can't be trusted and don't like each other. Ooh, it's going to be good. No, I've seen this ev- now, every story you've ever read since grade. two. I know. I know. I'm telling it's you, all we, the we've same. had this, but I'm actually telling you, I f- actually ended up hating the gods by the end of this. And I, I, the reason I liked it. Is because it made me feel something. Unlike normal shit, it's just fucking you know, turning your goddamn wheels, and it's usually nonsense. Yeah, no, this is all the Brian Azzarello, that whole run. That's I know what this was. That's all it was. But I finally Continue. fucking felt something reading goddamn Wonder yeah. Woman. I, I felt anger at and, Meredith Finch, and even I, I actually didn't get anything. Where I still don't trust Hecate because in my mind you oh. can't trust the goddess of fucking of witchcraft and necromancy. Still, even when she says, "Is Diana that dumb?" 
that she's like, oh, this is going to happen. You got to do this now. Oh, I said that was the end. But no, this. Oh, I thought you said That's... Gaia was done. No, no, I didn't say that exactly. Nonsense. This whole Ares thing, too, is just stupid. Uh, they brought Ares back for no reason, except that eventually he will become God of War again. So that that frees Diana of it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, even that, she doesn't really care. Well, really, if, if there was a way for her to just say, hey, I'm not goddess of war anymore, it seemed up until this issue that she would have done it. But I don't Ares know, she's is been, the one. She's been, she's been holding back war. That's what uh, Meredith Finch has been doing a lot with this. I know, but that's the thing, though, with this, is that she doesn't even say it this one. Ares has to keep saying it. I know that you want this, and I know yeah. that you say that. It's so bad. But we find out in this, this issue that the whole thing with baby Zeke being sick even though Hecate told us that Gaia was turned to stone, like she is, is not conscious anymore, whatever that means for titans or gods, mm-hmm. um, she is actually the one who made baby Zeke sick yeah. because of Zeus's transgressions by making Donna Troy, who was a being created by Earth itself, and tied it to Gaia with that and made yeah, her fade. Made it sick. I, I like that. But then you go, you get in this whole thing, they're fighting. Ares and Diana are fighting, and they hit the, uh, the dragon. I don't even remember who it is. And, and, it's the father of monsters. Yeah, and it's ridiculous because what ends up is she just jumps on and flies away. Oh, yeah, that's like, the thing. Really? Is that our, our big theme this issue is that monsters aren't yeah, what we expect them to be. Yeah, that's all it is. It's so over the top. It is. It's like, oh, you know, monsters are only what people call things they don't understand. They even say it. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, they say it a couple times. It's typho- typhoeus. And yeah, typhoeus, she, huh? she flies Typhoeus off to go see Hecate again. And then that's when Hecate's like, oh. And then she gets there, like, okay, well, by the way, that's the next piece of the puzzle. The next one's on Themyscira in the Tartarus pit. I was like, this dun, never dun, ends. Dun. Never ends. And again, you get that you're not supposed Turns to Turns out that Hecate God. is just a hoarder. Yeah, I think she is. She's just somebody who, and she loves puzzles. This is Midnight Madness again. <laughs> They're sending everybody around. It's scavenger like, hunt. fucking Leon. He shows up in the fucking wheel. Leon, they all yell. <laughs> it's Hecate. So stupid. He has Game Master shirt on. Oh, my goodness. But well, then, I'm saying, th- this was very padded out with the dialogue yeah. being repeated over and over again. Um. There was still some stuff to it I actually like. I'm sorry, I always love the art in this book. Yeah, the art was great. There is a backup this, uh, to is this issue back. all about Donna Troy. It's and Donna even, Troy. And even in, this, even in this backup, though, the dialogue is repeated and even padded it out is. a bit. And I, but I'm, I think you like the backup, right? You told I love the backup. I hated it. I hated it more than regular issue. Number really? one, because it's one of those, it's the same fucking story that we get this could have been the fucking twilight zone seven episodes of it it's like if i save this kid he's gonna end up dying but if i don't and maybe i do this i hated it i thought it was stupid and i just at the end also i'm thinking this poor guy's mother that's the only thing i could think of at the end they're making it that it ties in where there's this little boy who's gonna die donna has to figure out oh should i say she's him? trying because to I she's trying to figure out how her someone. new role of fate works yeah. oh, and she's I'm, having visions hey uh, if i save him he's gonna kill somebody but i gotta save him saves him the kid goes back to the mom he was trying to get a fish for his mom for a birthday and then it ends up that he indeed goes and tries to rob a bank he gets killed the bank teller gets killed but all is well because they found three women were fucking being chained up in the bank teller's basement that's yes. not all's well to me that, yes, hell, man. there's what about I know the bank teller's a piece of shit. What about the mother who just lost a husband to cancer and her kid's dead now? Uh, that's not all as well to me. Balance and is out, man. Also, I don't even fake. understand because at points it looks like 
Donna is not really there in the scene, or she is, because at one point, she just goes in and grabs that dead boy's body and walks out with it. They're not going to let her do that. Is I she, think she, she, she just held it. Uh, still not going to let her do that. She's not going to be allowed to walk I'm in. I'm sure and she was dragged away point. at one point. But She's you know, just it's... sitting there with him. And then they're like, oh, good news. We found out that there were three girls in the basement. And that's the best part of the story to me because Donna doesn't know that. No, I just thought it was terrible. I, I and, really and again, enjoyed was, that. I thought it was very cliche because it was all – I've seen this story a trillion times of the, oh, if I do this and then you, you end up thinking, oh, she saved the day, but then shit goes wrong. And now the, and then it goes right and when you don't think. It's just that same fate. It's the whole thing. I like the idea of her trying to accept herself as fate. And but what this, this new story, role means. Yeah, this story I thought was just idiotic. I honestly think that this backup, besides for the fact that the dialogue is repeated a couple times – is worth the freaking uh, the oversized issue price. Four ninety nine for that yes. backup. Now I'm saying for the stuff that we got in one of them, this this one actually, actually put it over the top. Four ninety nine or five ninety. These are four ninety nine. Yeah, I would not. I wouldn't spend two cents on any of this. I really wouldn't. I, in fact, if I gave individual uh, deal, I would give the actual issue of Wonder Woman a three, and this backup probably a three point five as a whole. So I'd go like three point two. I'm telling you, I think that's all nonsense. I think it's all hokey. I think it's over the top. I think the dialogue, even though it also repeats, I think it's terrible. It, the, the whole thing with Donna Troy, she just keeps talking to herself about fate and talking to the goddamn horse. Discordia. And, yeah, and I think that it's just, it's hokey. It's hokey as hell. And it's a story like the whole idea of, hey, the gods, they can't be trusted. And hey, monsters, they're only monsters in the eye of the beholder. I think this is all stuff that I've seen a, a million times. There's nothing that interests me at all in this. And I'm glad that she's off this book. <laughs> and I'm glad that you see, she's not on any book. No. They got rid of her. They kept David Finch to do Art on One, but she's done. And I think that's good because I, I really think everything she writes is heavy handed and just terrible. But I, uh, I, re- I read this issue for the podcast. I have not reviewed it yet. I think right now I'll give it a 6.8 out of 10. Oh, yeah, I, I'm telling you. My, I probably, I'll just keep it even. I give it a 3. Okay. I hated it. I thought that there was nothing. It, I came out of this issue no happier or whatever for Wonder Woman. I could care less. I just want this fucking thing to end. <laughs> it Really, there's nothing going on. I'm, look, I'm trying to see what the people... Who did review it? No, oh, I have no idea. I haven't looked. Uh, there is a seven eight, a four, and a three eight. So yeah, people are not uh, not loving it. What's the overall average? Average because of that is five two. Okay. So it says uh, very the one uh, major spoiler says very talky and awkward script, fair to midland art, all combining for a not particular memorable experience. But hey, Donna Troy exists. That was there. <laughs> and uh, IGN says it suffers from the same woes that have plagued it since the current creative team took over. The dialogue and narration alike are excessive and overwrought. Yeah, that is the biggest problem in the book, in my yeah. opinion. I just think everything is just heavy-handed. It, it right. has been since it started. But yeah, so we've, it's not like you loved it. Oh, no. Yeah, you didn't like it. I, I'm telling you, I like this issue more than I've liked previous ones. Oh, yeah. Well, it has been terrible. Yeah. But yeah, I... Uh, of a, it's just another shitty fifty. This is not anything that we were promised. That oh, really it's did like that Donna Troy backup though. I hated it. I really, when I was reading it, you already told me you liked it, and as I was reading, I was getting so angry. Honestly, I think if end, I tell you something, you actually get it in your nah, mind. No, but at the end, oh. I was just like, "Where is the mother?" 
the mother who only had that son and said to him, <laughs> It's like that swamp thing, right? I just thought about the snake well, that tired that, that They're making it seem like everything worked out at the end. No, it didn't work out. That kid died, and now the mother had lost her husband to cancer, only had that kid, and even said, like, listen, when the kid tried to get that fish and lost the boat, and she said, listen, I don't need anything. All I need is you. You're the one thing that I have left. Gone. Gone. Obviously, that kid wasn't smart enough to survive that. And also, I'm telling you, when Donna Troy, I know you're going to say, oh, it's left to fate. But it's not because she intervened. I have a feeling she should have maybe talked to that kid. She now, saved him, walked in the house. Also, that got me too because they show up and the mother's there. Mother does not address that there is a hot chick there with her son. She just walks up and the son just goes and starts talking. And I'm like, Did, does she see her? I don't understand. Never oh, says, uh, hey, lady, you, what's going on here? You didn't realize the mother's blind. <laughs> the, yeah, it makes it even worse. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking there. She gets him. She's like, oh, I was so worried. She gets him off of a fucking horse. And, oh, thank goodness you're okay. Never says anything about Donna Troy there. And the kid looks back, almost like like I could see him looking back and like Donna Troy is not there all of a sudden. He's like, huh, I wonder what happened. But now there's Donna Troy just walking the horse away in the rain. The mother doesn't even say, oh, like the kid doesn't say like, hey, she saved me. Oh, would you like dinner? Now the kid just is crying about the boat, and Donna Troy walks away and then gets to pick up the dead kid. Dude, being it, fate's not easy. Just walks into the place and picks up the uh, the recently gunned down kid. Hi, yay. What the hell is going on? But yeah, we're going to move on. Uh, what is next? I lost my notes. Uh, <laughs> the next thing is the. Oh, God, it drove me nuts. The digital spotlight is next. Me and Reggie are going to talk to some uh, about some of the digital books. I did almost all of his digital reviews this week while he was How'd you in like Germany. Him? I did. I liked. I did Superman. That was the one with Pop Man. Liked it a lot. Supergirl. And I oh Supergirl. I meant yeah. okay. It's I sure. also did um, Wonder Woman seventy seven. I did two issues. The first one was awful. That was last week's. Uh, but this week's was really good. And I did not do Dark Archer. That's the one. Wow, I, digital spotlight's over. Let's get idea, back now. <laughs> idea. But yeah, me and Reg are going to talk about it. Of course, I also did my Injustice. So we're going to talk about it. And then come back with the last two books, which are Cyborg and Deathstroke. I'll see you then, Eric. Okay. All right. Digital spotlight. Yeah. Digital spotlight. We have a couple books this week on the digital spotlight. We did not do this last week without you. I was going to do my own digital spotlight. I said, screw that. Oh, man. I, don't, I actually don't like doing things on my own. Like Eric, let him down. Anytime, uh, I do not enjoy it at all. But yeah. I'm going to do this this week, and I'm going to start off with just a little rundown of Injustice Year 5, Chapter 14. And that's written by Brian Bucciolato, art by Mike S. Miller, Jay Nanjan, and Wes Abbott. And this is Damian Wayne's story continues, and this one is about how hard-headed and rash Damian is. Is that's a surprise, right? Oh, yeah. He's out to prove something to himself and everyone else in this universe. The narration is done by Deadwing. Are you aware of Deadwing? I have no idea who Deadwing is. And Justice eventually, because remember, you read the first uh, year, right? Yeah. Remember when Damian Nightwing actually bit. killed Nightwing? Yeah. By yep. accident, but then mm-hmm. they, you know, Batman flipped out. Uh, he actually was. He actually became Deadman. So it's Dick Grayson is dead man in this. And he's only come out a couple times with this issue. You get a weird narration where it's the narration's going on. And the whole time, like, it's dead wing. I know it is. And then he comes out. It's really cool. I like that. That's cool. I like that. It's really good. But in this, it's all he knows that Damien did not 
kill him on purpose. And it's yeah. almost like his thing to watch over him. He's like Damien's kind of guardian angel type thing. But it is Deadwing, and it was awesome to see him again. He also got him gets involved in the actual story and saves Damien's life by jumping into the body of Bronze Tiger. Uh, in the issue, Damien just decides to go and fight like the biggest things. He finds that the Gotham uh, villains have been hanging out in Bloodhaven. And just drops in on him, just like, we're going to fight. And he gets in over his head, and he's about to die. And as he blacks out, uh, uh, Nightwing, Dick Grayson, jumps into Bronze Tiger's body. And as he's blacking out, it's a really cool panel uh, sequence. Uh, you see Bronze Tiger kicking everyone's ass. And he just wakes up then and has no idea what went on. But they're like, no, you, you survived. And he should have died. But it says the issue ends with Damien telling Superman that Alfred believes there is no way Superman could ever beat Batman because he's always afraid and Damien getting a kick-ass gift from beyond the grave because uh, somehow uh, Nightwing can, uh, Dick Grayson can send him a gift, but he sends him a Nightwing costume. Sure, but, probably uses like the Amazon. Yeah, he probably time. just goes in, he yeah. freaking goes into some CEO and sends the gift. <laughs> yeah, it says, I'm really afraid for Alfred's life, but at least Damien looks pretty slick. He's got a new like Nightwing outfit. Uh, the characterization of Damien was kick-ass. Damien was kick-ass, and even though the overall story didn't go forward much, I've enjoyed these last two issues, featuring my second favorite Robin. My second favorite. Burn. You know who my favorite is? Who? Jason Todd. Oh, look at that. It's my favorite Robin. Actually, Dick Grayson's my favorite Robin. You just, you just said it's that. weird with Dick. You said Grayson. that to piss off Eric. Nah, that, well, the problem is, it's weird to me. Like when you say who's your favorite Robin, it's almost like one of those where you shouldn't even mention Dick because he should be. He really should be everybody's. To yeah. Me. Like that's a given. And He's then the, the next favorite, yeah. Uh, but I really liked it. I gave it an eight point eight. Uh, the overall story in this has been kind of stalled. But I, I'm always told on the site by some uh, uh, girl who shows up, girl, lady, I don't want to be disrespectful, right. uh, always keeps showing up and telling me that this is indeed a 40-issue arc. So I understand now how they're, you know, taking their time. We're only yeah. in chapter 14. That's a and, you know, arc. when they stitch it together for the print issue, I'm sure yeah. it reads totally differently. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked. Next two issues are more of a character portrait of another because these last two have been pretty much a Damian Wayne. Like, hey, we haven't seen him in a while. Let's get up to him, see his motivations and stuff like that. But now we're going to move on to books that me and you both read. Yeah. Yes. The uh, first one I want to talk about is Wonder Woman 77, Chapter 19, written by Amanda Daybeert. Daybeert? Oh, I'll go with it. Pencils by Staz Johnson, inks by Wayne Foucher, colors by Kelly Fitzpatrick. And uh, this one is it's part one of two, mm -hmm. and it's about uh, Wonder Woman, or Diana Prince, I guess, goes undercover with Steve Trevor to gain access to a yacht. Yes. Right? Yeah. It yeah, it's pretty much a yacht uh, base. She's there. They're working for the IADC, and I have no idea what the hell that is. Do you know? No. <laughs> Some organization. I, mean, I, I thought, the, I thought they, they worked for the army. I don't. I don't. I don't uh, yeah, uh, it must be something. Internal Affairs Department of uh, Kick. Commerce. It. Uh, yeah. Kind of, who knows? But yeah, a lot of times when those things pop up, I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Z A D O. Whatever. They pretend to be a married couple that kind of go hang out with uh, this these rich guy who's on a yachting. Yeah, this ambassador. Uh, basically around, it looks like it's around uh, South America. Yeah, it's going to go through. I, I actually said in the review I liked it because what they do in this book, they always have to throw in something that ties it into that 1977 Right, right. Era. And, and this is. This happened, it's a, uh, I even wrote it down, I put it in the review. It's the Carter, 
the Terejos-Carter treaties that was going to give eventually gave Panama the rights to the Panama Canal. Its own canal, yeah, which, so which we, we basically ripped it off from. Yes, there. yes. So they're, and it's funny because I thought, okay, this is where they had the treaty to give it to them. I think they only it, – it ended up giving them it in like 99. It was that long. Well, well as I, I think what actually happened was uh, it, it was a lease for 99 yeah. years. Yeah. And, and it was retroactive it, yeah. to when it opened. So it's, that's, that's how bizarre the whole thing was. Yeah. But yeah, it, I actually like when they do that where you're like, okay, yep, it is in 77. They keep yep. doing that. Um, but yeah, I like that it throws it in. But yeah, the, uh, the art is a little weird here. But I did like that you said they go as an undercover couple. They're supposed to be Steve Trevor and Diana, or Diana Prince are supposed to be like a married couple undercover. Boy, that ambassador is well He's overstepping his bounds right away. Yeah. He really wants to bed down uh, Diana. And, and he's, he, makes, he, it he very makes no obvious. bones about it. Yeah, no. And, I, and even then, I'm like, are they really, like, getting along? Like, this is the swing in 70s now? They're like, yeah. these guys are, like, all into this and whatever. But, yeah, you know right away that ambassador. Once they do that, he is up to no good. He, he's the bad guy. Oh, you, yeah. You have to expect him to open up the love palace with, like, a oh, bowl, yeah. bowl of cocaine and some disco oh, music. I'm telling you, and a, a freaking bowl of pills as well right there. A bunch of con- nah, condoms. Why would they have those? The but, one yeah. That- the one thing this reminded me of a lot, though, was, uh, you know, in the 70s, uh, Dennis O'Neill took over Wonder Woman and he stripped of her powers. Okay, yeah. Uh, this this was in a way to reinvent the character. Was and, that the white-suited right, you know, kung fu? Right, it was her. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was her. And she was sort of like, a, they wanted her to be like a female James Bond. Yeah, yeah. And that, this yeah, was so reminiscent because... of that because she was just, she really, you see her as Wonder Woman in the very beginning. Yeah, uh, really, almost handling a, a terrorist act during the yeah. There is a terrorist act. Speech. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but really, the whole rest of it, she's just Diana Prince. Yeah, she's almost like Diana Prince, like you said, super spy detective. Yeah, and so, it's funny because Steve Drever shows up. He looks like Captain from Captain and Tennille. And I thought right away, I'm like, "There's the guys. There's this ambassador. He's got his regular thing." And I'm like, "They must look at him and like rookie, like somebody." This is such a generic outfit that he'd wear to go on a yacht. I know, I know. It's like the captain's hat. Ridiculous. They're going to sing Muskrat Love (laughs) while while this continues. What is going on? But yeah, while Steve watches the ambassador, Diana is going to peep around and sees this guy out of nowhere just jump out of this life raft. Of course, he has the striped shirt. He's like the old-time sailor. Exactly, yeah. It was like a, a typical, like, uh, stowaway. Oh outfit, yeah, you know, fake fake crew outfit. Yep, that's what. It was. Um, but it turns out that he was a good guy about to yeah. stop the ambassador from killing all these other uh, nationals. I guess are very wealthy people in this regard. Yeah, it which comes out that yeah, the ambassador basically is using this race to get all of these uh, noted, you know, bigwigs and whatnot to go in the middle of the ocean uh, to uh, fight. What's it called? They're actually going to fight. It's the, uh, Charibdis. Charibdis. This is, this is the. Did you look this up? Yeah, I said I had, it's the Odyssey and yeah. all that. Yeah, except the only thing there's that other. It's like Char Chardis and like Skiara. There was the a other Skira. one. Skira yeah, was Skira the other one. That was the other whirlpool monster. Yes, uh, but yeah, it's a whirlpool monster that. And I, I actually thought that it's kind of cool if they are going to kind of tie it into like a mythological thing with that but this diana really isn't much of that she's no. like, the amazon but they might they might go that way because yeah, they might. in the comic they you know kind of fudge it they kind of you know, yep. do things they wouldn't do in the show if if this follows this the same two chapter structure of every other wonder woman out lately 
then the next issue is her going to be straight up kicking ass left and right. Yeah, and it's gonna she's be just awesome. going to kick ass. Yeah. I so, actually, if you're asking me on what you said earlier, now they're fighting a monster. So I yeah. don't think it's going to happen. I actually would have liked to have seen the rest of these, this story, the whole story as her, as Diana. But yeah, yeah. she's fighting a monster. She's going to be Wonder Woman. She's going to slip you, away at some point. You got to have a costume change. This, yeah. You know what I mean? That's all part of the fun. That so. is. That is part of it. And then, you know, I would. Wonder I don't know. What number did you give this? What's, what was your score? I gave this, you know what? You're putting me on the spot. Uh, I believe I gave this a 8 out of 10. I actually really liked right. it. I you really know, liked I, it. The art is a little off, but I had a lot of fun with it. And it's, it's weird because these digital chapters, this actually, I even think I put it in my review that it, it gives me the strength and the weakness of a digital chapter because yeah. you get this little quick story and you go, but yet at the end of the day, you're like, boy, that went really quick because boy, this was a quick read. It was. And there yeah. wasn't a lot to the story, but I, I still, I always enjoy it. I, I enjoy when at least we get something, I get a couple laughs. Fucking Steve Trevor is fucking captain. That makes yeah. me laugh, and I liked it. And like you said, I actually now that you talk about it with the uh, the run of her being like the super spy thing, I actually think I like it even more. But yeah, I gave it for an sure. I I'd, I'd put it somewhere around there too, you know. And it's really a lot of it is I have faith in this comic that you yeah. know it's the the two chapter structures have been awesome. So I really think the next issue is going to be a great conclusion, yeah, and yeah. Uh, we'll be done. So yeah. yeah. But we're I moving on to the it. next one. The next one, I'll make no bones about it. I loved it. I thought it yeah. was great. And this, in general, uh, only because you, you're reviewing it. So normally, I wouldn't be reading it as, you know, a lot of these I wouldn't keep up with. But because we do the digital spotlight that we're doing now, I do keep up with them. And I'm glad because I think this Adventures of Supergirl, I think, is one of the better comics out. Even though it is a digital chat, you know, it's very quick or whatever. But, boy, they're taking a lot of care. Sterling Gates is writing the hell out of it. Uh, all of the artists in it have been kick-ass so far. And even this one, and I know I'm overstepping things of uh, the intro, but Pop Man's on art, and it is a different style than what we've seen. It's not For as cartoony sure. as we had. And at first I was worried that I wasn't going to like it as much because Pop is a big – we're big fans of his, and we talked to him a lot. He actually told me that he was going to be on this issue. Oh, wow. And as it went on, though, I'm like, boy, I really like it. Like once I settled in with it, I really liked it. But, yeah, you, you start off. I'm freaking going to – It looked great. Um, this is uh, Chapter 5, Adventures of Supergirl. And you talked on the podcast about this going to print, right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was I mean it, this is a comic that definitely deserves that you know, yeah, double treatment. Because at treatment. first when it came out, they, they had that whole thing that it was not going to go to print until yeah. like August. And uh, why? That why? was why weird. Are you, what are you waiting for? And I really do think that initially there was tons of reviews. I, I'm telling you, the first issue, the first chapter that came out, I think there was like in the 20s. Like everybody yeah. went nuts. And that you don't really get that a lot with these digital it's died down it's me and you and it'll be you again fully i've only done this one yeah. but it, it's us and uh supergirl comic box commentary the Ange, the one guy who we talked to a lot right right dr Ange. Yeah, yeah he's gonna be on that and uh the other guy who does injustice with me uh uh i can't remember his name but yeah there's only three now so it's well, a shame people it's have, too bad it's it's worth checking out it's uh this is Chapter 5, written by Sterling Gates, artist Pop Man, colorist John Rausch, letterer Saida Temafonte, which I don't even need to say, but who cares? Yes, yes. Uh, so this one continues from the last issue where Vril Docs had uh, uh, hemmed 
what's this kid's name? Win. Uh, yeah, Win. Right. Win. The Win. The IT guy from Capco. Yep. He had had framed him for murder, and the SWAT team was about to kill him. Where Supergirl rescued him. Yeah, they were really going to go downtown. I know. They, they, it really was, seemed over the top too. He was. Yeah, they about were just going to kill him. He was going to swallow a uh, baton the wrong way. I have a oh, feeling yeah. that was the yes. idea. Is there so a wrong they... way? Is there... <laughs> it depends. Yeah. Depends well, on what. Did you think that it was weird because then Supergirl came in and they they tried to make it like kind of like iffy, like, yeah, Supergirl, take care of him. I really think that people would have been really up in arms. Like, there was a terrorist and Supergirl just came down I and grabbed so him. But they, they, they glossed like... over it a bit. Uh, we needed some justice here, but I guess everyone just loves Supergirl. Yeah, they seem because they even said I think the one guy's like, "Yeah, you take care of him, Supergirl." Yeah, she's I not gonna she's not gonna jam a baton up his ass, so no, I don't know what they think's gonna all. happen. Not at all. So they go to see uh, a super hacker elite, Rabia Xenoman, who lets them yeah. in to uh, see what's happening. They kind of chase down Vril Doc's internet yeah. style and are able to find out where he is. Well, first, actually, they find out that. Vril Dox has already attacked it, James Olsen, yeah. Olsen because yeah. he knows Kara Danvers' secret. Yep. She's pissed off, but then after that, they're able to kind of shut him down a little bit, put a put a virus on him. Yeah, they put a virus shit. that he laughs at at first, and then it just blows up. Then he's pissed. And then and then she they find out where he is, and he goes, and she beats the fucking snot out of him. It's yeah. very satisfying. Yeah, yeah yanks all the cords out of his back. Oh yeah, it. yeah, just yanks that out. It's like the Matrix when you unhook <laughs> from the Matrix, it freaking boom. Which I also don't, I, weird, I don't real. blame her, but but for all she knows, that could be the end. You know, she could be just killing this guy. Yeah, oh I know. But I, I actually thought that. But hey, she's pissed because I he wants naked what? photos of her. I know that's, that's the a first crazy man. thing. She wants compromising <laughs> photos. Oh, of it's her. so weird because it's like, yeah, I have Jimmy, and you know what? I know you care for him, so the first thing I want is salacious photos. Jeez, <laughs> like <I guess> really. <laughs> <laughs> he is a horn dog. That's what you do, though. You sit around. He looks like he just sits around on the internet all day. You get bored. That's what you yes. do on the internet, right? But yeah, he. I love that it's real docs too, and it, yeah. this is why I like this as well. Where, like they said, we're going to have a lot of villains that we're not going to have in the show. Or we're going to have or whatever. But yeah, I really thought that was a lot of fun. I liked the way they played it, uh, and also, yeah, they even spelled out, "Hey, listen, this real doc. It's an alien." Yeah, and. They even made it. Didn't they even make fun of it in this? Was it this book where she's like an alien? That doesn't make sense. Well, well, you know what? I am standing right next to an alien. Yeah, that was in this book. That was, that yeah. was the uh, and the. Uh, yeah, I thought that actor. was funny because, yeah, they they even poke fun at it like an alien. What the? Oh, I guess you are an alien as well. <laughs> yeah. and, and this book really this issue it, itself had a lot of laughs. Like this is a lot. This Harley Quinn's supposed to be this funny ass book. This was funny, even like a uh, win. His online name is Supergirl in Action <laughs> Two Fifty Two. That's funny. You get a mention of Jimmy as the turtle. That like, was that was like hilarious. Yeah. It was like, oh my god, they they actually brought yeah. that out. And it's funny because they're they're playing. They're having fun with Sterling Gates. Is having fun with Supergirl. He's having fun with the character. And I had a lot of fun too. Though I will tell you one thing: Jimmy should be dead. The way that he is hooked up to that machine and then shit goes wrong, there is no way that he is alive. I wouldn't be surprised if there are repercussions later, something. Yeah. I, who knows what it would, might even not even be, uh, you know, uh, involved with Vril Ducks. Gotcha. But yeah, they specifically, even set but it up. something. They do set it lost up. Lost his like, memories, lost thing. a part of memory. That'd be good. And the whole thing with this is the, like, hey, uh, you know, Cal told me that your memory or your, your identity is that important, whatever. And the whole thing was the identity thing with real docs finding yeah. out and they leave it open. Even at the end, like, yeah, I hope she even says to her uh, stepsister, 
It is stepsister, right? It's yeah, it is. Yeah. Sister. But she's like, hey, you know what? Or you adopted think he still has his memory. Yeah, adopted sister. Um, and they're like, oh, no, we're going to have to see. But, you know, I might have to sleep with one eye open. And then they show him throw docks in there. And it's like leaving it open. Yeah. And then I thought right of Eric because the next issue is called Nightmares on L, L Street. Like, that sounds pretty funny. It but, does. yeah, I, I really liked it. I really think this is a, a really, really good comic that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's I agree. just fun. And, and I, it, I really think that if you are just reading along, you don't – I still don't have to watch the show. No, I don't. They really I tell you enough, seen, you know? I saw, I've now seen half of the first episode. And wow, almost there, Jim. I'm almost home. <laughs> but, yeah, you get the – you know, yeah, somebody's going to be like, oh, my God, uh, Jimmy's a POC. Is that what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> but no, even that, I know that because that was a big deal. But yeah, mm-hmm. everything is great. This is Supergirl. It doesn't matter if you've seen the show. It is. It's, I, it's I, really hope cool that, I hope that anybody out there just gives it a shot. And if you want to, you can even just go back to the last issue. Obviously, this is the second part of an uh-huh. issue. But even you said, uh, I think the last time we talked, that you were really impressed because it does have a continuing narrative. It is. It's that cool. a lot of these do not. And a lot of these, the problem with it is, not a problem, but the way they set it up, is like Wonder Woman. You're going to have uh, the lady writing it right now. She's only going to do those two issues. Right. So then it goes on, and then it continues. This is Sterling Gates. As far as I know, he's going to stay with it. So you have that, yeah, they change artists, but the writer's the same, so it can continue, and you're going to have a continuity going in this. And again, it's not exactly the TV show. You're going to get a lot more... Uh, to me, it's a lot more fun, actually, because you can throw any villain yeah, in and that's the fun of it, the villains. And yeah, Eric was mad that first arc had Rampage, and they had to make Rampage an alien, because that would fit in more with the show. But, you know, uh, that doesn't bother me. doesn't bother me at all. That happens it's all fine. the time. They Who change cares? Shows like that. Yeah, and they'll, but, t- uh, they'll change her back, too. Who cares? It's not a big yeah, deal. really. And, and again, <laughs> uh, we, we're going on about the digital book, but it is only a digital book based yeah. on a TV show. There's no reason why it's going to change anything in no, they're not, it's not going to cross it. Uh, but yeah, you even said uh, that Sterling Gates just kicks ass. We actually have a guy who uh, called into the rant and rave line uh-huh. and was wondering why they just didn't get Sterling Gates. Yeah, so, uh, sounds like a Sterling. smart guy. I don't know. The guy sounded like a real douchebag. Really? No, yeah, <laughs> I maybe he sounded very authentic. Oh, did he? New, he sounded authentic like an authentic New Yorker, New Yorker, didn't he? Did he? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I felt a tinge of a German accent on that guy. Like, like he's been out of New York for a Residual couple Residual accent, huh? Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed to me like a guy who's been eating fucking pizza in Vienna. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Possibly. But yeah, that, that is the digital spotlight. I, oh, I didn't even say. I gave it an 8.5. Out of ten, I haven't I haven't scored it. I'm not gonna score it because you reviewed it, but definitely yeah. eight eight point five would be yeah. up there. It, would, it, it was yeah. a great book. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, these last two with this real doc story, I I thought were great. It was one of my favorite like digital uh, chapters or digital two part stories in a while. I just like when I had read it, I'm like, oh, real doc, that's awesome. Yeah, like, it was so cool to have. And it, yeah, it worked in. The, and also, I, I said in my review as well, because this was a big hacker issue. And a lot of times that can go really wrong. Because it it's just you know what sitting I mean? at computers. And, it, and, it also, and they'll like make weird statements. Yeah. And it'll involve weird things. Sterling Gates did it fine. You're there not was being no, never a time. Yeah, there was never a time where I thought to myself, boy, this is really hokey, because it can get really hokey. Uh, it was, and it didn't. It, was, it cool. was good. It was believable enough. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, they make, they make Vril Dox's 
computer explode remotely, but I, I, I yeah, I, that's I, fine. That's a virus that okay explodes it. it remotely somehow. But so <laughs> I, I, I highly recommend it. If you're waiting for the print issue, then I guess you can do that. But I don't yeah. see why you should have to. It, it's a lot of fun. Go check it out. And yeah, and the, the issue with that is the print issue of this. Well, no, they're going to come out every other week. I think is what they're going to do. Like it, yeah. So it'll be quick to this one as well. Uh, but I guess in my mind, they're going to have a one shot next so that it can tie up that that's the one thing that you learn with these uh digitals yeah. especially when they're going to decide to do print that you you get these two issues that uh, you will have a three issue arc sometimes but then you'll get a two and a one but it's always those three issues to make the print right uh but yeah that's great i really liked it but that is digital spot. Wait, wait, you're missing one oh I'm, what am i oh you're missing oh arrow, yeah arrow the yeah, dark archer and i will not read that because yeah. Even said, I read that first one and was lost completely. This is this is uh this is going to be short and sweet. I just read this today, written by John Barrowman and Carol E. Barrowman, penciled by Daniel Samperi, inked by Juan Albaran, colored by Kyle Ritter, and finally they named a letterer Deron Deron Bennett. Oh, uh, this is the most boring comic book I've ever read. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, that's all I have to say Super about Girl it. Ties into the show and really does a good job of how they've gone about it. It's the other way, from yeah. the one thing, and from you telling me about it, and me just paging through. Uh, I think I paged through the second issue. Maybe even read the second issue, and then I was like, "This is not for me." No. It's so tied into the show, and even, even, even then, now, it's not, it's, not, it's not even that tied. Really. It still is somewhat. They still have a lot of characters that are uh, unique to the show. That if you don't watch it, they don't give you any indication of who they are in the book. But it's just fuck, the, you know. It's, it's just, just Malcolm Merlin yapping. Yeah, I have That's a feeling it. whatever they had set up. Say this is like a twelve. I don't know how many chapters they wanted to get out of this, but when it's done, it's done. I yeah. I don't think some of these extend. Like Injustice, you can't tell me they ever wanted five years. No, no. They, they never would have expected that, but because it was so good and so popular, I do not think this Dark Archer. You are the only one who yeah. wants to touch that review wise. I'm gonna. Uh, I will review it, folks. This yeah. week, you can look forward to it. But well, uh, I'll say, I'll give us. I'll give you props, and I'll give just <laughs> the thing that. It, this when we review these things, there's never a business plan. So it's no. not like there's some other sites, and you even worked for one. Yeah, that's a dark secret of yours. Oh, really? Yeah. But, oh, right, right. Uh, yeah, but like that would be. That's why I think where these digital books end up falling off of other reviews, it's that somebody's there and it's like the numbers aren't there. They're right, chomping right. on their cigar. But we just do it because it's out there, and we want people to know about I would, it. I would rather be more complete in my uh, huh. review than to just drop something because I got bored of it. Not to say yeah. that there aren't books that I oh, I've done. go back and review. Yeah. Oh, I've done, I've dropped some. The, the no, movement that. was one, Gail Simone's movement. I, uh, some people liked it. I don't even know if I ever talked to you about that book. No. When that came out in the green team, both of those, I was like, this is not for me. Those books were bummers, yeah. yeah. I did not like it. I had a movement review. The last one I did was like the fifth issue where I just explained the whole review was me explaining that I will not be reviewing this anymore <laughs> and then put a score at the well, end. There, there, are even books, there are even books that I've liked, like uh, those Vertigo books, but I, frankly, yeah. I do, I've done so much other writing or I've yeah, that's the problem. You guy. only have enough time yeah. for whatever. And yeah, those Vertigo books, I even was interested in some of those, and yeah. I had big plans when that uh, uh, the other one, Jacked, came out. Right. No, did you even read any of that? I didn't read that. I, I was reading Unfollow, which was good. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. And Clean Room was cool, and I, and yep. I had... I read the first one. You did one finish of all of the Twilight one. Children, right? I did do all of that, and that, that ended up 
you know, not being so great by the end, but I love the first two issues. I have, if you want, DC has sent us the uh, trade of that, if you wanted to review the trade as a separate uh, review. I, would, I don't know why we're sure. talking inside uh, reference, inside yeah. baseball here, but that... Um, <laughs> But yeah, well, I was going to say that. Right Jack, in, if you I think really I should read, if, yeah. if, if I should review the trade review of Twilight the Children. Trade of Twilight Children, <laughs> but yeah, Jack, I believe was written by the guy who did Supernatural, the TV show. I think oh, yeah. that was pull of that, and uh, like Kripke, I think his last name is. Isn't that right? I don't, I don't know. know. Eric's a big fan. I, I know about the I know the book uh, when it was solicited. I didn't really have. Yeah, kind of seemed it. like a limitless yeah. type. Of, Thing. But yeah, I was going to review that. And uh, the problem is we do other books and get so involved with these others that you fall a couple issues behind and you're like, nope, you can't go back. That so that's not that's not a tacit uh, removal of any endorsement or, you know, anything like no. that. Just sometimes we run out of time. But yeah. Like I said, if, if there's an issue, especially the Vertigo ones, they come out, you know, issue one, I might review that, and I don't. And then issue two comes out, and I don't. I don't want to go back. You're never going to I don't want to jump in at three. Out. No, I'm not going to get involved then. But, yeah, that's – I don't know why we're talking about this, but that's <laughs> the end of Digital, digital Spotlight. Digital and, news and inside baseball. And inside baseball. We're going to go back to the regular podcast. And then, like I said, next week – like I mentioned earlier on our Flash reviews. Next week we're going to figure out what we're going to talk about. But we will be back with a Digital Spotlight because those books should continue, even though I think you'll only have a Wonder Woman probably. That's cool. Right? And I'll have Injustice. So I'll have a little bit of we'll that. We'll find out when we get there. <laughs> yeah, we will. But, yeah, let's get back to that podcast. Auf Wiedersehen. Right. Oh, jeez. All right, two books left. Two, two left. Hey, happy Easter. Happy Easter, baby. Happy Easter a couple hours later. <laughs> I got my kids a couple things of oh, candy, but not much. Even uh, Rafe, we were talking, and Logan's like, oh, we are we getting a lot of candy? And we, we're not religious. <laughs> you know, and Logan's response was, but we like candy. It's true. Like, you are right. Yeah, I got him a couple things, but not much. So I did get them uh, chocolate crosses. Just to, really? Just to make Tanya laugh. Do yeah. they? Where do they sell chocolate crosses? At Walmart. Really? Yeah. I've yeah, they never seen this. Yeah, they have a lot of crazy things. <laughs> I guess saying a cross is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch uh, of mumbo jumbo. Yeah, we, we got it. Tanya, I go to Walmart. It's straight to the Imaginex. I'll check out the DVDs, pick up some food. I'm out. Yeah, I end up doing my... We did some food shopping, and then I'm like, ah, we better get the shit now, or I'm going to forget. So we got all the, the Christmas, or, uh, Easter stuff. Christmas. It's not much. It's not much, but uh, enough. Got a, a big thing of fun dip. So, yeah, they'll be jumping off the... Banging off the walls tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we'll see. But we're going to start off with... Uh, two, uh, end with two books, and I didn't mind either. I like yeah. the second more, but we were just talking. Uh, but what is your book? Your book's the first one up. Cyborg number nine, written by David F. Walker with art by Felipe Wantanabe, Julio Ferreira, Eau Claire Albert, Adriana Lucas, and Rob Lee. It's yes. the final. It's the final issue of David F. Walker, and even though I wasn't a huge fan from hit, from the beginning, I find that he what he's doing at the aftermath of the Techno Sapien Roar really interesting, and making Vic Stone Public Enemy number one is a great turn of events. Here we see Vic up against the government's new Psy Force, and stupid name aside. They seem to be a group not to be reckoned with. Vic was taken after a brief fight between Shazam and Bobby Zierozinski, but it looks like the plan, that was his plan all along. Doesn't it sound like a hockey name? Yeah. Bobby oh, Zierozinski. yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a defenseman. Yeah. Like a big defenseman on the Chicago fucking, fucking Blackhawks. 
fucking guy has like three career goals, two assists, and about 7,000 penalty minutes. <laughs> He's ready to kick some ass at the, at the fucking drop of a dime. They fucking drop the puck. He drops the gloves, Eric. That's Boosh. what call him. Zero Zinsky. Go. Zero. There's zero. There isn't a lot going on in this issue besides for a fight that really seemed uncalled for. Um, it's like when Cyborg and Shazam start fighting right away in this book, it I was shocked. Yeah, it I'm throws like, you off. It seemed very uncalled for. It's really for. It's cool, like, though. I like how it ties into, yeah, that's part of the plan. Oh, yeah. But, so yeah, we don't, we don't but know it that shocked initially. me. I'm and like, what sudden, the fuck's going on? I thought Cyborg actually had some fucking virus. Beep, boop, boop. <laughs> some virus going on, and shit was going wrong. But now it's like, hey, yeah, this is the government. Maybe you should go with them. No, and it starts fucking fighting yeah, them. I'm like, starts... man, that did actually, not take long for you guys not to be that, friends anymore. I know that the whole, I actually was like, Shazam, you dick. Why would you suggest that? And there's Shazam. Because he's naive. But, hey, at one point he looks at Italian. Hey, what's going on there? Hanging out with Zero. And then from there on, we jump back in time to see everything that Cyborg did yeah. to prepare for the yeah, Cybernetics the Regulations country. Act. Yep. I, I like that. I actually, the story itself, I like. Well, we, we're doing that where we jump back in time. Yeah. Like this, and I'll tell you, like, like, day, like uh, 45 me, days ago or whatever. Uh, why do you think, David F. Walker, do you think he just left the book because he was doing Shaft? Do you think they had a little snafu and something? Because this does not feel like a final issue. In fact, there's a cliffhanger. Yes. This is last issue. Shit went wrong. And I think he even, like, even we pointed out last week or another time where when we mentioned this, even on, uh, what's it called, on Twitter or whatever, when he announced that oh, yeah. Naka, it was very odd. It was like a cold response by him. It wasn't like, hey, I really enjoyed my time on Cyborg. Too bad. No, it was like, yep, Cyborg's a book. It was like that. <laughs> and something went wrong. And it's a shame, like you said, because... The whole Techno Sapiens, things like that, I, I was out. Tech break. I didn't care for it. I didn't like it at I, all. I was happy that he brought me the Metal Man, and I'm happy here that he's bringing me Shazam, yeah, really. Just, yeah, but this I like. This I yeah. like the whole idea of it. it. It seems, it's again, it's like a social justice thing, but I don't mind it. And, and also, I like the fact shame. when when the series started, everybody was talking about, man, this really humanizes Vic, you know, and all the shit. I think it's right now where we're finally starting to see the humanization of Cyborg, oh, where yeah. like, he's going... To meet like uh, each member of the Justice League, seeing how they stand, if they're gonna have be like bros yeah, before you government acts. Yeah, are you with you know? me? Are you against me? And I do like and I like that Superman is a big dummy. God he damn, does not understand shit. shit. He's like, huh, the res and through the whole thing they're like, uh, hey, Superman's like, hey, that cybernetic regulation act, it hasn't passed yet. And they're like, it will. And then Aquaman joins in, she's right, Superman, it will pass. They're almost like Superman, you stupid ass. You asked about this 50 times. We you keep telling you, Get it through it. your goddamn thick skull. It's going to pass. Uh, and then, yeah, everybody, he's, he's so dumb. It's, Wonder Woman's a bitch in this. I, I hate to say it. Actually, I don't. But she is a bitch, but she's getting so angry. No, I would too. Superman throughout. And it, it actually seems like somebody who has married a guy for his looks, like Superman, <laughs> and then realizes he's dumb as a box of rocks. And then uh, by this time, so sick of him and his I'm, nonsense. That is not a bitch in my mind. She is just fed up with she his is, idiocy. She's a bit of a bitch, though. She's a bit of a jerk. But yeah, everybody's with him. Except I'd be a maybe, jerk, too. Is Superman with him at that? I don't yes. even know. I don't even know that he understands what's well, going on. At one he, point, he thinks they're ordering out Chinese. I think. <laughs> they're like, what, what a proposed act. Yeah, I I'm thought you might be going to a play. <laughs> no, you stupid moron. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, after he finds out that everybody... right in with him. Oh, yeah, Batman helps him start to fucking plan up, but, uh... Once he finds out that everyone is with him and like, you know, like, look, I'm going to start some shit here. I need to know you guys got my back. Yeah, we got you back. You're a buddy. Yeah. And then he shows each one of them individually that he can turn into like a human form. Yeah. Like he's, his powers are uh, evolving to the point where there's no longer the, the difference between machine yeah, and man. We've seen this yes. a couple of times. And he but he's been keeping it to them. himself. And he's keeping it. And it's weird because at this point. I don't know. I know they, they know it's Cyborg. I don't know that at one point, and maybe that's what the whole plan is. Maybe what's going to happen is they're going to go, because they're showing that for a reason. Right. And I think that it's going to be like one of those where they go, they think they're going to grab this, the tech, he's going to turn into this human form and say, oh my God, what happened? It disappeared. I, I would have done this already. <laughs> I would have done it already. After all this tech breaker shit and he could do that, you fucking boom. I like that he's almost like, I can't show people that I can turn into normal human. I think that would have been the way to get out of all this. That when all the tech breakers left, he goes somewhere, they don't know where he is, and he comes out and he's like, I don't know what happened. When they disappeared, all the tech disappeared. You're good. You're good. Just show the tech in the fucking watchtower, buddy. Don't go fucking Honestly, haunting if I around. Found, if I found out about that, I'd want to analyze him even more. Yeah, I don't know, because he is, uh, granted, Superman's a dummy, but he is a member of the Justice League. He can go to the Watchtower. They're not going to be able to fuck with him. <laughs> he likes it up in the Watchtower. Just no, sits no. There. He, is, he is finally able to get the fuck out. <laughs> no, he does he not want to go there. back. He's going to go up there, play some ping pong. Sam goes up and visits them. They play some video games. That's why, I, that's why I imagine he went up there and sort of talked to everybody about this regulations act. He's like, you know what? I don't want to be back up here. So he goes to each of them individually outside yeah. of the watchtower yeah, because like, he doesn't know, want to I go back. I don't want to be up here. And boy, Superman's up here a lot. And that guy is an idiot. But yeah, in the meantime, they, you know, the government, of course, wants to get the tech. And the- I like how he spells this. Cyborg spells it out to Batman. It's like, yeah, what they want to do is get this chip and implanted everyone that they can control. I'm like, this does not, how is anybody letting this pass except that they're so upset about this tech? And the whole freaking thing is behind the uh, the C- Cyber Tech Incorporated. It's the new government sanctioned only cybernetics industry out yep. there. So you round everybody up. You make sure that they have this chip. So when all yeah, shit goes bad, chip from one cyber tech is going to be able to take control of anybody and do whatever the hell they want. And we've already seen they're bad. And it's the it's it's the worst part about this book actually is we have the government working with Cyber Tech Incorporated, right? They cyber put together, tech, huh? Cyber Tech Incorporated. They put together a group of people who are cyborgs, and their name is the Cy Force. I'm like Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, it's we we get it, man. They are cyborgs. They are a force. I got you. It's like hey, is Jim Zero Zinsky in that one? Yes, yeah, Zero Zinsky. I'm telling you, if, it's up. like if Jim and I started a group and we called ourselves Jumbo Shrimp. Jumbo it's, it's Shrimp. It's two on the nose. That's not nice. That is not <laughs> nice. We call ourselves Asshole and the Dickhead. How about that? I don't know which one I am. I'm both. No, <laughs> it's huh? actually it's, it's a solo it's a, act. It's a group of one. <laughs> It's a solo act. No, but, but there's, yeah, I, there's I not a lot that goes on in this book because we just, you know, he tells everybody, I need you to have my back. And they say, okay. And then we go to Cyborg and Shazam and uh, Zero Zinsky fucking cuts goddamn Cyborg's arm off. And they take him away. And this all seems to be Cyborg's plan. He needs to fucking yeah. infiltrate the goddamn place where they're keeping everybody and they're doing all the research. Zero takes him in. I don't know. Zero at one point seems very happy and go lucky. It's He's a dick. Not, yeah, he is a dick. It looks like Snake Plissken throughout, I thought. There's but a character in uh, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy who they oh. kind of combined Bruce Campbell's character, Ash, and Snake Plissken for that. And that's yeah, who he reminds me of. Do you, you think he looks like... Uh, 
Yeah, it's I, I okay. Just I just them. I want to know what Marv Wolfman when he jumps in next issue, like how he's gonna keep this story going because obviously it goes on. I want to see yeah. how well he does with it and if he changes it around or what happens. I don't know, but the yeah. The oddest thing to me though is that Bobby Zierzynski he became a Technoto Sapien. It gave him this freaking power now that when uh, Cyborg freaking you know infiltrated the server and whatnot. Yeah. Why doesn't he have an eye? I don't. Why know. wouldn't that have reached? Maybe his he didn't eye? want one. Maybe it's like Destro, when uh, he had that eye and he it always fucked with him because he was used to not having it. Maybe I'm that. Maybe sure he, he has it, but he loves that eye patch. Maybe it's eye like patches the, are um, pretty cool. It's like um, the Metal Gear Solid Snake, where that eye patch is actually the cybernetic, and he actually sees through it, and it gives him a heads up display. How about that? That'd be pretty cool. Now I, I, that's where it is. We were fighting about this off air, but I love the art. Yeah, I hate it. I thought it was awful. There are parts. There is the worst thing ever is when Cyborg shows that he can turn into his human form and Shazam looks like a fucking retard. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. He looks terrible. And it jumps back. There are multiple artists. There's two artists. And it's definitely each time it's jarring to me. And at one point, Superman looks just like Nick Lachey when he's talking to one woman, where he's like, I understand there's a reason for concern, but perhaps you're being a bit paranoid there, cyborg. And then Wonder Woman, what planet are you from? Oh, wait, I forgot. Oh, you jerk. But yeah, Superman's a lunkhead. But no, I, uh, love the, the, I love the art team. I think the colors are great. I like the art a lot. It's actually a real... I, Ivan Rice was a selling point on this book. I, I'm, I am looking at that panel with Sam. It is the stupidest, worst drawing I've ever seen. It really is. If anybody has this book, please go and look at where Cyborg shows him. Like, hey, before this happens, I want to show you how my tech has evolved. And I don't know what's going on with Cyborg. <laughs> he looks awful. All of them look awful in that whole page. But yeah, Shazam looks terrible. I enjoy the art overall. I hate it. I have not reviewed this yet, but I think I'll end up giving it a 7.5. I think I would probably give it uh, between a 5, 5, and a 6. Okay. Uh, only because not much happens story yeah. wise. We get this whole, uh, you know, plan, the slow burn plan going, which I did like, but I didn't like the way Superman was just a fucking moron. God damn uh, Wonder Woman was a bitch about it, and I the art really threw me off. Uh, it changed back and forth. Aquaman was indifferent. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aquaman didn't really care. But yeah, uh, there were some good panels. I actually liked the way Cyborg himself was drawn. Uh, but the other characters, I thought, looked awful. And I did like that he said Booyah twice. <laughs> it's funny that David F. Walker seemed to be real against the Booyah, but he leaves it with two Booyahs. And I yelled and yelled, and we finally got it. Yeah, That's because and, I yelled, Jim. And freaking at, at the one point, he has a hell of a cod piece going at the end, too. But he's being walked away I would too. by Zero Zinsky. All right, we're going to go to the last book that me and you are going to talk about, and that is Deathstroke. And i got to get my notes. Deathstroke, number 16, written by James Bonney, art by Paolo Pentalena, Arif Prianto, and Dave Sharp. James Bonney continues his fun as hell run at Deathstroke by upping the guest character ante. We get Red Hood, Snakebite, the Lawman, and Rose, all trying to kick the shit out of Slade, and I loved it. The highlight was Deathstroke versus Red Hood, and it paid off big time. Paolo Pentalena kicked ass on art, and this book continued being one that I look forward to each and every issue. But yeah, the big draw here is Deathstroke versus Red Hood. Damn right. And a lot of people were saying, oh, it's a shame that Deathstroke wasn't 100%. It did seem weird because I don't really remember him bitching too much last issue about the after effects of Snakebite. 
when he was fighting the Bizarros and oh, that's the, the thing. That's one of the issues that I did not read. Yeah, so he the was fighting the Bizarros and Lex, and the, the and that's the one I was actually looking yeah, forward to. And God I damn don't it. really remember too much of him bitching. I might be wrong. I might have forgotten because we didn't talk about it because you were sick. But yeah, I love the fight and I love the art. I think that pale upon God, I love the I art. I didn't even realize I he does a great rendition of the panel layout and stuff of Tyler Kirkham. Well, when, uh, the, it's when a little the issue off. first started, it felt very Kirkham with Rose and Rachel um, when we got a little backstory about what happened with her and Lawman. Yeah. But once we got into the Red Hood Deathstroke stuff, I really noticed it, but I really dug the sleep. I'm telling you, I think that first panel where Red Hood's standing there and he's beating the hell out of Victor Ruiz is uh, definitely uh, very reminiscent of all of the cover pages or the credit pages of Tyler Kirkham. Right. Yes, those big ones. There's always like smoke and shit going around like that. But yeah, he's beating the shit, shit out of Victor Ruiz, and he should, because Victor's a piece of shit who keeps setting him up. And Deathstroke I'm, has to keep going with it, because I, I guess he doesn't have anything better. I to was go. so angry throughout this issue, though. They like, why? Why are you still tell, doing what yeah. Victor says? Well, again, I, I why have you been going on this long? He's doing that. Red Hood jumps in. He's going to fight Red Hood, and then the only way that he kind of gets away from that is Victor runs off, gets yeah. a fucking uh, what a rocket launcher and a, and a helicopter. His fucking helicopter. Some kind of hovercraft. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. He's flying that around. But yeah, I love... I, the guy on the site, fucking anonymous, is going on and on. Oh, like we have to see Red Hood with the fucking trash can lids. I loved it because that's what was happening. Yeah. And he was there. And they're fighting. The only thing I did not like is douche stroke. I thought that was a little over the top. A little over the top. Uh, but other than that, I loved it. I thought the art was great. I love the mask. I love all of it. I like Deathstroke, and they're fighting it out, and they're beating I, the I shit like out of each other. I like these two characters who yeah, are just I do brawlers too. and fucking killers and shit like that going at each other. Yep. And I love the fact, too, Jason Todd shows up because he was hired to hurt Deathstroke. Yeah, Not was, kill him, yeah, and he was just hurt hired him. to hurt him. And I love it as well because at one point – he pulls out the guns and starts shooting Deathstroke. I'm like, son stupid, of a stupid, bitch. Stupid. And I'm even thinking, son of a bitch. Fucking Jason wouldn't do that. And he's like, oh, three bullets, no no bullets. Three bullets, no kill shot. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. That's I loved it too. Play. I'm telling you, when, when Deathstroke got shot, he's like, stupid, stupid. Yeah, stupid. yeah. He's all wide open. Himself. Yep. And then you have their uh, Red Hood standing over him. And that's when he's like, hey, I was just tired to hurt you. And Deathstroke's trying to like desperately like – that means that whoever did this is the one that has my daughter. Come on. And Jason even has, like, the daughter. Like, he really, your daughter? And he wants to know. And, he, and he, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. So, but then the police show up, and they have to get away. He gets away. They go on the rooftop, and Deathstroke follows him. He's like, boy, you are one big, nasty son of a bitch. <laughs> They're going to fight again. They're beating the shit out of each other again. And that's when Victor Ruiz shows up. He's like, hey, Deathstroke, watch out. Shoots a fucking... I really thought he's going to kill Deathstroke I thought he was going to kill them both. And uh, hits it. Jason gets knocked out. Deathstroke grabs him, takes him up to the helicarrier, whatever you want to call it. And they go off, and he's like, hey, you know where we're going now? Montana. I'm like, don't go, Deathstroke. It's all a setup, you son of a bitch. Jason is out cold. He does punch Victor. And I'm telling face. you, from where they are, like, we're in Metropolis? Yeah, we were in Metropolis. Yeah, no. To Montana is a long-ass flight. Why is Jason not conscious I, yet? I think that he's half dead. He got hit with a fucking rocket. I think he's out. I think he ah. needs medical attention. <laughs> Uh, but they get there. He's there. Or, you know what? Maybe he's just fucking sleeping. He's sleeping it off. Or he's pretending. How he's pretending. He's pretending. Because he thinks if ruse. he wakes up, he's going to get killed. But, but even yeah. then, I'm telling you, he, like, Victor has the idea of, well, okay, I got new information. They're in Montana. 
Deathstroke punches in the face and then makes the pilot take him there. I'm like, why are you still following? Yeah, just the only thing I can think of is that he just has no other leads. He he is a guy who is told where to go all <laughs> along. He takes missions. He does not come up with his own plans. You're a goddamn um, smart guy, Deathstroke. Yeah, come is. on. And then he goes out with Victor Ruiz, and you're like, oh no, he's gonna stab you in the back. And he and he does. does. Oh my and god, I was meantime, so angry. Yeah. In the meantime, he runs into uh, freaking snake bite. Snake bite, which I did mind. And he's like, hey, it's nice seeing you. I see you're looking a little rough there, buddy. And I liked it. I like, uh, I like, and I love the way that uh, Paolo drew Snakebite as well. I like his art style. Oh, it's um, awesome. But yeah, they end up, and at the end, it, it, this is a very quick, it's always a quick Oh, beat. it's very and fast. They end up, and it's Rose, Lawman, Victor, and Snakebite, now, all there to take care of uh, Destro. Did we see Lawman in the last issue? Yeah, we've seen him in the last couple. Oh, no, I'm saying I have never seen him like this, so I don't know if we like, yeah, they really I introduced think, him in the, la- in the last issue. The cliffhanger two issues ago, they had him and they showed his face. And then oh, did they? Show, okay. They really, this is probably the most you've seen him full out. Because I first saw him here taking Rose away and like turning her, her against her father even more. Yeah. But I'm like, is this, is this the zombie ghost of Jonah Hex? It'd be weird if it was, because that would be something pretty big. I just think it's some fucking crazy. That hair looks more like Jason Momoa's hair than anything. It's the fucking zombie of Jason Momoa. Even in the grave will do that to you. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't even know if it's just a, a character that I kept. You kept thinking that it was somebody big or, or something like that. It might just be no, man. made up. But the big thing is you, you figure Jason Todd is going to save them, correct? You're damn save right. Save Deathstroke. He's going to come up. Uh, the weird thing, and it was pointed out on the site. I forget if it was Brandon or somebody, but uh, uh, he used to date Rose. So that oh, kind of, did he? Yeah, I that, did not that, know that throws in a little twist there when he comes out and, you know, there's Jason, there's Rose. He's obviously going to try to save fucking Deathstroke only because he's going to save the person who's getting the shit kicked out of him and then all hell's going to break loose. And fucking Victor Ruiz is a, he's a fucking slime ball. He's going to try to convince Slate him. Oh, shit, oh man, I, I was so the bad. one who, who helped you. And, you know, he's going to be like that, but, uh. I had to play the double agent here, so I was helping you out in the yeah. long run, buddy. Yeah, but yeah, next huh? issue is the uh, showdown. What is it? Showdown at Copper Cliff. And that's going to be a big fight between Deathstroke and Snakebite. Uh, Bonnie told us that a while back. Nice. Yeah, I, I like it. I really enjoyed this. I said in my review that this is a weird palate cleanser for me because it's so bloody and crazy. But I really do. I know that you I'm I know what I'm very get. weird. Well, I know what I'm going to get. And if yeah. I don't. I said in my review, I said James Bonney is giving me what I want. I want some fun times. Yeah. Deathstroke should see that Victor Ruiz is is up to no good. But I don't mind. I like the fights. I like the action. I like these uh, characters. There's nothing too deep. And I don't have to really, you know what I mean? Oh, I no, don't that's have what to I want out of my Deathstroke That's book. what I like. Now, this is the Christopher Priest is going to be on it. Seems like it's going the opposite way. It's going to be the smart book that, I don't know. I'll see how that is. But I like yeah. this. I like fun action. A lot so of explosions. I like fun action, too. Art. I just wish, wish that Slade was not numbskull this whole yeah, goddamn yes, time. Yeah, he is this one with Victor Reese. But again, I think that he's just desperate because he has no other one to turn to and has no other ideas. He just you really need to get more friends, Slade. He does. But how is he going to get friends? Who likes him? You're going to force him to be friends. Yeah, really. But yeah, because of the art was so good. Love the art. Like it, I gave it an 8.3 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. 
I think I would give it a 7.5. It's, it's good. It's what it is. It's one of those where you know what you're going to get, and I have always liked it. I have fun with it. That's yeah. all I really care yeah. about. As long as I can have a Same good time reading a and comic. Again, there's James Bonney out of nowhere. They throw in Red Hood. And be- besides the douche stroke, I think he wrote him really well. Yeah. And then he gets knocked the hell out forever. But, yeah, I, I liked how uh, it didn't feel off to me. There is Red Hood, and I'm like, okay, I, I like it. And there was the anonymous on the side. Oh, it's terrible. That's not Red Hood. Red Hood should have been like Red Hood 50 years ago when there wasn't a Red Hood. 20 years ago. <laughs> no, the guy just it's, the I guy know. Never, he just shows up. To, and it picks the worst books. Like We're going to talk about I, I Actually, I reviewed on Amazon, I reviewed the, uh, a new blender that I'm going to get. And he showed up. You know what's a real blend? Fucking Scat Liddell. And his Red Hood characterization blends up everything that I hate. Oh, that's the worst, too, when he comes up with the name Scat Liddell and Dan the Diddyot or Idiot or whatever. Yeah. God, I'm like, what is wrong with you, dude? And there's Jane Bonnet. James Bonnet, Eric. He wears a bonnet. <laughs> I, I hate that anonymous <laughs> guy. And I, I don't know. Do you think he listens to the podcast? He's probably laughing it up, fucking jerking himself off right now and finishing in his own mouth. Well, that's what I'm doing. Except for the end, you never finish in your mouth. That's what he does because he's anonymous. That's what anonymous do. He's doing that. You don't want anybody all to know the you time. That. He's got a fucking goddamn cucumber up his ass, and he's got fucking uh, fucking clothespins on his fucking scrotum. That's what he's doing right now, Eric. Got some weird imagery scat, in your head. Hey, it's like that skit Snyder. <laughs> See, that's why I can't be this guy. I can't make up these crazy things. <laughs> we are not very clever. It's like James, tie your own shoelaces, Stein in the fourth. How about that one? I'm trying to think of other people. It's like Peter J. Tomato Pizza. Hey. Greg can pull your own dick. <laughs> now, that's pretty good. Dave, sharp as a penis guy. Uh, what is that? Another world? What was that one? RT. Another at a larger world it's studios. Like a, a, another world with Lisa Bonet. World. Oh, you're, you're talking about that? I thought you were talking about a larger world studios. <laughs> I'm talking about both. It's like Jimmy, pull your own cock. Hey, wait, hey, what? Uh, it's like David F. Walker, cause you're old with the Walker jerk. Boom. See, I'm going on. I'm going to talk to this guy now. I'm going to give him the piece of my mind now. Dear Anonymous, you fucking asshole. Actually, I was going to go on and say, please, fucking don't comment on our site ever again. Please. Dear Anonymous. I get that. <laughs> Anonymous. Mechmud's in, though. I like this Mechmud guy. Yes. He's just showing up. I like everybody except this Anonymous guy. And again, he, he is the same thing. He yells and screams about Scott Liddell. He hates Scott Liddell. And actually, it's so funny because where people heard the Supergirl and like, oh, my God, Jim's going to hate this. When I heard that Scott Liddell was still on, (laughs) I almost gave the flash jump. I'm like, fuck you, Anonymous. You can fucking deal with it for another fucking couple years. Boom. I don't even care. I just want him to be on it. I want to hear your fucking comment. Oh, Scott Liddell. Hey. I fucking hate that guy. All right. What was, right. the, what was the uh, book of the week? Because I know what mine is. We are Robin. That is 10. mine as well. We are Robin number 10. I really liked it. And next week, Eric, we have a weird week. All right. Very, Bring it very on. odd week. I, I think that this, this podcast is probably going to be uh, a pretty quick one. 
uh, compared to a lot of our others. But next week, I do not know how we could possibly make this podcast over two and a half hours. Because next week we have... After podcast, slow-mo theater. Yes. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Maybe we'll put that in tonight as well. Uh, Next week we have Aquaman number 50. All right. You're going to be doing that, that. right? A little Dan Abnett, right? Oh, yeah. Brett Booth. Brett Booth, right? Yes, that's right. I forgot he was doing that. I thought you were just yelling Brett Booth at me. Brett Beef. (laughs) Batman and Robin Eternal number 26. We get the finale. Brett sits in a booth all by himself because nobody likes him. Brett jizz booth at the porn shop that isn't mopped right. Booth. We have uh, Batman and Robin Eternal, which I'm sure is Tynan to finish up, right? I would think. You got Justice League of America number eight by Brian Hitch. And by now, that should be on at least 10, right? I really I, that should be on book. like that should be on issue fifteen by now, but yeah, we're gonna have that. I don't know. That could be delayed. And it better not be <laughs> because that is the third book. So we have Aquaman fifty, Batman Robin Eternal number twenty six, Justly America number eight. So you have two books so far. I have one, right? Yes. And then we finish it off with a Mega Man number ten. All right. Which on the site Poppy does. We'll see if he, if he doesn't do it, I'll do it and I'll have two yeah, books. Especially he does Justice League three thousand and one. Hey, we have two books each. Two books each. So we have four total books, one which we rarely review, uh, but we did like issue number nine of a Mega Man. So Great we'll talk about ten. Uh, yeah, we, we usually have four sections of the podcast, something like that, and we have four books. Now, I would say that we may have a little post-talk, little post-game interview with, about Batman and Robin Eternal. Maybe we'll talk a little about what we thought of it as a whole. We'll see. And I don't. I only else. have one word answer, so it'll go by very fast. No, what else will go on? Nah, we'll just say, do you do you like it? You'll say no. No. And we're all right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll tie it up some and. Oh yeah, what's your mother say? We'll see. And that's about it. That that's it for next week. I have one book. <laughs> Good times. Oh, uh, yes, one. Well, the way it seems, things been going. I think you're gonna have a Mega Man too. Yeah, I might. We'll see. That could happen, Eric. That could happen. But we'll uh, we'll do that. And maybe, well, we'll also have, like, the digital stuff and things like that. But, yeah, that'll be it. But that's it for tonight. I think this is going to be a short one as well. But not as short as that one. A lot of fucking anonymous. I'm looking through, <laughs> I'm looking through his freaking comments. Uh, one thing I've noticed about Red Hood fans is that they really have trouble distinguishing between what's written on the page and what's in head, what's in head canon. What? Head cannon, baby. Sometimes when you look, I have to go to the fucking thing. I don't even know what this guy is even talking about. What is he saying here? One thing I've noticed about Red Hood fans is that they really have trouble distinguishing between what's written on page and what's in head cannon. Though it might all be the same fan. There's that one Zitzeman spams Liddell worship on every freaking forum or throws a tantrum whenever his Wafu Jason gets beaten up. He probably has bunch of alts. Hmm. Good, good. Hmm. I don't know why. Why is this guy on our site being that guy whenever Jay Red Hood is brought up in any comment? And, and I like it too because Anthony said something. I just put somehow I've gotten the idea you don't like Liddell. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to bait him on, and Anthony's actually like trying to engage with him. Like, hey, this is this. I like how he does that. There, this, and then Anonymous answers three times, and it's all nonsense. Jason is depicted by Liddell as a wimp. Cast aside all the badass anti-hero vibe Conway, Newton, Starlin, Winnick, Morrison gave him. Roy is loudmouth. 
clown tippler. What the guy? What, <laughs> what is this guy talking about? Now, honestly, I want to get back to something else. For anybody who is still listening to this nonsense, <laughs> if you want something to write in for next week, I am very curious. For everybody who loved Batman number 44 when oh, it Batman came out. Oh, Batman number 44. Please tell me if you still enjoy it as much with the knowledge that we got in Batman yeah, number 54. Actually, this week. it seems like, uh, in general, that a lot of people were down on this uh, 50 as right. well. It, it was not as well received. I think that people are kind of getting tired of Scott Snyder in general. But yeah, I, I didn't like this issue. I didn't really. I was a little more positive that 44. I just think they both stick now. Uh, I'm looking. 23 reviews for Batman. Uh, the average was an 8.4. But yeah, there's, of course, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, oh, so six tens. tens. That's crazy. Six tens. This book was fucking all over the goddamn place. You know, it's exhausting to think that we can't look up in the sky and see the bat symbol there. That's what oh, yeah? yeah? Exhausting, huh? And it goes all the way down to a 3.5 from Batman News. <laughs> Brandon at Batman News is like, bigger isn't always better. Great. Yeah, it's it's there's you. You're third from the bottom. Third from the bottom, my friend. Six point five. Third. Not a crazy score in my mind. No. I think I said the same thing, right? Six point five. Yeah. yeah, that's not awful, but it, that that issue was all over the place. I don't know. I don't know why we're still talking about that. Anyway, I was just curious if anybody Yeah, yeah. If anybody wants to yeah, let us know because you're you're really concerned about that because I caught a lot really, of fucking grief. People really fucking laid in on you. Jesus you know what? Uh, you know what's weird too with me, Batman and Robin Eternal. People were really giving me the business a couple issues ago when I gave it a three, and since right. then I've kind of laid off being the the first night reviewing it. Yeah. And those people have bailed on me, so I'm glad. I think that's what they did. <laughs> I just had to bail. You know, I just had they they. I think they actually think that I'm done. That I don't review it anymore. I don't know, jerks, jerks. Well, let's call it an evening, friend. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But that's we're it. gonna finish it up. That is the podcast. It is Easter. We're gonna do that. Ba 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 do ba do. And what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, you're right. two, baby. That's the clean two. Oh, there he is.